Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host, uh, Kevin Clark. <laughs> for a second. Jesus Christ. I had a, I had a weird week. Uh, across the table from me. Grabs a boat. There he is. And over here. Matt Lynch. Matt Lynch. Did yeah. you get Taco Bell before you came in? I did. I had to. You gotta, you gotta like, stay hydrated for all the Christopher Walken impressions we're gonna have to do <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Chris Walken impressions. To buckle up, everybody. All the Johnny Depp impressions we're gonna avoid doing. Mm. We're gonna finally get into some real hack work. Yeah. Some real comedy <laughs> hack work. Yeah, I agree. Let's I bust agree. out some Shatner impressions while we're at it. It's uh, freak. Jack Nicholson Blum impressions. That's pretty good. <laughs> get your Jack Nicholson impressions ready. Your Christian Slater impressions. <laughs> your Ray Liotta impressions. <laughs> Your Kevin. Meryl Streep impressions. <laughs> I'm holding my hair back. I'm slicking my hair back he with is, my he's hand. He's right his now. hair back. He looks exactly like people all of those actors. People love when we do the voices. People love the voices. I know. But this is the, a particular, like, this is a, a impression. Walking impressions are just like. Yeah, I'm not very Mine's, fucking mine's comic pretty bad. Doesn't. Yeah, I don't want to. Let's not do it right now because we're going to get to that movie first, I think. Oh, there's going to be so, a lot. Is there a movie so, where Madeline Stowe, Dennis Farina, and Christopher Walken are all in a room <laughs> together? Oh, well, I wish. Christopher Walken. Dennis Farina's just eating the biggest plate of spaghetti you've Look ever seen. Look at his fucking plate of spaghetti here, bruh. It was pointed out to a, by one of our <laughs> listeners that there is like a whole thing with the with Dennis's. Yeah, there's now our, three Dennis's. There's now three big yeah. Dennis's. Yeah. Uh, Deep Dish Dennis Farina, Dennis Franz. Dennis McLean Franz. And Dennis Miller. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's a whole thing with <laughs> Dennis's. Dennis's. Mill communication. We're going to have to do uh, we're gonna have to do the Dennis the Menace TV series oh, or something. Yes. That's what we should have called that episode is Dennis the Dennis Menace. Dennis the Menace. No, Miller Time. Damn Miller, time. Good. Miller Time. No, was Miller Time. Good. I'm, we do a, I'm happy if, if we that. somehow can f- squeeze well, if we a do that, Franz episode. If we do that Bordello Blood <laughs> mini, we'll oh, call gonna, that one Dennis we're, the Menace. Or we're going to do that. We're going to do that. There is some... Yeah. Can't believe how much blood there is in this Bordello. Bordello more cha-cha. blood in this than Vlad the Impaler's Bordeaux. You tell me something, cha-cha. I heard how much blood in this Bordello? I'd like to make a deposit at the blood bank, man. All right. But stop it with the Chase Dennis Miller Manhattan shit. Got me, but okay. I hate it. I hate it at this point. I know our listeners love it. But Chase Manhattan. I can't I want to hear the it. end of that joke. Oh, that's all I had. I just like, Chase Manhattan. It's pretty good, though. More I, words. I th- do you think that we need to just get you on stage as Dennis Miller? <laughs> it would be funnier. Bordello's got more blood in it than Michael Moore's <laughs> colander, <laughs> babe. I, I, I feel like between, I'm back on board. I feel like between the two of us, you could do the bits, but we could write some good ones. Yeah, you could do like a tight five. Let's really put pen to paper on this, baby. <laughs> Let's really hunker down. What if you're in the just, writer's room with what some if, cigarettes and coffee? What if Travis, you're just on stage and you got like an earpiece in, and then he's like just uh, feeding him to you, yes. like uh, what it was, Marlon Brando, like a Cyrano thing or whatever. Fucking, and you're let's just, get a Cyrano thing going. And you're yeah. just doing that, and you've and you've got a giant nose like in <laughs> Roxanne, and uh, and you're on stage and you're wooing some lady. I was afraid of worms, Roxanne. <laughs> I was afraid that was, of worms. Honestly, honest to God, the funniest thing I'd ever seen in a movie for a good two years going, like mm. that part in Roxanne where he goes, "I was afraid of worms." Worms. Wait, is that the fireman? It's yeah, the dumb fireman, yeah. and then uh, Steve Martin's the good fireman with a big nose. Yeah. That movie's great, by the way. I haven't seen it in forever. No I saw it so many it. times when I was a kid. The yeah. only suspense is whether or not Kevin Nealon's gonna beat the shit out of him with the tennis racket at the very beginning. Kevin Nealon? Kevin mm-hmm. Nealon's yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah, he's one of the shitty like uh, tennis bros. Oh. One of the many, many adult bullies that Steve Martin <laughs> encounters in his day because of his existence. big nose. Hey, nice big nose, you piece of shit! I'm 37. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 37 uh, full on adult. 
Kevin Nealon, he's he's doing his weekend update thing too, right? And he's like, "This just in, your nose is fucking huge." That was that's Kevin Nealon. I don't to, know. What, to what, he, what, what did, Ke- what did Kevin do, Mr. Subliminal? What did Kevin on, uh, sound like? Uh, what does he, he sound like? like he sounds like a regular guy. guy. Yeah. We've talked about two weekend update guys so far in this episode. Let's let's keep it going. Can we get some Colin <laughs> some Quinn? Colin in Quinn? This? <laughs> Can we get some Christopher Guest? What about the guy now? We did Charles Rock in a few weeks. Charles Rocket. What's the guy who does it now? Who's boring? Whenever Michael Che and Colin Jost, right? Colin Jost, right? Michael Che gets mad when you uh, are mean, mean to him, him on, I guess. Online. Yeah. yeah, he's so, got a, he's so got a maybe prop, listen an to this online problem. Get, maybe he can, maybe we can bump the numbers. He's up. angry online. <laughs> yeah, can we get a beef hey, going with hey, that, I mean, Che? I don't have any opinion of you whatsoever, but I think Saturday Night Live sucks. Right. I bet you suck. Yeah, I mean, maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't the, watch the, it. I did meet him once briefly. After he was uh, a friend of ours, was uh, El Sanchez was opening for him, and I went to hang out with her. At, it was after the show, and she they introduced me, uh-huh. and then I was like. uh... Did, that was it. That was he did you, did you troll he, him? He left. No, I you didn't have a chance to troll him to find out if he would be a dick. To I you? didn't know who he was. Oh, I was like, cool. They were like, here's, that's why he left Michael because he didn't know who like, he was. was. They like, said, here's Michael Che. <laughs> they presented him to you. Well, because he just performed a show. Did you like shake his hand and meet him, or they just? I met him. I met him. Like, hey, nice to meet you. And then I was like, in my head, what did he say? I have no fucking idea who this is. Did he say nice to meet you too, or he said no, like, nothing? He said like, hey, I mean, he said hi or whatever. He just like, said you know, hi. I don't know. I don't Guys, remember. No, Robin Williams. You met I one of the most know, famous comedians. I didn't know in the who world. he was, and then I had to look him up later. That's why he left so abruptly because you didn't know who he was. Yeah, he was that's mad. why. Not because of he was mad. Not this sounds. <laughs> this reeks of bullshit. <laughs> this reeks you know, when a person tells you a lie and then you ask him follow up questions, they're like, "Look, I don't fucking remember. I met him in Canada. You wouldn't know anything about him." He was, uh, he's friends with my girlfriend in Canada. It was, uh, uh, you wouldn't yeah, know yeah. her. You absolutely wouldn't know her. I mean, Canada, <laughs> Kevin insists that oh, his no, girlfriend's no, no. French, so I mean, who it's knows? Not, Anything's it's possible. not, uh, she it's lives not, in France. Not Michael Che, it's not Michael Che, it was that guy Che, that uh, Benicio Del Toro. Che Guevara? Che yeah, Guevara? Che Guevara. Now that I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, a more believable yeah. story. Yeah. I didn't know who he was either, though. I was oh, like, oh my god! I recognize you from a t-shirt. Aren't or you something? the guy from those t-shirts? What's yeah, yeah, oh, a t-shirt? Oh, the t-shirt guy. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I really rolled his eyes. I'm really me. sick and tired of getting that t-shirt <laughs> you know, I've guy. Spoken bullshit. in front of the UN, and everybody just remembers the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I get I get mm. nothing but t-shirt guy this, t-shirt guy that. I'm supposed to be dead. God yeah. damn it! I'm actually glad everybody I mixes him up uh, for the guy in the Usual Suspect. I bet his stand-up set sucked too. I'm sure I've been complaining about that before. His stand-up set. <laughs> I'm in the revolutionary hey guys, take to guys, take over Cuba. <laughs> you guys know this ruling class, huh? Yeah, we should kill them. Uh, right? Am I right, people? Let's, uh, let's nationalize the casinos. <laughs> classic. He's doing it in a casino, too. That joke didn't go over very well. Classic Shay. Classic hey, we're Shea. in it because we like them. <laughs> we like casinos. You classic Che Guevara jokes. Che Guevara hit speak truth to power. This like is, the court jesters this of is old. gone off the rails. Che Guevara stand-up comedian? Don't point it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, in, I'm into it, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we are with the... Welcome back to the Off the Rails podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, currently... I don't know what we're currently doing. off the rails. Yeah. Is where we are off the rails. You know, like that's you know. Have you guys do you guys think about that saying sometimes? Like that is like fucking horrifying. That's right. like a horror movie if that happens. Like it's like if you're we, actually we say, on a train. Oh, this is off the rails. It kind of means like we were talking about the wrong topic. But if you're on a train yeah. and it goes off the rails, people will die. This situation. Somebody died. So yeah. At least one person. Someone is gonna, gonna die. die. No, not nobody died. Somebody yeah. died. This whole situation's off the rail. Most of us are gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's just. You you know, it could be it could just be a train full of like t- toxic chemical chemicals. Like unstoppable. So. 
Like unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. Unstoppable. So I'm just saying. Unstoppable. Yeah, unstoppable. I'm just saying we maybe shouldn't throw around the phrase. Hey, everyone, take it easy off with the, the phrase rails. off the rails. People are dead. I, I apologize for using gonna, that phrase. Do you remember when Amtrak were constantly get, going off the rails? Like every other day an Amtrak train would go off the rails? No. Like when, have some sensitivity. When was that? <laughs> I don't know, 20 years ago or something it's like that. It was a whole ago. joke. <laughs> the dark ages of train it was around, travel. I bet it was around the same time that like mailmen were going uh, a postal. This you is think where Kevin Nealon made a joke about it on Saturday 100%. 100%. Uh, an Amtrak train went postal today. Uh, After standing in line at the DMV for too long. After standing in line at the DMV for too long. This is good stuff. <laughs> Saturday Night Live's always been funny. Always. Always funny. Always relevant. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> Sticking to SNL. Yeah. I would just I just I don't know I want to try and start a beef with somebody. Yeah, we need to get a beef. Well, just to like what about just Joe Sharbonic? Joe Sharbonic, we want to start a beef a, with he you. He doesn't have the numbers to bump us to bump us That's up. True. I don't think. Honestly, he we're, still we're has more not. I don't even he want to start a beef with him. Accepted my Facebook friend wanna, request. I don't even want to start a beef with him. I just want him on the show at this point. Yeah. We're, we're more famous than Joe Sharbonic at this point. That may be true. Take that. Take that, you son of a bitch. This is a shots fired. I'm really Jesus trying to get him. Christ, I'm trying yeah. to get him. You know? Yikes. Yeah. In my work. I'm pretty sure he's listening at this point. <laughs> he has to be. He gotta be listening. It's practically think, the Joe Sharp. I wonder if Roger podcast. Avery ever listened to that part where I tell him to go fuck himself. <sighs> I don't know. He knows that know. it exists. Yeah. He knows the podcast exists. Yeah. Well. Mm. I mean, the, the, uh, I still think he should go fuck himself. So. Roger Avery, if you listen to the part where Matt told you to go fuck him, fuck yourself, please let us know. He, <laughs> if you're checking in, though, he does still think you should do that. <laughs> Doing both. Yeah. I think we're back on the rails. Now. Oh, it's boy. on the rails, everybody. Like that train went off the rails, but came right back on, so nobody died. We're back on these soothing rails. We're back, rails. baby. <laughs> and then just in the nick <laughs> just of time. Just in the time. nick of time. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. That's the whole show. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was our goal, to bring it back. That was a, that was a good segue. What are we calling uh, this episode? I don't know. I think we should call it Stranger Danger. Stranger Danger. That's right. pretty good. Stranger Danger. Yeah, it's all, all three movies about uh, kids in danger. Abducted children. Abducted children. children. Yeah, in every well, case. Eh. Sort of. Sort of. Well, no, te- yeah, technically in all three. Yeah. Te- that does happen in, in Merc, Merc Rise. Merc yeah, technically, Rise. Technically kidnapped. We're doing but nin- most of it isn't. 1995's Nick of Time. Yeah. 1998's Mercury Rising. And 1996's Ransom. Give me back my son! Give me back my son, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Give me back my you son! You will never see one dollar of that money. <laughs> That is that is a great scene. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. But right now, I got big long time. I I have bad news for you, gentlemen. I I got big long speeches that I uh, wrote down. There's some good ones, man. No, that's that I wanted to do. That's great. There's good. There's good speeches in all of them. Did you do? Did you get the uh, the uh, like uh, Iraqi Republican Guard speech from Mercury Rising? Because that's my favorite. Uh, Oh, he's like he's had to cover. You mean the one that he yeah he does it twice gives twice yeah. I don't think I have that one. That's okay. I got a bunch of Alec Baldwin's weird shit. Yeah, he's got some good ones in there. Speaking of Alec Baldwin's weird shit, let's get to 1995's Nick of Time, Nick which of time. does not start Alec Baldwin. No. It sure doesn't. Come in, honey. Don't run off now, sweet pea. Stay close to daddy. Perfect. An ordinary man. I see some identification, sir. Excuse me? ID. Let me see some. Chosen by chance. Come with us, sir. I'd like to know what's going on first. This cause a ruckus, sir. Not with a little girl involved. Oh, ma'am, come with I can me. T- Listen. Ma'am. I'll take my daughter. Driven by fear. Pay attention. You listening, Mr. Watson? Yes. This is for you. In it, there's a picture of a woman 
and an itinerary. You will take this and you will kill a woman whose picture's in there. I will do no such thing. Nick of time. I, I, I First like, of all, I like let came, me just say, I enjoyed very the, bad movie, it's but bad. I might love it. I kind of liked it. I might it. love this movie. I kind of liked it, and uh, the, I mean, one of the reasons is right from the start. Right from the start, the movie hates rollerbladers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and there's a part where the, one of the bad guys, uh, what's uh, what's the actor's Roma name? Roma Mafia, the yeah, yeah. The, 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 right, right. the shitty attorney from Double Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, and she's 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 like and the good talking, attorney. She's from talking to Christopher Walken, yeah. and they are just having a bad guy conversation while the camera frantically moves around this train station, and she's like, "Fucking, did you write it down? Do you have that quote?" about the rollerbladers well, well let me just say this movie has not one but two cartoonishly hilarious bad guys <laughs> and roma mafia is the second one and yep. both her and christopher walken are constantly saying astonishing things yeah, they're they're, weird. the script is insane in so many they're ways they're great bad guys though but the, she says this thing but about this is the thing that she I says about remember. yes uh roma they're they're like they're standing next to each other and they're looking for a person to pick to be a part of their insane to be a patsy. possibly they the need worst, a patsy possibly the worst plan it's a terrible in all plan. of the movies that we've covered and like that's a big thing this is the worst movies. plan than the plan in the net. It's, I, it's, I think it's the worst plan. It's the Mercury Rising plan's pretty bad too. This is no way it's as bad as I don't even remember it because this blew it out of the. I way. don't remember. I don't remember the plan for Mercury Rising because I thought that movie was so boring mm. that I sort of I sort of tuned out at some point. Yeah, we'll but get, this one. But we'll this, one, this one. This one. The plan is stupid. Although I do like. Kind of enjoy. I like the I enjoy the premise of like this guy. You know, th- th- these people constantly watch. It. I don't think the movie does this right, but this is cl- this fell for me fell in squarely in the category of like if Brian De Palma did this, which he kind of did. It's basically kind of like Snake Eyes, where like you don't you know this one guy is like constantly running into people who are also in on this conspiracy. Yeah, but uh, but like. Uh, you know, it's directed by John Badham, who made movies that I enjoy, but is made not, some good stuff. He's not. He's no fucking De Palma. So he's no, not he gonna, really isn't. But he made. He's, he's, he's done some good stuff. He did War Games, yeah, yeah. Blue Thunder, yeah. Stakeouts. Saturday Night Fever is is a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. That movie's terrific. Yeah, yeah. But Man, not this a, kind of thing. God, this guy's been around forever. Yeah, yeah I mean, this, it's but anyway, but anyway, the rollerblader thing. I love this what's, movie. What's isn't, the okay, so here's the quote. I just want to look at each other because it, it's uh, these rollerbladers are menacing everybody in a train station at the beginning of the movie. They're rollerblading punks. Yeah. And they're like bullying people and stuff. Anyways, the lady goes, "When I see some fool on rollerblades, it gives it really gives me the urge to grease the front of my car with them." Yes, I love it. Grease so, the front of my car with them. So I loved that, and I was like, "But I was like, I, you know, they're bad guys, and this is showing that they're bad guys." And how she's right. like, "Whoa, geez, she'd grease the front of her car with a rollerblade." Okay, these guys are bad. But then it cuts to like the rollerbladers like menacing Johnny Depp's daughter while he's on the phone. He's like, hey, stop it, quit it, quit it, stop it, leave my daughter <laughs> alone. Knock it off, leave hey, my daughter alone. Knock it off. Uh, stop doing that. <laughs> stop doing that right now. And then and then and then you're like and then like after he's off the phone, he like tips a garbage can over to trip the rollerblader. And I was like, oh, the hero hates. Ro- no, this movie just hates rollerbladers. And yeah, and it, I like how that. For me, it, bu- it bumped it up like a Judd he, right there. I was like, this is getting at least this is getting at least three Juds for me just because it hates rollerbladers I had, I had, for no reason. I had, I had no idea this is no like a big concern of yours. I'd say I didn't either until the movie until I watched a movie that hated rollerbladers so much and I was joyful about it. I liked it. how the guy who he trips with the with the garbage can is immediately like, "What the fuck, man?" The rollerbladers like, are the, harassing me. The rollerbladers are like this. They're like they're the rollerbladers. <laughs> we all know what rollerbladers are she, like and always have been. She even specifies that skateboarders. She's cool with skateboarders, right? But sure. roller, she fucking hates rollerbladers. Johnny Depp goes kind of like, "Hey, don't don't uh, rollerblade next to my daughter," and the guy goes like, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a rollerblader. And then, and then Johnny Depp casually goes, "Oh, whoops, uh, whoops!" And then he knocks over a garbage can. And that's the thing that Christopher Walken sees and goes, "This is the guy. It's, this it's, is the guy." Yeah, that's that's that's, that's shot number one. That's the guy. Oh, this guy here, right there, is the guy. 
Right there. He cares about his daughter so much he tripped a rollerblader in the train station. <laughs> tripped a rollerblader <laughs> in the train station. He's got what it takes to be a part of this plan that is the, the worst plan ever devised. Thought up by myself and possibly <laughs> and thousands help. of other people because everyone's in on it. It goes, no one likes the plan. No one. <laughs> no one. No one likes the plan. Nobody likes the plan. Uh... So anyway, can we, before we, so anyway, I'm sorry, I just we, wanted to. Can we mention one more thing before we get started on this movie? Because yeah. the gimmick of this movie, yeah. which they don't really address in the film, but what it was marketed this way was I think, that it feels like that's only for marketing reasons. But I mean, it, if you watch the movie, it does actually do this. They just don't really play it up. Well, that's but a, it's it yeah. takes place in real time. Like yeah, the movie's yeah. ninety minutes, and it takes place over a ninety minute period of time. Yeah, it's called Nick of Time. And I can't tell you how irritated I am that the fucking guy's name is not Nick. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick Time. Nick Time. Nick O'Time. They'd have a fr- Nick Time. They'd have a franchise. I mean, at least name him like yeah, Nick something, but it's, his name is like Gene. Gene of Time. But my if, name is Nick Time, and I only have 90 minutes. I only have 90 minutes <laughs> but to save my daughter. But like then, yeah, but then at the end, they can be like, he, he's like got through that adventure, and then someone else comes up to him, and he's like, looks at the camera, and is like, uh-oh. Oh, it looks, looks like, like another, another adventure. time-based adventure. Vaguely, <laughs> vaguely time-based adventure. I feel like- Let's this, go. That's, but, but, the, but like you pointed out, the movie doesn't really deal with it or sort of bring it up at all. And actually, that's, just like that's twice. That's like symptomatic of everything that, that bugged me about the movie, which is yeah. like every opportunity it has to do something interesting, it does not. It does just the next yeah. most generic thing. The movie- Or the stupidest thing possible. The movie actually like- does a bad job of the time thing because yeah. all it has to do is like do like what 24 did right. which is like each hour starts on the hour right, right? and so you're like so so you're watching it in real time like yeah. you can check your watch and go yep 15 minutes into this show this is uh, also 15 minutes on the show <laughs> right. but there's points in this movie there's where they clocks where too. they show clocks and I stopped the movie or checked the time on the movie it's and it was different. like it says like 12:28 and I'm like ooh is it 28 minutes it's like no it's oh. only 19 minutes in. and you're like I'm like why why fucking I mean I get it <laughs> Yeah, why movie. even do it? But like, I, that's how it feels like it was only for the marketing that yeah. it was like that it was like this is in real time, you guys. And you're like, I, you could say that for all, for like a million <laughs> other fucking movies. It this totally takes, uh, show the clock. This takes place. It's because it's like that's all that. Ma- it, it totally felt like the guy who who originally conceived of this was like, you know what I hate in the movies where you see like the countdown clock and it's ten seconds left and then it takes a minute for the bomb to go off. Yeah, like, unrealistic. This seems like a total response to that by somebody who was an idiot. But this movie also <laughs> like the this movie also has sequences like like a. Uh, Fantasy sequence. Yeah, it has weird fantasy sequences. So it's like, in it. So it how like much totally, time did that take? It totally breaks. Yeah, and then yeah. it comes back, and you're like, so was that just because it was just in his head, right? Yeah. And so you're like, so wait, did that take up time, oh, or was what? that literally that's, it took up exactly the amount of time that it did there? That weird, we, that weird knockout fantasy where he imagines himself like plummeting to his death is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it's pretty depalling. I just thought it was really cool, oh, yeah. and it like looked really good, and that yeah. was the best. thing I think. Happening. I mean, that's why that's what made me think of like De Palma with yeah. stuff like that. Because, well, all the split die after shots would, too. But that would fucking work in a De Palma movie. Yeah, I would be like, fuck yeah. But instead, I was kind of like, oh mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Huh? Also, Cause he, like, because he fucking blows Christopher Walken's brains out, and then Christopher Walken is still alive. He's like, I'm gonna throw you off, off this the roof. roof, off the roof <laughs> of this. Building? <laughs> the, what's what's the name of the building? Famous uh, famous hotel in. I should have written it down. I thought I was going to uh, remember. Holiday Inn. It's that like. <laughs> it's that, it looks it's like. IHOP. Uh, it looks like four. There's big, an IHOP at the next door. Four big black columns in downtown Los Angeles. Oh no, Los starts Angeles. Starts with a B. Man? It's uh, it's in a bunch of movies. It's in it's at the very end of ben- In the Line of Fire. Bennington. Bennington's Bonaventure. Bonaventure. Thank Bonaventure. you. Bonaventure. Uh, that's where the whole yeah, thing takes right place. Yeah, it's right there. You can practically see it from here. Uh, but also like the, the, the time con- the time construct uh, construct 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 yeah. um, that's invented also sort of is soft 
Yeah. It's not like there's a bomb that's going to go off and right. we've set the timer. It's like, this is when she's going to make her speech, as yeah. if that's going ha- to happen at this exact moment. And if we as know if, anything about... As if about a person the... couldn't possibly delay a speech. Yeah. And, and, she... a politi- and as, as, if, as you all know, all political rallies start exactly on time. Exactly on yeah. time. And she's, she makes also several speeches in this. Uh, like, yes. She has like a whole press conference, and it was like... Other man, times that he could have killed her. Well, I mean, so the, plem- the, whole the premise point. of the movie is that these two bad guys kidnap Johnny Depp's daughter and they turn out to be they turn out to be about a thousand bad guys yeah too. everybody's in on this criminal literally conspiracy. everyone so they've got like dozens of people in this criminal conspiracy but they have these two main guys roma mafia and christopher walken kidnap the little girl in order to force johnny depp to to shoot the governor elect of california yep. because she's too liberal She's the, and we know exactly she's right. the, we know she's, she's too the, yeah, liberal yeah. because we keep seeing other people at the hotel who are here to see her speech complain about how it's liberal the, she it's is. It's the it's right. the news guys. The yeah. two news guys There's that are some... constantly at the bar going like, "Right, she's pretty liberal." And then when you meet the more of the bad guys, they basically that's like the thing they go, "She's too liberal, so we want her dead." And it's and to her husband who's and a lot, like just and a, been tuned in. He's like, "Yeah, okay." And a lot of the <laughs> people who want her dead are in her own campaign. It's like, "Well, well think, then why did you get her elected?" I think I the mean, thing is, I think she was from what yeah, she flipped. Yeah. She was elected on this the idea that like she, she was, was going to be a corporate stooge. Yep, and then and she, a good and corporate then she stooge. Went like, nope, I'm not going to do a that. Conscience. And so they're going to kill her. <laughs> her, um, her husband. My my favorite. One of my favorite parts in this because this is just a stupid fucking idea. Like, why would you do this? So everything about this movie is and, stupid. And it's kind of why. There's I like a part. It. Late, <laughs> yeah. There's a part like about halfway through the movie where like the one of the guys who's like one of the main guys behind the the criminal conspiracy confronts Christopher Walken and is like, "What the fuck is going on?" Why did you get this guy? Like, why didn't you just do this yourself? And he's like, Christopher Walken is like, I got the guy on video talking. You know, he's like, he's like talking about how Johnny Depp's in the hotel. He's been at the scene. They've got evidence that he's there. And it's like, yeah, there's also all this evidence of you talking to him and yeah. kidnapping his daughter. Yeah, I saw I mean, that guy. Not I saw that work. guy talking to him and stuff too. But they'll, I mean, ne- they'll never look at the that video, dude who keeps talking to the him. The video thing was like, it's totally like they have uh, this guy like videotaping Johnny Depp whenever he's at the thing mm-hmm. specifically and it totally felt like oh this is like them trying to you know do like a construct a Zapruder film yeah. you know kind of thing like that would go like oh here's here's the here's the guy Fair, see there's he was absolutely there. no security at the hotel and, and they're, they're also, well the security also is all, all in on it thousands of thousands of witnesses yeah. and probably security video would show Christopher Walken talking to this guy because he is next to Johnny Depp all the time 100% of the time yeah. going like go kill her go kill the go kill the governor now I think and, you need to go kill her. We're gonna blow your daughter's brains out. If you don't kill van. the governor, the ice is gonna break. <laughs> I do. One of the there's a, a, a line at the very uh, towards the very end when you kind of find out how how broad the conspiracy is that is just like says what you've been thinking the whole time. Where a guy goes to, says to Christopher Walken, and, and there's like a whole group of conspirators all more powerful than Christopher Walken who like blame him for the plan sucking so much. Yeah. But it's like you shouldn't have signed off on it. It's a patently stupid plan. But somebody goes, this was supposed to be clean and simple. Remember, a high powered rifle and it's over. But you had to get creative. Bring some jerk into it. Stick a gun in his hand and what? I mean. What the hell were you thinking? Yeah, and you're like, mm-hmm. you, you say that idiot, the, you idiot. You can say that to the screenwriter. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. Like your bullshit it's, detector goes off immediately. I like, I like, enjoyed, I, on this. I like enjoyed this because I like, I think it's, I thought it was fun and one silly, of the one of my favorite Christopher like, Walken performances ever. It's insane. I think he's really fun in it. Uh, what's the th- what's the line he says about like he's telling tells his long story about like all right, he's gonna he killed somebody he's like and I like that guy I got the oh, whole yeah, thing yeah it's like the I guy was the, the whole thing. he liked to gamble do it but no but yeah do you want to you want to get to it oh yeah do the whole thing or you want me to get to it 
Well, just, I mean, who? We've, I mean, the premise of the movie is that Johnny Depp and his daughter are on a train. She sees some homeless guys fighting outside of the train, which there's is a bunch a weird, of ho- which weird is a, homeless stuff. Which is a weird. Which is I weird. I think that, that there's doesn't, a, doesn't some, come up really. Some slight amount of liberal messaging um, in this movie that they don't really and, get to. And then you know, they, essentially, yeah. the whole thing is just that they give Johnny Depp a gun and uh, you know say we're going to kill your daughter if you don't do this. And it's him kind of trying to get out of it, but them constantly and, being on him and get people's attention and try to get help, trying and, to get help. Uh, and yeah, he, that's, he that's is, the whole thing instantly not on board with his plan yeah. he's he's a hundred percent of the time trying to get out of it trying to figure out yeah. ways so th- th- this plan is insane the, in every way Christopher Walken sees him keeps, keeps him has to keep keeping him like on on task yeah. like you have to you have to go do this I did, en- clear and I did enjoy some of the ways that they were they would play around with that like when he gets into the cab and the cabbie is, is Clark Johnson from Homicide that's right and also director your yours in my favorite movie the Sentinel uh <laughs> <laughs> one of the Ridiculous. worst, one of the worst Douglas movies ever made. Anyway, he's also directed some good. TV. He's done some good stuff. Yeah, he's done some fine <laughs> stuff. But uh, but yeah, so it's Meldrick Lewis from Homicide as the cab driver, and uh, Johnny Depp like writes down like you know call the police. My daughter's been kidnapped on the back of like his business card, and he yeah. gives he gives it to the cabbie and gets out of the cab, and the cabbie looks at the card and he yeah. goes. What the like, what's what, what? he goes? Why the fuck would I need an accountant? Yeah, he likes right. an accountant. And he, crumples and he just it crumples up. it up and very ostentatiously throws it Ooh. out the out the driver's side over the cab onto the sidewalk. Wait, like it like he's like trying he, like, to like arcs it. He's trying to make like a big to, hook shot. He's trying to make it into a garbage can and it misses. But he's like goes like oh loop or something yeah. even and he's, a, he's driving away. It's really funny. And Johnny Depp sees it and he's like oh. There's a yeah. much more insane part <laughs> in, in, than that. Oh, this I mean, movie's so insane. I didn't think that was no, that wasn't insane. I just thought I was amused by that. It was funny because it was just like so cartoonish. Yeah. The guy's like, what the fuck do I need an accountant for? <laughs> this movie's cartoonish in a lot of ways. And it's also like, it's also like, uh, I mean, that's what I would say, but also like, well, you he might, might he might as well have gotten out of the car and yelled at him, "What the fuck do I want your business card what for?" Like, what the fuck do I want your business? I don't need an accountant. <laughs> he does it nah. so ostentatiously. It was just no really thanks. funny. Fuck you, no <laughs> thanks, dickhead. But so so Johnny Depp is in this cab and, and immediately like he's walking. And you, to this movie's credit, the, the movie there's like three minutes of shitty rollerblading, and then Christopher Walken's like, "Here's the plan. Here's what you got to do." It just starts, mm-hmm. and then and so the, this is like ten minutes in when Johnny Depp's in the cab and already trying to figure out ways out of it yeah. and he's like I need you to do this and do that and whatever and Christopher Walken who has Bugs Bunny powers in this movie he's <laughs> always just appearing like way ahead of him at all times he's like teleportation um, but he's in the cab and he's going like he's going like here I have a real problem I need you to do something and then a, and then a van sideswipes the car crashes into the cab like he literally crashed. Cra- yeah, the cab there's a, a crashing bit? noise. I rewound it and watched it okay. three times. Because I just remember it going like in the cab, going like, "Oh, what?" Yes, it, that's the, exactly right. So they might have added the crashing noise later on, yeah, just oh. to like add more. But it, but in the context of the movie, he crashes into him. <laughs> that's so. And then dumb. and then you see like Christopher Walken doing the whole like pointing at his eyes. Yeah, my, pointing, you, I'm watching yo, and uh, and then and the guy goes like, "Sorry about that, man." Anyways, that's gonna be three dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a car just hit you. Because the cabbie's already annoyed. He's just to drive him to this place because he's sorry, like, you can sorry, see it. You we can got see a, it from here. Yeah, say, like, Johnny, right. sorry, we got in a literal car accident. <laughs> but anyways, enjoy the rest of your day. I'll just let that. He's, he blows it off pretty easily. He blows it off pretty easily. Uh, he got it takes hit by him, a car. Then, then he tries to recruit the shoe shine man, Charles S. Dutton. 
Yeah. Who, uh, I mean, is this, how many times? Who eventually is, comes around. Sure, sure. But how many times has Charles S. Dutton played like that character who's like, look, I'm just trying to do my job here. And he gets roped into whatever action yeah. shit is it's going true. on in the thing. He actually, he plays a cop in uh, Mimic, but it's yeah. a similar kind of thing where he's like, I don't want to fucking be here. And right. then I believe he gets eaten by the sewer monsters. He gets, and he's, he's, <laughs> he's right. really good. He's really good in Alien 3 as a guy who's just like trying to keep everything I under, under wraps. And then he's like, but then he totally commits to killing the monster. It's really good. He's a he- real hero. He gets death. a real hero death on that one. Yeah, he goes down with. He gets like the lead or the metal well, it's, poured on it's him. Right, eating him. It's eating him, and he's like, pull the lead, and then they pour the lead on him. Right. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but that no. part. Well, you know awesome. what? I have gotten really. I've totally come around on that. I love that movie. Huh. Maybe we do Alien Three. It's good. Supplemental. It's good. But I anyway, I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, He's always playing that guy, and yeah, he comes yeah. around. And then also, he and I, do, time, I do love, but Charles Dutton is one of those guys that like he shows could, up in the movie. Do that. And I do, yeah. lo- I do love it. I'm kind of like, it's like every role he plays is well, a little beneath him. But right. you're also like, also like, eh. But I mean, when I get you're, some you're Dutton, watching, I want some Dutton. Yeah, you're watching this Dutton. movie, and you're like, who's the Char- what's the Charles S. Dutton role going to be in this yeah. movie? And like, yeah, they got him. It's like in another movie, it's Ernie Hudson, which yep. is also great. But yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of role that the, that these guys tended to get stuck with. Yeah, um, and he totally does a good job. I like Jeannie Boulet from ER showing up. Yeah. Uh, Gloria, yeah. our friend Gloria Rubin yep. from from Mr. Robot oh, yeah, and Gloria ER. Rubin. ER. She's wonderful. She's in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, Mr. Robot. Yeah, she's his psychiatrist on Mr. Robot. Oh right, man! I stopped watching that show a while ago. Uh, yep, <laughs> checked out pretty quick. I watched, I watched it to the end. Oh, had a pretty God. good ending. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's yeah. what someone told me. Anyway, but uh, yeah, she's she's great. I was excited when she when she showed up because uh, you know gave me some ER yeah. ER vibes. Uh, doesn't go well for her. Does not go well. No, for her. no. But like before, it is, it is like a even, the whole like Jack Bauer type thing in this movie. Um, this is like I mean the, even the, with the real just, time gimmick I mean, is botched. It totally I mean, feels like a twenty four. Yeah. The main like one of my favorite things. One of my one of my favorite favorite laughable, I don't know if laughable is the right word, things about Jack Bauer is that he's like this hero who's like trying to save the day, he's trying to stop bombs from going off, stop terrorists and stuff. And then, like he'll he'll recruit he'll recruit people like normal people like you have to help that me. guy always gets fucking get, killed. I need a new cell phone battery. I need this or that. And the guy's like, okay, man, I'll help you. I'll help you. But and at first, that guy's, and that guy's gonna. But that at first, they'll dead. be like, you know I dead. can't help you. I love my life. I have yeah. a wife and kids, and I yeah. really love being alive. He's like, listen, and he's like, you're gonna be dead your, if you don't help. This is for your country. And yeah. then the fucking guy dies, dies every time. Sometimes they suffer. Sometimes they last for seasons, though, until they finally get popped. die. That was that was our favorite thing about that show. Is I still like that. Have you ever looked at John Boyce? YouTube video about about how many people Jack Bauer's responsible for the deaths of on oh, 24. God, no. It's fucking awesome. Astronomical it's numbers. It's so good. Assume. It's like a 30-minute video about how, like... Like Jack Bauer is like a menace. It's amazing. <laughs> well, when that when that movie or when J- Twenty Four, which is obviously way more famous than Nick of Time at this point, uh, came out when when they first started uh, doing commercials for that, this movie Nick of Time was the thing that popped into my head. I, thought, yeah. oh, I like Nick of Time. Well, because everybody went like the oh. forgotten Johnny Depp. Movie. Well, because we all because we all it was advertised so mm-hmm. heavily to us that it was this real time gimmick, and then rewatching it, you're like, that's not even a oh Twenty Four is at all so much. Well, like maybe Twenty Four, the pitch was like, you know, like if Nick of Time actually committed to their to yeah. the premise. But, uh, but I mean, this movie totally has like a that twenty that sort of vibe, yeah. and not only in the real time gimmick, which it doesn't do really, but like also the fact that like he keeps roping people in, and you're like, don't, because <laughs> don't, because you're like, because he gets one me, of them killed, and then the other ones, he, he all, almost all get killed. Yeah, 
To me, it, it is infinitely <laughs> hilarious how he keeps on. Like, he gets to Charles S. Dutton. He's already gone into a bathroom to try to get help. He's gone to he's gone into the elevator. And, and like, Christopher Walken is always there. Yeah. It's so funny. And Christopher Walken is sometimes there, and he couldn't be. Like, there's no, one part yeah. when he gets into the... he Like, Christopher Walken, he's already seen. He's like, go, go, go kill the governor. Go get into that elevator. And so he leaves Christopher Walken, gets into the elevator, and then he's like... Well, he's in the elevator with the governor, and he's like, Governor, I have something to tell you. And then the door opens up, and Christopher Walken's like, can I, do you have room for me? And you're like, how did he get up there? (laughs) How? Did he sprint up the stairs? Like, I don't even know if that's possible. I was waiting for, like, because that kept happening and and, and things like it, I was like, when is something, when is there going to be, like, a twist here? Because there's, like, nothing happens. Even to up to the end, I was like, when is it going to, when am I going to find out that Johnny Depp is, like, a cop secretly? Like, he was in on this the whole time. There's some reason why he's involved in this. Yeah, like, beyond randomness. I think I came, I think I I came down on the side of enjoying this movie just because I, it was, first of all, it's short. It's short. short. It's short. It hates rollerbladers. And I, like, enjoyed as it was going. It's the kind of movie that, like, five minutes later, you're like, Oh well, that wasn't very. Well, good. that was dumb. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like, as it was happening, I enjoyed it, and I think it's like I don't think it's like like directed in a like super stylish way or anything. And I think some of the frantic camera work is like mm-hmm. is like weirdly irritating. Like it's like sort of seems like make it frantic, and yeah. so they're yeah, just like like of- this, just kind of move the camera around a little. You're like, yeah, I guess I don't know, <laughs> but like, but like. Uh, but uh, we'll get to some weirdly I irritating ca- camera work when we do ransom. Oh boy, about yeah. that. But I, but I, but I ultimately like came down enjoying it. But yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is the second time I've seen this movie this year, and uh, and uh, I honestly really wait in 2020. Oh, I mean, in the last year, oh, okay. in the last year span of time, uh, I, I I fucking really enjoyed it. This yeah. time. It was so funny because like you notice more and more how like impl- how ridiculous and cartoonish the whole thing is, and how relentlessly well, stupid it, it is. You know, because it, it keeps coming at you. I, I think what I I liked about it was like that I keep saying that it was like it like reminded me of something that like if De Palma did he would do it well but sure. I felt like it also felt like it, I wanted to do like you were saying do, do a twist or like switch locations or like go somewhere you know like yeah. do like it keeps it's stuck in this one building which yeah. is sort of the gimmick but it's also like it felt like it kept going like here we are here and now we're going back to this other set and yeah. now we're like they, it was like they built four sets and they couldn't afford to like go somewhere else right. or something you know it felt it felt like cheap that way it was because it at first felt like oh it's moving from the train station to the hotel and then you're thinking oh now the governor is going to go somewhere else and like we'll follow her to where she's going and kill her like it's like he's going to be all over la or something that yeah. would be an interesting movie uh you know but it has that it has that like stupid cheap like hitchcock like right like thing where it's like you know this sus- this suspense uh the clock I mean, is there's, ticking there's and go a- do that but there's the, so i mean i like the the sort of central premise yeah. of it i think is Fun, it's fun, and you could do that where it's like this guy. You have to kill this person, sure. or we're going to kill your daughter. These, these I think the movie that are like that, work. that are like these kind of knockoffs that are made by not like amateurs, but guys who are clearly not like Hitchcock or De Palma. You know, right. they always Journeyman. end up feeling exactly like this. There's yeah. another one that came out in early 2000s called Vantage Point. Which is about also oh, about yeah, an assassination yeah, yeah. with like Dennis Quaid, and they keep oh, following right. all the different characters, so the, the time will reset back to the beginning of the story, and you follow a different guy, Very and they gimmicky. all intersect. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. the same shit where you're like. It's like this a, is a great idea for a skilled filmmaker, right. but what you have made here is not that. Do we get yeah. to do that someday? So we get to do that. Don't it's we? pretty boring. But then, but yeah, but then, they're, but then they're like, what? But it's like Rashomon, too, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Where it's like, well, this is what this person saw. Right. Except, like, I guess it's just the the same events happened. Just right? Yeah. It's point like of view. you know, Dennis so Quaid and Chorus like, Whitaker, and then there's like a guy with a video camera and blah 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 blah. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, here's. Uh, 
I want to get to what we really loved about this, and I guess I don't know who the does speech. the best walking. Christopher you Walken. Do the whole thing? Christopher Walken is. It's long. But I don't it's know great. how he actually felt about this role. If if he like didn't like doing this, you never can tell. Sometimes you'll I, hear you'll I, you'll like love an actor in a thing and find out that they fucking hated does Walken being just, in it. Can we just cap it? And like have him do it for us. Does Walken is it on YouTube or something? We could just rip the audio and put it in. No, here? Well, I thought of, I thought about doing because the way no, that it's so no, no, you so just want you to read it. Uh, just keep in mind uh, people uh, listen for the impressions, not for YouTube clips. That's true. Uh, I gotta look, I'm gonna look this up so I can follow along. Oh, I've, uh, got it, I've got it up here, but uh, but you know, does Walken strikes me as the type of guy who just likes stuff that he's he in. likes to work. Like I think that he, I think he like, might I just think, love being an actor. I don't think that he I like. I don't feel like this was beneath he, him. He fucking hates it. That's why he did the Country Bears. It's masochism. You know, if, apparently if anything, Robert Shaw fucking hated being in Jaws, and you'd never tell from Robert watching Shaw, it. because Robert, it got away, it got in the way of his drinking time. Yeah, Robert Shaw <laughs> is like famously an asshole too. I know, right? but he looks he's so in, he's so good and invested in it. It looks oh, like no, he's I having a ball. I mean, yeah, I think that you could say that about a lot of actors. That's what I'm saying. Thing, I don't so think you never you, know. I don't think you could say that about Walken. Walken's one of those guys. He's been on Saturday Night Live, hosted Saturday Night Live like ten times. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna dance band. I'm gonna do the Johnny Depp half of this conversation. I think, I think, okay. that, I think that he's. <laughs> I might not have it exactly. There's a, conver- with the there's a conversation. Well, I've got I it on IMDb speech. here. They got it on IMDb. Okay. Do we need the whole? Do we need the? Whole I mean, it's pretty long, and there's two parts. Yeah. All right, so here, so this is the speech. Okay, so Johnny, mainly, mainly so Johnny it's, Depp. Mainly, it's just the last, the very last line is the, the part the, that, the, that the made crucial me laugh part. Out loud. But I'll, I'll do the whole story. Uh, there is, <clears throat> there. This is a, a part when Johnny Depp has already made something like a thousand try- attempts to like t- tell on uh, to like narc out Christopher Walken and try to get out of it. He's uh, never been on board. The plan is terrible and never even came close to working. And he, he just never. It's just aborted. This an abortive plan from the onset. It's a the terrible dad from idea. Life Goes On is in on it. Everybody and he go, and so at this point Johnny Depp tries to go up to a security guard. I don't remember the name of the actor, but you'd recognize him. He's in he's everything. the dad from Life Goes On. The dad from Life. Thank you. <laughs> That's I don't know his name. Bill Smitrovich. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good, wow. Good pull. I just, I just know that one. Good one. <laughs> you're a big you're a big Corky fan. <laughs> well, he's in a lot of Michael Mann good. movies too. Yeah. That's what they oh, call. That's, that's right. Chicago, He's a Chicago guy. That's what they called it. In so France. Deep Dish Smitrovich. <laughs> <laughs> He no, gets, nobody went there. He, he gets now. Deep Dish Farinas is right around the corner. Johnny Depp, like <laughs> Deep Dish Mitrovich, closed weeks ago. Johnny Depp's going into a private event with the governor, and he's got a gun in his in his pocket. He's already tried to get out of this fifty times, and then like the guy is like sweeping people for, with a metal detector, and then he th- turns this metal detector off, so that guy's in on yeah, it. Yeah, And then he go, he sees like the main security guard and goes up, uh, Mr. Security Guard, you must know that this guy here is trying to assassinate the governor. Yeah. And then the guy goes like, like Hunter S. Thompson. What you're doing, doing you're doing, but you're doing bad at the plan. That guy's in on it. Everyone's in on it. Like, yep. why doesn't one of them kill her? They have, they could do anything because they, because they, they have some fucking guy need, who doesn't want to be there. Because they need it. to implicate, so they need some guy to do it. And None then, of them and wants then to take the fall. And then they're gonna. Yeah, well, they wanted to be a patsy. Well, because he's gonna be a patsy. He's gonna be Oswald. Where they're gonna, they're gonna, um, they're gonna kill him after kill he him does right it. after he does it's it. Not working. So like, I mean, I think that's, that guy, I think <laughs> that their plan in that regard is like not sound, but it's like you find a patsy. That's that's obviously a good plan but like just finding a random guy is kind of like mm, I don't think that's always, a good plan. I always enjoy the implication in in any movie in which there's a vast conspiracy that conspiracies are successful whenever they're vast. Like 
<laughs> if it takes like if you've got like three hundred people on the payroll, like you can't keep that shit secret for long. I mean, See, somebody's right gonna now. talk, you know? Who knows? How many, I mean, I bet there was a lot of people in on that Epstein shit, and they managed to shut that down. That's, just take care I, of it afterwards. I, I honestly don't consider that in the same league as like the the like the government did nine eleven kind of criminal conspiracy, oh, where like right. the fucking CIA is shutting this down. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like this is that was just a bunch of assholes, yeah, doing a terrible thing and protecting their own asses. This is like you know a giant government political assassination. It's a totally other yeah, thing. It's quite something. All right. Well, anyway, so he's so he can so, <laughs> so that guy so guy got calls walking over and he's and like, Smitrovich is constantly through. He's introduced in this scene, but for the rest of the movie, is constantly like looking at walking and like shaking his head and like I hate this plan. Why are we doing this plan? Get it together, man. You're fucking this up. And he is. He's right. Uh, so, anyways, Christopher Walken is like embarrassed, and he like pulls him aside and goes, "You've got spunk." There was this guy, big Irish, Italian, red-faced, black hair, jolly son of a bitch. No one could make me laugh like him. He made a science of collecting jokes. We closed more bars together than I can count. He was a pal. I love the crazy Mick. Pretty good. I'm not ashamed to say that, but he was a fuck up. He had this image of himself. He thought he was a con man. Always trying to shave the edge. It was nickel and dime. I'll always miss him. Tell me why. Tell you why what? Tell me why I miss him. Uh, he's dead? <laughs> Tell me why <laughs> sorry, I miss sorry, him. Sorry, Matt's line reading. Uh, uh, how, how do I know? I don't... I don't, I don't what? <laughs> why is he dead? Be- be- because you killed him? That's right. I killed him. My fa- actually, my Dave, my Dave, Johnny Depp, when he read that line, the, that's one of my favorite line readings because he goes... Because he doesn't say because it's not quite. He goes because you killed him. <laughs> because you killed him. Because he's Johnny Depp sweating the whole movie too. That's right. I killed him. He fucked up one too many times, so I put a bullet in his eye, and then I put two more into him just to make sure that. And that was somebody I loved. I loved him, but I got the call. I put him down like a sick animal. So if you got doubts, and this is when he's he's this is, practically this salivating. Is, he's enjoying himself yeah. so much. So if you've got doubts. About what's going to happen if you don't deliver. Let me tell you something. I'll make gravy at your little girl just to season that black Irish cocksucker's meat. That's the fucking... That's a great line. Un- that was believable. And when I saw he, this... He goes, I can't... I, I mean... You know, I know, I know. We could just put the clip in there, but we're not gonna. You're gonna just... You guys are just gonna have to fucking watch the movie on, on your fucking own like we did. But there's a, when he says gravy, that part where he says gravy, I'm gonna I'm gonna make gravy out of your daughter. I'm gonna gravy, gravy, and he doesn't out of your little girl. He doesn't know a way that only Christopher Walken can do. And you're I, that was when I was like, you know, this role could have just been a guy doing this, but they got Christopher, got Walken, Christopher and he, Walken, and he goes, he goes, I'm gonna eat the fucking shit out of this part. I think I, th- I am I s- not even gonna. You're not even gonna be able to hold me back. And they're like, we don't want to because it's the only. It's the only, it's the only thing we have going. The it's the only thing we have going for this movie. I bet Christopher Walken did this movie just because he saw that he was like reading the script. Like I don't know if I like this. This is very stupid. And then he saw that line and was like, Oh my god! I just don't <laughs> think Christopher Walken is the type of actor. He likes who, monologues. I don't think he's. A, he loves monologues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, he, I don't think he's the type of actor who like goes like this role is beneath me. I think he's the type of guy who goes. I can, I can I can make do something this into this. something. Yeah. I make gravy. I'm gonna make gravy out of this little dialogue. girl. He's gonna make gravy out of every role he he, he yeah. gets into. And there's a part later on when it's one of the few times that they acknowledge the time premise when it's like these sweaty close-ups and there's ticking going off and yeah. it's 
and Johnny Depp's freaking out, and then you hear like uh, flashbacks of stuff that he's heard, and right. then of course he's like, "I make gravy." And the little girl comes back, and I laugh again. I, you got to understand, the first time I saw this, and I was already enjoying Christopher Walken so much, I might have peed myself a little bit when this line came up. I like squealed like a little girl. It's, it's so fucking funny. It's such an insane thing to say, and he and he relishes saying it so much. But it's he's like even when he's not talking, he's he's like. His he's doing he's going like full eleven the whole time like he's like wild eyed and crazy. There's that that his fantasy hair is all scene. messed up. Yeah, his hair's messed up and he's sweating the whole time because his like plan his his stupid plan isn't working. But he's he's like there's that whole part. Then then he like Johnny Depp goes to the how he, he gets, gets in, into the suite gets into the suite. But before he talks to the governor, there's a whole scene where he gets like. Brought up there. Oh no, he gets into the suite with uh, with Lori Rubin, with uh, yeah, Jeannie uh, Jeannie Boulet, and then she like she they kill her, and then he like t- tussles with uh, with Walken, and he gets knocked down. Walken's like choking him out, and then he like she kills him. He, he kills blows him away. Walken. He shoots him in the stomach, and then he shoots him in the head, and, and he's like, like, "What the fuck?" I got away, and he like get, he's like getting away, and then Christopher Walken shows up at the door and is with a bullet hole in his head. Yeah. And is like, "I'm not gonna let you get away." You're supposed to be it, dead. And then he throws Johnny Depp over the balcony. And Johnny Depp falls to his death. Yeah. It's a pretty cool shot too. He's yeah. rigged up to one yeah, of those he's rigged up on a decelerator. Decelerators. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but then 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 that scene. It's not not it's not like not a stylish scene. It's just no, that no. you watched it, I watched it and went like ah if only someone who wa- who really like wanted this yeah. had done had this. Done the, well, I mean, scene. I I watched that scene and was like, God damn it, this is a this is a fucking dream. Well, but once <laughs> like, you, this, this, this is exactly what, what I wanted I, to happen. You, you know what I mean? Get, this is once you realize this is with it's forty a, minutes left in the movie, and yeah. there's no way you get right, rid of, of Christopher Walken. And once you realize, yeah, and at first I was like, whoa, and then I'm like, wait, no, that can't be right. Yeah, and then but once you realize it's a dream, like I feel like I wish that the you know film actually run with that had like gone like yeah. here's the, like you know a, a, you know someone who like knew what they were doing better, I think would go like, right. uh, here's the point where people realize it's a dream. Now let's make it fucking nuts. Yeah, let's go crazy. Yeah. Let's go. Let's like make it weird. It's true. Like, like so Christopher Walken has four heads and stuff like that. <laughs> well, yeah, he had, a, yeah, he had right. a chance to get crazy. <laughs> but you know, not like that. But you know back. what I mean. Like, like peanut butter off his own it just, dick. It's very strange. Wow. It's <laughs> just <laughs> nuts. <laughs> no, his own nuts. Uh, oh my god! What? <laughs> Say what? Uh, and that's sort of where you find out about the whole conspiracy and stuff is in this room with all these other old men. And the, Jeannie Jeannie Boulet is like she she comes around to Johnny Depp's like situation pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of like he's pointing he, a gun he, at he, her, he, but he gives her the gun and goes like, "What would I would I do that if I was guilty?" And, and she's she shoots like, him. "I guess not." Yeah, it's uh, takes let's, she takes him up. She I'm takes him go. up to the husband and the and the and the husbands. And she's like, "This this guy uh, was recruited to kill your wife, uh, and uh, he, he's got a gun and everything. Like it's, yeah. it seems like it checks out." And he's like, "This guy, this seems crazy." And then uh, it's like, we've got a problem. There are too many bullets in this gun, and he shoots <laughs> yeah, her. Kind of. <laughs> But well, the husband is the husband's not in on it right then, is he? he he's comes, absolutely in on it. Is he in on he's it? Yeah, he's the, the whole way point? through. Okay, I thought for some but reason like, it sounded because no, the he, plan is they're going to replace her with him. Because he gets oh right because that's right he just gets upset once people start getting killed that aren't his that wife. aren't his wife. <laughs> there's kind of like there's kind of like a, a string probably shouldn't have married her then huh? Oh. There's kind of a puppet master who comes in during this exact scene who is the senator from Godfather Part Two. Yes. And I can't. I don't know the actor's name. He's in. He's always he's playing Senator a, Godfather. He's, he's, Senator, he's always playing he's, a corrupt yeah. politician of yeah. some kind. And he comes in there and he's like, "What's going on here?" He's a real goes all the way to the top type. Yeah, and then yeah, Johnny yeah, Depp's like, "Well, here's here's what the deal is. Person that I've never met before, and I'll tell you know later." It's like, "Oh, that's interesting. Well, let's find out what this guy thinks about it." And then they look over and Christopher it's Christopher Walken. Walken yeah. And you're like, "Oh shit!" And then Christopher Walken walks up to. Uh, he's like looking direct. It's kind of fun. Everything with Christopher Walken in this movie is fucking great. Yeah. But he like. 
like wa- he's just staring at Johnny Depp the whole time, and he blows away uh, the lady, yeah, the nice Gloria lady, Rubin, yeah. shoots Gloria Rubin. You did this. This is you that did it. She's not breathing because of you. And you hear the husband go like, "Ah, what the fuck? You now what am I supposed to do with this body?" That's and you're right, like, "Oh yeah, my yeah. god, he's in it too." And then the husband like has a I, I can't the, my second favorite part uh, other than Christopher Walken is the husbands yeah. getting getting busted at the very end. I don't, I don't know if we want to skip. No, to no, it we're or not going to skip to the end yet because I want to get to. Meanwhile, the daughter is like locked up in the with Roma Mafia. Yeah, and like she's one of the things. Oh, another thing I loved about this is like that how like these vi- these villains are so villainy. Yeah, and they like they like are constantly they seem to relish the fact that they're villainy. bad guys. What is she? Because they were trying well, to get a couple. A, they try to get a couple a, at the beginning, and then they they walk up to him. They're like, "This is going to work fine because it's this couple who's making out and are clearly." deeply in love mm. and then they walk past him when they're speaking French yeah yeah and she's like fucking frogs they, <laughs> they dress like us they wear Levi's like us but uh, but where the fuck are they where the fuck were they when we needed him in Kuwait That's and you're right. like they, what they, co- they copy our blue jeans <laughs> they copy our blue jeans <laughs> but when we need them in Kuwait where are they yeah like what kind of there's no equivalent to those two things that was what are you talking a, about such a weird Knock, well they're I mean you know French French knockoff jeans we give them we that's give what the whole movie a- knockoff is about the oh. jeans that explode what? Yeah, yeah, but Have I mean, you not seen this movie? No. Knockoff. John Claude Van Damme. It's that explode? Sort of. Counterfeit jeans. It's a counterfeit jeans operation. Yeah, but I think you're getting way why, off topic why here. Why this uh, why? child-killing lunatic care about French people uh, no, knocking I'm, off? I'm just saying like, it was I feel, a thing. I feel, like, I feel like more importantly, why does she give a shit whether they helped us in yeah, Kuwait? She cares, a, she cares about J- Desert Storm or whatever <laughs> it's called? Like, was, yeah, she a, man. was she a soldier who went over there and did something? We were trying to save the Kuwaitis from that son of a bitch Saddam and then the fucking <laughs> French wouldn't join us. That's why we didn't win? And they rip uh, off our fucking je- uh, blue jeans? God it's really, damn it! It's really funny, I like but I like, I like about, how uh, I like how mad she is about everything. She's like, very evil. She's really fun. She's yeah. got that good speech where Johnny Depp gets her in the van, and, and she's like, "Here's what the different kinds of guns would do to your child with my yeah. shooter through the back of the seat." That's yeah. what I was getting to. Is that so these are, these guys these these bad guys like I, you believe? I'm like, I know this movie's not going to kill this little girl because it's not. It's not that kind. It's of, not, not that by, kind of. It's not show. that kind of thing. And I mean, and also like I do feel like that would be the kind of thing that they show test audiences and they go maybe no. reshoot it where you nope. don't murder the little girl yeah. but like i do feel the whole time like these people will kill this little girl like, oh she, she they make they make no there's no, they, she doesn't like the kid but she has to hang out with her the whole time and well, she when it's <laughs> at the end of it and it's kind of like that she's she's got this thing on her watch where if this goes yeah. off then you kill the kid yeah and then it goes off and she's like here we go she like can't wait yeah. to put a bullet she wants in this to shoot face. this little kid like and, uh, it's and christopher really walken funny. does too they're like at the end too like once once everything's gone to gone to shit and he's just he's just shooting. He's like I'm, he's just shooting at the little girl yeah. and Johnny Depp. You're like this little kid's just getting shot at. This is great. I just like how bad this, they. This how, is, how, how, I like how much these guys are bad guys. And how they're just the like they're of- like they could just be bad guy one and bad guy two. Yeah. They don't even fucking need names. And you're like, well, how aren't bad they just, are they? Wait, hate rollerbladers. Mrs. Mr. Smith and Mrs. Jones. Anyone? Is it? I don't. I have no fucking like idea. fake names. This happens at the end of Mercury Rising too. Like Alec Baldwin needs to kill this kid for a reason throughout. But then at the end, like the jig is up. His whole scheme yeah. is done. But he's still like, I gotta kill, kill that kid. kid. <laughs> I gotta kill it. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking crazy. I mean, when she wants, to, when she's gonna kill the kid. And what is in with this, the kid still killing like, in the Alec Baldwin movies? Hmm. I swear to God. Uh, 
But uh, but back to this. Okay. Let's stay out. Let's not talk about Alec Baldwin too much. We're gonna have to talk about we we're gonna have to talk about him later. Uh, I'm excited about all three of these movies. They uh, are all crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so then like blah blah blah. Johnny Depp Charles keeps S. running Denner around. Actually Charles does Dutton yeah, actually does around. start helping him. And he, you and this is it's, some it's more. It's this weird plan to like change clothes with. Uh, but it's in line with the sort of liber- liberal messaging of the movie. Not that I'm complaining. Right. But like it's where like the working thin, people. Yeah. The, it's like the, yeah. the people. Right. The people who are the janitors and the the cooks and, and the, the people who guys. work behind the scenes. Char- Charles are like Dutton's helping a shoeshine guy, so he's like. And Charles S. Dutton has people. Vet, he has a Vietnam vet who has a wooden leg. It's important. It's important. Oh, that he has very a important. fake leg. Uh, and then he he hatches like a the plan. shot of the cook in the Hunt for October. They keep bringing it up that he's got this wooden <laughs> leg, and you're like, oh, that's probably not going <laughs> to have better come anything to, to do with anything. Uh, he he hatches a, Dutton hatches a scheme to get Johnny Depp up to the governor's hotel room, and he points a gun at the governor and is like, "I need to tell you about the plan to get your life." <laughs> and it's really funny because like she believes him pretty quick, but he keeps pointing the gun at her. <laughs> like, well, he's like, "All right, so here's the deal. Here's what you need to do," and he's still pointing a fucking gun at her face. But she like she like kind of believes him, but then like. She yells for security, and then security comes in. She's and still, he, she's, free. And he's, he's pointing a gun, and at he's her. gone. But she, she kind of believes him. But then, like once, like her husband, I think, like he goes, she's like, she's like, I'm gonna quit this speech, and her yeah. husband's like, he you t- can't, uh, you can't do it because of. Uh, Politics and you have to give the speech. You just need to. Johnny Depp and she's specifically like, nah, tells her, like it. Don't try, "Just try speech. to get out of the speech, and they won't let you. That's yeah. how you'll know." And then she does, and yeah. that's how they know. And then at a certain point, she asks for Gloria Rubin, like, "Get me Gloria Rubin," and the husband, she's dead now. Like, oh, we killed like, her. Oh, we I sent her off on an errand. <laughs> oh, we yeah. killed her. Uh, we killed her. I mean, she's <laughs> off on an errand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when when Christopher Walken so screams, it's like you know, not as great. But it's there's rough. this whole gap. Here. This is during a long period without Christopher Walken, and you're kind of like, "Oh, right, this movie." He's not good. But then he gets, he gets, you know, keeps talking Dutton. He's like, go do this at this time and save my daughter. And then he's like, I'm going to go do this thing. And then there's the speech. And she's like, she does come out for the speech. And meanwhle, there's like, walking is set up in this like uh, theater, this like projection booth. Yeah. Who's yeah, gonna, yeah. He's going to like, he's, I guess, I think he's going to shoot Johnny Depp yeah. after he kills the governor. But Johnny Depp switches the plan up and just starts shooting in the air like a crazy person. Yeah, he shoots, he shoots at the window that Christopher Walken is peering out of. Yeah, yeah. And then and then everyone's shooting. And then everyone's shooting. And then someone, someone else, there's like other people well, then, pointing guns at the governor, so like, why couldn't those people have shot these, her anyways? Then these other guys just start pulling out guns and they're like, fuck it, we're just going to shoot her. And they just start shooting at her and her security guys and stuff. And yeah. then Chaos they, reigns. They think she's dead and the husband is like over her, her, de- oh, her dead body. And he's This said, made me laugh he so says, fucking hard. What'd he say? Oh God! This, this whole scene is is so funny. So like so like a um, secret service agent or somebody like jumps in front of the governor and like tackles her. It's like, her, but you yeah. can't tell. It's like a melee, and so she's like out knocked out. She's out on on the ground, and she's covered in blood. It's the secret service guy's yeah. blood, and the husband comes up to her, and he he assumes that she's dead. He should have been more thorough. Yeah. Maybe put maybe do the whole uh, put your finger up to the jugular right. test. Could he should have got a big mirror and held he goes, over her yeah, mouth. Yeah, hold the mirror over the mouth. Somebody up. get me a mirror. Oh my yeah. God! And uh, and he did. just. He just looks at her. She's got blood on her face, and he goes, "Yep, she's got to be dead." And he goes, "A bleeding heart makes a very big target, Governor." Jeez. And then she like opens her eyes, and he goes, "Uh oh." He, he has this face like, "Oh no!" <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing. Yeah, and I was the, dying. And then the security guy is alive. 
And then the security guy's he has like a too. bulletproof vest on or whatever. He's like, thank mm. God for bulletproof vests. Oh, yeah. We were just kind of out for a little bit. I there. love when, I love that in, nice in movies too, where like everybody whoever gets shot with a bulletproof vest on, they always immediately like open up their shirt yeah. and show us the vest. Got the, like, the, the bullets mashed in there. Yeah, Let me tell I, you. I don't think this guy does though. I think he just says he has a bulletproof vest on, and we just go like, yeah, we, I, you, I guess because he's still alive. Yeah. People always pull open their shirts too. But, they uh, don't unbutton right, them. They just rip it. them open because at that point the shirt's gone anyways. When Dutton had gone has gone down to the this van and he's like hassling uh oh yeah uh, the, la- the lady bad guy Mafia. and like and she's like get out of here i don't want my windshield wiped i mean that's I don't want windshield and she's like and she's getting mad at him and so she like fucking is now she's like she was gonna murder this little girl yeah. and now she's like fuck it i gotta fucking deal with this guy now and she starts can she like just start shooting at him and shoots him in Does, the leg doesn't he doesn't he say some shit like, to her too or he's like you would withhold this measly dollar he's yeah. like yelling at yeah, her yeah, about yeah. the dollar but she's cheap yeah, yeah, I sweated like a pig for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's something like no, that. And then he, then he, like, uh, she, she shoots him in his wooden. She shoots him in his leg. You're like, oh no, oh, it's wooden, right? Yeah. And then she, and then like, and he incapacitates her by bashing her with his wooden leg. Yeah, you know. That's right. But she, but she really wants to murder this girl too. She's like, all right, finally, finally. She's like, okay, I had to spend all day with you, but it's been nice knowing you. I'm gonna blow your brains and out. She's now. also like, all right, close your eyes and puts the yeah. gun right up to her head. But she, it's, it's great. It's great because she like it's. The, the in one, at least one of the other movies that we're gonna do, there is some like there are the villains who are like not bad, 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 bad guys yeah. like with capital letters that are like, well, maybe we don't want to murder a child. Yeah, but she is like in no Absolutely way, she do in I no way does not want to murder this kid. That These guys, speech she gives about the gun sizes is fucking amazing. It's really funny. This lady, this lady, when he approached her, was like, I, I got a plan. You have to kill a kid, and That's she's fine. like, What's I was the catch? <laughs> yeah. I get to kill a kid. Wow, cool. Uh, no, I, I'll do it. What I'm bored. I'll do it for free. You may not have to kill the kid. Oh, uh, son I? of a bitch. I'm out. I'm out. Okay, Help well, me out. Uh, no, either way, we're going to kill this kid. Yeah. I'm in. I'm back in. I'm back, I'm back in. I'm back in 100%. Uh, like most villains, can't wait to kill a kid. It's funny because, like you are saying, everybody in this movie is like, this plan is dumb. <laughs> all the bad guys up all the way to the top. And then is. she, but she's not, she's not ever, she's like, she's like on the ground floor. She's like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to do bad guy shit. I don't care how dumb the plan is. I get to kill a kid. The fuck, what the fuck? The plan, the plan is dumb. Who gives a shit? I get to kill a kid. <laughs> It's all gravy, maybe, baby. Maybe and even, I get to make gravy on that little girl. Maybe in front of her make dad. Gravy out of that little fucking kid. great. This is yeah. great. We're gonna season I make gravy. We're, we're gonna season some black cocksucker's corpse with black, this kid's black Irish cocksucker. With this kid's great. With this kid's gravy. <laughs> this is great. The, what is the catch? This is what. Sorry, this black is the best Irish day. cocksucker. This is the best day of my life. Yeah, because he's super weird. He's <laughs> Irish Italian son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, and that's that's it. Like he uh, saves the then, governor, and, it, and it's done. Yeah, and then, monsters dead. Roll the then credits. there's then you know they they yeah they stop they stop him. They, he, Johnny Depp ends up shooting uh, shooting Christopher Walken. Um, I think he, oh Christopher Walken does right? have a final last. Very good, Mister Watson. I told them I could make a killer out of you, and then he dies. <gasps> and then classic, the um, classic uh, bad guy death. And then it actually ends on like a shot that was like kind of thought was funny, but I was kind of like, oh, and then kind of like, huh? Yeah, I guess whatever. Where the like the white haired dude who's like the, oh, yeah. you know, the guy in charge, like it's him. He, everybody, it's like the cops are swarming the the hotel now, and like the whole cons- everything's gone to shit. The bad guys, you know, they fucking lost and whatever. And then this guy like get, is like, well, well I'm, I'm getting I'm away getting out here, and he walks into a car and drives off, and it does like the circle, you know, the, the like, cops are coming. What after do you call him. that the iris? Thing. Oh yeah, the, clo- the closing on iris on thing, on like it's a cartoon, him, and then it goes boom, and then to the credits, and you're like, because <laughs> it, it was like, you know, it's like that thing where I think. And I think the movie, you know, obviously should have done the Kerber enthusiasm music. Yeah, but I think the movie <laughs> thinks that it's a better movie, so it's like 
Oh, and shit, it goes all the way to the top, but he, and the, the main guy behind the conspiracy yeah. is getting away. But you're kind of like, eh, I don't know if we care about we but he's, shit about that at all. I mean, not, the cops are after Travis him. Travis keeps talking about the, the vague messaging in the movie. Yeah, it's totally trying to be like, yeah, this this regular dude is getting the, screwed by the, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The cops aren't after him, though. The cops, the co- he he walks past a bunch of cops and no, leaves. In, this, in that final shot, when the iris like closes up, you see, you see cop, you at least hear the sound of cop cars. It could be know. more added ADR. I thought, I think I thought it was just cop cars pulling up there. I thought it was I, just like I, showing up at I, a hotel. I didn't take it at all. He's getting caught. I took it that he's he's, he's like, getting away. He's that guy's getting away. We have to watch it again. No, that guy's in we'll char- give you guys an update. <laughs> that guy's Absolutely in charge. Not. That guy's in charge of the whole thing, and that's the whole. That's the, like the the final joke of the movie is sort of like that. Like the guy, uh, man, you can't take down the big guys though. Like you know, but all the little guys like Christopher Walken will yeah. be killed. Oh, speaking of cops and updates, I did speak to my police officer friend about oh, right. the, about the un- about unlawful now. entry part when. When, can uh, you freeze his credit cards? Can you freeze it like Ray Liotta is trying to destroy Kurt Russell by freezing his uh, credit cards? And absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. He's like, you need at least one judge and yeah. then ten other people. It's just absolutely not. There's no yeah. no way in hell. But uh, you might need one judge. But how many judges would you need? Ooh. Oh my god! Are we ready to get ratings. to ratings? Uh, I'm gonna give this two and a half judges. I'm gonna give it no Douglases. There's nothing no, zero in this movie. No, yeah. nothing at all. Uh, nothing and, even kind of creepy, really. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten servings of uh, black Irish cocksucker gravy made out of that kid. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <sighs> oh boy, I want to go to three and a half judges because I enjoy it that much, but it's really bad. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's a it give, make no mistake, this is a bad movie. I, I just, I just find it to be really funny and uh, yeah. and, and and just sort think, of a treat. I think bad. I think by bad you mean stupid because I think it's fun to watch. It's like one of those movies that I had, a, I was enjoying while I was watching it. But like, yeah. it, if you give it any sort of like afterthought or thought while you're watching it, besides just kind of going like, what's going to happen next? Like it uh, totally, it totally doesn't work and is dumb. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it. It's is a hundred. Is a zero Douglas movie. Oh, yeah. Did I end up coming? It's it's three three judges. Just oh, okay. just so we're all, we're all sure. Uh, zero zero Douglases. Negative one Douglas. I don't know. It's just not not a bit of it. Nope. And I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten pairs of French knockoff blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going. Th- I'm going three. Uh, like I said, I said earlier, I had to, uh, you know, with the roller. It wasn't just that, like the they hated. It was that ro- they hated rollerbladers, but they hate that the movie hates rollerbladers. Yeah. Like that the the villains they that, are a problem. That the villains that the villains don't like them is one thing where you're like, okay, they're bad guys, and so they're being mean about stuff. But then that the hero immediately after that is like, I also don't like them. You're like, this movie's great. It hates rollerbladers. And for that some the reason. actual depiction of rollerbladers is a bunch of fucking assholes. That they're, that they're like a menace they're to a the problem. society. It's great. I uh, like I like generally the like the class warfare aspect of this. The like the subtext of the script is so selective like yeah fuck fuck rollerbladers that cabbie's an asshole you know yeah. <laughs> like it's like but whenever the, but we the, need but it. like the guys who help them out he'll help him out at the yeah. end like the uh it's like totally the, on the side of the working class the, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. the waiter at the end like who right. helps him out by killing by murdering the dad from life goes on yeah uh like he's 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 fine yes but, uh yeah so three so three judds i don't know i find it enjoyable uh, even though it's even though it's ludicrous, yeah. Um, and Christopher Walken, I mean, obviously he's great in it. God and then um, zero Douglases. No, no, there's not even any like sex talk in it yeah. at all. Really. I don't even think anybody says the word tit. Like I mean, no, oh, <laughs> no. that would be worth not, at least one Douglas. Once. That's at least a quarter, <laughs> like of, a a Douglas. quarter of a Douglas. That's like your one PG thirteen fuck. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw a tit. I saw. <laughs> 
Now, and then, look at this picture I have in my wallet. It's a tit. It's a tit. <laughs> Take a look. Enjoy it. Enjoy I, the tit. Enjoy pic- the tit. That's a picture of a tit up my ass. <laughs> Whoa, now it's, now it's a half a Douglas. <laughs> now, little man, I give the tit little man. to you. He died the tit. dysentery. To you. So then I had the tit. <laughs> Given to your dad by a name, a guy a name of Wenaki. Wenaki. I carried this uncomfortable <laughs> hunk of Polaroid up my ass for three years. The chemicals got in my butt. He give me the tit. He give me the tit. He give me the watch. He died. Dysentery. He give me the tit. <laughs> I carried this tit in that Hanoi pit of hell. Okay. Uh, so three well. dots, so zero Douglases, and, uh, and, uh, and ten, out of, ten out of ten. Fuck. Fucking b- uh, rollerbladers who are menace to society. Yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. What are we doing next? R- no. Ran- ransom. Going right in- no, are we going to do ransom next? Let's yeah, do, yeah, ransom. do it chronologically. Right, yeah, let's yeah. do some Mad Mel. Been on your TV, Channel 5. Keep watching. Tom, you're on. The whole world now knows that my son was kidnapped. Sean, if you're watching, we love you. This is what waits for the man who took him. This is your ransom. This is as close as you'll ever get to it. Instead, I'm offering this money as a reward on your head. Take it back. No. Tell him that you were wrong. You think I don't want him back? You think I wouldn't do absolutely everything to get him back? Sean? I want to listen. Mel Gibson. I don't get my son back. I'm going to dedicate my life to tracking you down. We have an eye on him. White male armed with a handgun. Rene Russo. Gary Sinise. Delroy Lindo. Everybody, hold your fire! You still have a chance to do the right thing. If you don't, let God be with you because nobody else on this earth will be. I want to talk! You kill him! You kill yourself! Hello! Ah! Give me back my son! Give me back my son! You're under ransom. A movie, another movie that I that I also enjoyed. I I, I really like this. I actually think that this. Oh. I f- I found that um uh the l- it went on too long. Actually, sure. Like I felt like that was like. But it's only like not two ten. Not that the movie was itself too long, but that like the last the whole last section. Yeah. Was like a little protracted. Really trying my patience. I was kind of like, oh, okay, because you you we see where it's going, and it was just sort of like. Like it felt like you guys just couldn't figure out a way to like yeah. make this happen faster. It's like because the, the movie kind of has an ending, and you go like, okay, now here's the next. Well, the movie like, oh, it's like a the, half the, hour. The movie has this issue where it wants desperately to have something to say about its whole situation because it sets up all of these yeah. really good dominoes that would be effective for you to make this about class or whatever, and it kind of why in some cases wisely i think chooses to just be a thriller that's i think that's that's what that's but, one of the things yeah, i liked about it, it but it but because of that sort of schizophrenia it, the way that it keeps trying to sort of have it both ways it's generally a little bit protracted yeah i just think i just honestly just at the end where it's just like this is taking too long yeah. to get to the end of the movie uh and then it has a fantastic like final like few minutes yeah like but like the uh but like up to that point you're like yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, okay okay just end this movie already we know where this is going so it, but it's to me it's it's one of those movies where like the first half of it i was like this is actually pretty intriguing and going in ways that in directions that i didn't expect and like kind of surprising me and then it just stops doing that and then none of that stuff that i thought was intriguing led to anything and there were no and it just and it just ends up being the movie that i thought that it was going to be oh even i think it, it takes this really good turn in the middle of the movie that like upends the the narrative and 
interesting way and also makes it more easy for the movie to do the class stuff that it wants to do. Yeah, although although ultimately, like you said, the movie comes but down the turn on not even caring not about, about it. I think that, we yeah. might be I might be thinking of the same turn, but it, like it doesn't care about the turn. The turn doesn't make any difference. Well, it doesn't turn into like a thing where like now the city has got guns and they're hunting the bad guy, but it does make it more interesting because it like ostensibly the thriller part of this is just about the two guys talking. That's fun. The, yeah. the stuff between Sinise and, and Gibson is fun. So let's uh, well, let's get into it. Well, so this is about also also I saw this in the theater and I remembered that um, that I I for some reason in my head it was like way later in the movie that like you found out that Sinise was the bad guy, no, but no. it's like five minutes in. No, it's right away. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. which is cool. I, which I liked. I was kind of like oh, and I saw so I, I mean I'd seen the movie before, so I knew he was the bad guy. But right. for some reason it, it I'd remembered it being like a big twist. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's just like at the beginning you he's shown you're he's shown as a cop and then. Yeah, and then after you know ten, ten minutes, like five minutes later, or whatever he shows up, he's showing you, oh, you're the bad, oh, you're the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. but um, they they do try to make it look like because he's a, he sees like Donnie Wahlberg walk yeah. out of the like they Oof. try to make you look like what a maybe, cast. maybe he's gonna catch the kidnappers yeah. and then he follows them home yeah. when you think he's following them and then it yeah. turns out oh he's one of them. Donnie Wahlberg, by the way, the weak link of this gang, just as he was the weak link of the new kids on the block. Oh no. I'm, I'm calling I'm calling controversial. I'm, calling I'm I'm yep, I'm shots fired, Donnie Wahlberg. Joey Joey McIntyre, obviously the weakest. No, Jordan no. Jordan. No, Joey and Jordan, man. <laughs> All right. Joey fuck, and Jordan. Fuck you, Kevin. Yeah. You're a well, you were a Donnie? You're a bit you're a Donnie Wahlberg fan? I, I'm not a confrontational guy, but I'm not gonna hear any of this. I have no shit. opinion. Not in my house. And Matt, and listen, no opinion over here. Yeah. Give me a break. Matt, Matt knows when not to Matt get Matt doesn't like Jordan, Joey, or Donnie, and maybe or, or, the, or the, the other two. Or the other two. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of a new kids fan are you? <laughs> what kind of a new kids on the block or fan are you? Don't remember all their names. <laughs> Joey, Donnie, Jordan, Seth. Donatello and, <laughs> and Michelangelo. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, which, well, like, before, uh, we, before we get into this real quick, who, which Ninja Turtle is your favorite? Donatello. Really? He's the nerd, apparently. I like what, the bow what stick. About you? Donatello. You just, is that because he said I'm that? I'm just kissing Matt's ass, yeah. Typical. Uh, I, like, but, I like the bow I'm stick. just buttering up Matt like I oh, yeah, always the, oh, do. Yeah, Are you a Raphael cool. guy? No, no, Michelangelo. He's a party dude. Michelangelo's Michelangelo's Michelangelo is That is a basic-ass answer right there. Yeah, maybe. He, you, know, you know what would be the ballsiest answer? He's the dumb Leonardo. One. Leonardo, because yeah, nobody, nobody likes Leonardo. Nobody likes Leonardo, yeah. <laughs> He's the boring one. Yeah. Let's stay on task, guys. I feel like, you, I feel like Raphael is just as basic because he's like the bad boy, so of mm. course you're going to He's cooler him. in the Damn. comics, but not on the show. In the comics, he's like True. sullen and, and yeah, yeah. possibly like in the, in into the, killing. In the movie, too, the surprisingly okay movie. Yeah. He screams, Damn, that was very edgy yeah. Yeah. at the time. But anyway. But in the comics, he's like the stone <laughs> killer of all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a badass. I like to feel that blow. Blood on my shell. <laughs> he should have been voiced by Christopher Walken. That would have been great. Uh, I like to feel the blood on my shell. Where's the pizza? Chevy Nova? No. Chevy Nova. Uh, uh, let's get back to Ransom. So Ransom. Though, which Ransom? also has a gang of uh, 90s superstars. Yeah. Uh, so this movie, Mel Gibson plays a guy who owns a small airline. And it's well, important. it's the fourth largest airline. He calls okay. it. He refers to it as like a small business, but he's a big evil. Yeah, yes. Rich he's, I mean, it's it's. But it's you know, a small airline is still a big, huge corporation. Exactly. He's and worth a, a lot. Of he's money. worth a lot of money. He's very rich. And it's important to note that he is involved in a union dispute mm-hmm. for which he may be prosecuted for bribery. And you just assume because it's Mel Gibson and he talks about it, like it comes up a little bit in the opening scenes where he's like, "Yeah, you know, there's this thing that the FBI was the FBI ass. was on his ass. They had nothing on me. I didn't do nothing." And you're like, "Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess the FBI was on his ass." And uh, but he's it's Mel Gibson, so he didn't do yeah, it. He's suspected of having paid off 
Jackie oh, well, Brown. Jackie Brown, played by Dan Hedaya. So everyone's later. Keep constantly talking about Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. So he's suspected of paying off this union, this union dude, to get to st- to avoid a strike, which would be which would be illegal. Yes, and uh, he's sort of being investigated for that. And it comes up later. It's important. Anyway, uh, he and his wife Renee Russo. Renee Russo runs like a local like charity concern, and they're doing like a big science community fair. work. Yeah, like community, community work. work. And the the anyway, their their young son is kidnapped by goons. Donnie actually does the the, the real kidnapping. Yeah. He's the one that nabs him in the park. Uh, Liev Schreiber Liev Schreiber's is his again. brother. Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor has a neck tattoo. Is, she's, she's Liev Schreiber's girlfriend. Or no, Gary Sinise's girlfriend. Gary Sinise's girlfriend. She has a neck tattoo, and she is a caterer. She is one of Mel Gibson's caterers. And you yeah. see her catering with a neck tattoo, and you're like, neck tattoo. She's bad. Yeah. Bad news. And Evan Handler from Sex and the City. Charlotte's that husband. That Charlotte's husband on Sex and the City is uh, is the, the third drunken guy. The drunken other one. guy yeah. who just is immediately drinking and keeps a flask in his boot. And then, Which, uh, and also, why would anybody? When the that? other kidnappers are like, "Dude, we're doing this crime. You got to stop drinking." <laughs> He's like, getting... "The hell I don't." I am gonna keep fucking drinking. This is wait a little bit, man. It's you awesome can't... too because like they're having a debate about are we gonna eventually have to shoot the kid? And everybody's like, I think we're gonna have to shoot the kid. And some of them are like, I can't wait to shoot the kid. Yes. And then and then they're like, but over here, drunky over here, what do you think? And he's like, I think I'm just gonna have another drink. I think that presidents are too true. He's like fucking ripped and are getting guys, more wait, ripped. I, I had to, I had to go to the bathroom. Are you guys talking about the super hacker? Is that what he is? Yeah, he's like the you computer know guy who's always drunk. David from uh, Natural Born Killers. Oh, is that? Yeah. I don't remember him from Natural Born Killers. Yeah, well, I looked him up because I'm like, I recognize this guy from some guy. stuff. I remember then, him from Sex and the City. Yeah, he was on uh, Californication, too. He oh, played, no. oh, he played oh, David watched, Duchovny's <sighs> shitty friend. I'll have to get out my Blu-rays but, of Californication. But most, impor- <laughs> most importantly, any, besides any of that shit, he's David. 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 Oh, David. oh, in the newsroom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 David. I only remember repetition the, works. David. I only remember. It's, it's, I only know that because Travis and I have said that line to each say other. Say that a lot for some reason. I only remember that it, one of his that his camera guy is the is Marvin Nash, the earless cop from Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Oh yeah. I'm deformed. Um, I'm fucking deformed. I'm fucking deformed. I'm tired. I'm a I'm a big fan of this uh, of this uh, cr- this crew. Yeah, I like I like good I, actors. Yeah, because I like uh, Liev Schreiber. I love yeah. Liev we, Schreiber. We, all, we listed love, them off while you were in the camp. You talk about you talk about how much uh, I love Lily Ta- uh, Lily Taylor. We were talking no, about we how much you love Lily Taylor. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, do she's you? great. I do. I think she's great. And it was like I forgot she was in this, and it was. Yeah. I just I haven't seen her in stuff as much. This was after her big blow up so, in Girls Town, so she was like just coming up around this time. Yeah. But she's. I think she's great. Yeah, and she's she's awesome in this. I think the acting so. in this is generally really really good. No, it's it, this movie is like the opposite of Nick of Time in that way where it's like not it's not totally can, can amped we talk, up and silly. Can we talk briefly about uh, how this, this is directed by Ron Howard? Mm. Yeah, the much maligned Ron Howard. I think Ron Howard is. So. I don't agree. Mm. Mm. I think mm. I, I think, don't. I don't think you can actually tell me that Ron Howard is a poor filmmaker or craftsman. I think he's got a bad taste in material. I think that he. Mm. I I would say that he is a guy who. Who stoops to the level of whatever he's making? Because I will say that, like, you're right generally, but have you ever tr- tried to watch that fucking Grinch movie? No, that's the one I've never seen. It I, is, honestly, it's like an affront to. We it's were, an affront to like any to everything. Would it be an affront we to like a ten year old girl? I mean, like, I oh, mean, yeah, it's, it's do a, little kids hate that movie. I hope, I so. hope so. I don't know. I've I think never seen it. We were talking. We did a, a supplemental uh, for the for the Patreon. We did a Hook episode. That uh, for is it worse $3 than a Hook? month? You can listen to. I, we were talking about how Hook is possibly the worst movie. <laughs> Well, this this is actually has my vote for the worst. The, the Grinch. Has it's my really because it's like it doesn't even. But, the, but Spielberg directed Hook, so that's not obviously right. A, and Ron Howard's no conclusive Steven Spielberg. Thing. Well, Ron Howard is like kind of the thing that I like and think that 
and I don't like about Ron Howard is that like he's not Spielberg, but he kind of wants to be a little bit. But yeah. you also kind of watch a movie like this and think like that kid might die. Spielberg would never kill a kid, right? But you're like Ron Howard might just because like that's what the script said or I, whatever. I'm also not going to try to sit here and like argue that no Ron Howard is secretly awesome or anything. No, no, uh, I know what you mean. Like because those Da Vinci Code movies are diabolically bad. Yeah, yeah. the third, the the third, they're all bad. But the, did you see Inferno? Oh God, it's yes. on, honestly one of the worst. It's so bad. It might be even worse than. The it's Grinch. worse than the first one. So he's made some terrible, but terrible he's, but movies. He's made so movies. He did make Apollo stuff. 13, he's, he's which made I movies like. I really like. I like Parenthood a lot. Splash. Parenthood a lot. Splash. I like Apollo 13. I think uh, I Rush like, is really good. Yeah, Rush is good. I, I liked Rush the first time that I saw it, and then I couldn't make it through it the second no. time. Because I think the first time I just thought the story was intriguing. Yeah. He has a, a... Ron Howard has an empty stylisticness to him mm-hmm. that isn't always disc, a discount for me, but like for his movies... And this comes up in Ransom a couple times, too. He's doing shit with his camera to do shit with his it's camera. It annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, he's like, I'm a filmmaker. I'm making only, a movie. That's not the only reason I don't like him. There's he's a lot very, of reasons I don't like he's him. He's a very square filmmaker, yeah. I think, is the thing. Is that like I feel like that the reason that he... The Grinch isn't isn't like doesn't doesn't represent Ron Howard's style because he has no style. Yeah. It's, yeah. It represents, He's trying to do a thing. It represents like he was like, okay, I've seen this kind of thing, and like his team went like, what if we do this? And he goes, yeah, 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 that's what those movies look like. Yeah, like he's making a movie like that's what those movies look like, but he's not. I think he Tim also, Burton, so he's not going to offend us deeply, well, Tim, or, or, Tim, or like, or we're, or we're not going to like. You know, I think that Tim Burton went both ways. Like, you go like, well, that was delightful, and now he makes movies that Tim are, Burton deserves that are Ron Howard's reputation, in my opinion. But like, uh, Ron Howard also has like he has like a bit of his Zemeckis problem. I think Zemeckis is way, but the better filmmaker. But people are still mad at Ron Howard for like a beautiful mind being well received and winning Oscars. Like people hate Zemeckis because Forrest Gump won Best Picture. Oh. But you look at Zemeckis' movies and like this is a guy who's a really skilled, yeah, yeah. Skill, skilled craftsman who's making very idiosyncratic films. Ron Howard's not doing that, but he's still a good filmmaker. Hey, he, Ron Howard put together fine. something good. Yeah, there's a reason he he's been making movies forever, and it's because he makes movies generally that are fine. Yeah, and are well received. well received like that. And for the most part, you're like yeah, that aren't like. And then there was Solo. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! He's made so many bad movies. He's like Spielberg, except he only has one good movie, as far as I'm concerned. So backdraft one? No, Backdraft's Apollo good. 13. I really like Apollo 13. Backdraft's backdraft. Good. I like the set pieces. I can't stand the rest of that movie. Or we're gonna get the backdraft at some point. We do get to do backdraft. We sure, talked about we'll, it before. Yes. We'll figure out a time to do some backdraft. We talked about it before. Oh, anyway, I, I just it. wanted to make that little digression and yeah, stick yeah. up for Ryan Howard. I, a little I thought bit. of that while I was watching this movie because I'm like, I, I feel I've always felt that way. It, it was more like that when I've. When people would be like, when I first started hearing people go like, "Ugh, fucking Ron Howard, he's the worst." We did work I, with a guy like this. I went by the like, way. I kind of. It wasn't so much that I was like, "No, uh, fuck you, he's great." It was more in my head going like, like, "Really? That's your? You're gonna what? die on I was, that hill?" I was sort of like, "Yeah, really? Like, just pick someone else. Yeah, like don't don't like fight don't fight for or against Ron Howard. Ron Howard is just Ron Howard. Yeah. But Ron Howard Jesus. so much is a guy who can who can show up and make a movie. Yeah, which is like exa- that's why he worked on Solo. Which exactly why he made so why he yeah. worked on Solo because they fired uh. the more inventive guys that were going to do it because they were going to do something weird and they went like no 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 bring in Ron Howard and he showed up and I mean like I have only seen is fine. I've only seen that movie once yeah. I don't think I can watch it again when don't, I think about it I, I couldn't finish it a when second I think time. about yeah, it nope. I, I hate all the moments that I think about but also like I bet I could sit there and look at it with the sound off and be like this looks like a movie yeah. Ron like Howard- it doesn't look it doesn't like he's he's his stylistic tics are generally not visual tics are generally not like something that's obnoxious no. to me Ron but. Howard uh, and, uh, t- ex- with the exception of Apollo 13, which I've probably seen and, eight to ten and times, which I like. Willow. 
Oh boy, you love Willow. Uh, <laughs> but Willow again. Ron is Howard, like a, Ron Howard yeah. makes movies that I that I like at their best. I watch the first time and go, "That was good," and then can't watch a second time. That is not is that good. How you did the Da Vinci Code. I actually have. Well, I like the Da Vinci Code, Jesus but it's entirely Christ. ironically, yeah. so oh, it doesn't count. And that mean, movie's so fucking stupid; it cracks me up. I'll, I'll I'll be the one here. I'll stand for Parenthood. Yeah, I love that. Good. I, I haven't. I just I haven't that seen that. Since I was I've a seen kid. it. I saw that a lot when I was a kid, and I still like it as an adult. And it's like got some of my favorite Keanu in there. Yeah. You flick a cigarette at my head and be like, "Hey, asshole, wake up." <laughs> that's <laughs> him. Descri- that's him describing his, his dad. dad. <laughs> wow. Well, anyway, all right. So back back to the movie at hand. Just you can anybody can anybody can. What is it? Uh, you need a license to own a pet, but just any any asshole can fucking be a dad. Yeah. Remember that part when Diane Weist is going through their porno pictures and she goes, "I like this one." <laughs> She's like looking at pictures of dicks going into her daughter and stuff like that. Oh, how about this? Fucking! I just all I haven't seen that since I was like eleven. I don't think that. I don't think been, that's what happens in the movie. <laughs> it might have been a little adult for me. I thought at the she time. was being. I thought she was being like like angrily yeah. sarcastic. She, absolutely. She that's, that. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not saying. Oh, she okay. Actually, the way you made it, I was like, I was like, I remember <laughs> I her finding the pictures, but the way you described it, I'm like, I sounded like she you. does say that though. No, she's yeah, going yeah. through them. And she goes, she, but she's devastated, and she goes, yeah, yeah. well, she's very <laughs> angry. Yeah, I like this. Ben Weiss great. Anyway, we don't need to get off track. But yeah, that's very embarrassed. I just wanted to bring that up. It's good. No, because I think this. Is, and I think this falls squarely in like Ron, the Ron Howard thing, where you're, where I'm like, mm-hmm. Ron Howard clearly directed this because it like yeah. it felt like I watched the movie. I didn't think about it much. And, and this now is I'm not this is in the mid '90s too, so it's like you can tell this was like an, a, a a CAA like you know agency package. They were like, oh, we got this script. <laughs> Mel Gibson, Rene Russo will be in it. We got they're this, good together. We got the guy from Lieutenant Dan from yeah. Forrest Gump is going to be the bad guy. You know, every and they're probably all they're probably all the same agent, and then just Ron Howard's in it. Packaged. I'm going to derail yeah. this again all these. real quick before we get to because uh, my favorite thing I remember my favorite thing seeing this movie. Well, I went on a I went on a date quote unquote with mm. this girl. Uh, I was in high school and like, uh, but then her like parents came too. So then I was cool. like, oh, this isn't a date. This is just something, and those you don't want to go. Those were weird. So and then, I'm not, and then, I'm not like, gonna do this. The mom and dad made out at the theater while you're watching no, no, no. the movie. Dad no. kept no, going, was, "Don't fuck my daughter." No, 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 literally nothing happened. Oh, um, it was, except except that I saw that that. Uh, do you guys remember when they re-released the Star Wars movies? But mm, before yeah, yeah, when there yeah. was that awesome trailer, yeah, with the X-wing coming the, out of the TV, had the tiny TV, and it was like in this low, like for years, this was the only way you were able to ever watch a Star Wars. And, and, now, and then, but then like an X-wing shoots out of the TV and starts shooting at you, and it was the trailer for the like Star special Wars edition. special editions and I was like what and I was like I don't even I barely remembered what happened in you Ransom your pants. Yeah. kind of I was like so excited for and then uh, remember in that trailer too they showed you like <laughs> and then Jabba the Hutt will be in it you're like yes and I now mean, we all like hate that yeah, shit yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but anyway that was that was that was that was my favorite part of when I went to see Ransom in the oh, theater yeah. I waited till I waited till 6 in the morning to get tickets for like an 8am show 6 in the morning for, for the for the <laughs> Star Wars special edition anyway yeah 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 uh, back to Ransom <laughs> Star Wars held my my Get life at my ransom. <laughs> Back to ransom. Where were we? Well, uh, describing the I plot don't think of we got anywhere in ransom. That's about Anyways, it. I mean, his, his, his son his is kidnapped, and then they start he's negotiating. He's a crooked businessman. He's a possibly crooked businessman. Yeah, we don't know. We first. find out later that we he find is. out later that he yes. is. But he's and so now the FBI comes in, led by Delroy Lindo. Oh, this was a great time. Great in the, Delroy Lindo. A great time in the late '90s when Delroy Lindo was just in everything. In a ton of shit. I love Delroy Lindo. Favorite Delroy Lindo stealth performance is the crazy voodoo killer in Devil's Advocate. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Do we get to do that? Ugh, that movie is so fucking good. I yeah, always I love him. Devil's I always Awful. love him in Get Shorty because yeah, he's, he's, he's going to get shorty. Great, he's a great Elmore, Elmore villain, Elmore Leonard villain because hey. he's like he's yep. like bad, he's like a nice guy. You like him, but he's also like he'll also just shoot some fuckers off yep. of his balcony. 
It wasn't a wine, David. It wasn't a wine. <laughs> Charlie Theron has the funniest, well, second funniest Southern accent in Devil's Advocate mm, yeah. after uh, Keanu Reeves. Good um, movie. But, uh, Good stuff. But yeah, so Del Rolando's heading up the FBI. In he's the game. hostage negotiator, basically, or the kidnap negotiator. And he's like full of very, um, shall we say, unhelpful psychological advice. Where he just keeps going like, I'm going to get your kid back. Mel Gibson, we're going to find him, and none of the parents who have ever dis- disregarded any of my advice, the kids came back in a body bag. It's always Seven like that. Seven out of ten. Yeah, he's like, he's not very encouraging. Yeah. Uh, but he's but he's also like... I feel like he's pretty pragmatic, well, he, though. Yeah, but he, he's weird, because he'll be like, look, everything's going to be okay. Most of the time it doesn't work out, but this time it will. He just sort of, his dialogue is he very said, like... He said, they, he said they, she asked how many, he, and he said ten. How many of those, how many of those were, did you, were successes? And he says seven. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's being at least. I've, yeah, I like he's, being he's being honest. No, he's he's a great character. That's what I think is so funny because yeah. he's just like. I don't think it's. I don't know. It didn't. It seemed. Re, it didn't seem unrealistic. Seven out of ten. Those really. odds, frankly, seem too good. It didn't seem unrealistic. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that oh, okay. every time every time he's he seems <laughs> like he's trying to be helpful. It seems like he's also suggesting like mm, I don't know. But there's also points it's later later yeah. on where it sort of seems that, like I think that intentionally the movies it sort of seems like he might be in on it too. I think they're trying to sell you that. Like, seriously, give them the money. You need to give them. Oh. Stop doing this other thing. Give them the money. I, oh, that never even crossed my I mind. I think they're I think they're trying to sell you that a little bit, but it's not really taken. It's yeah. not really going over because what's interesting is the, how Mel Gibson sabotages the whole thing. Like that's what I thought that's was the, interesting. Uh, that's the crux of the whole movie. It's the, like the they, big the big clip in that the was, previews. Uh, that's in the trailer. Yeah, they hook that in the trailer. Yeah. But yeah. so like they go through a series of negotiations with the with the kidnappers, mm-hmm. and at one point they actually do think they're going to make a payoff, and they follow this guy to like a construction site. And then that the, scene's great with Gary Sinise talking yeah. to him on the phone and telling oh, man. stories and shit. There's the, really about the Morlocks. He's telling him about the time machine, time machine yeah, the Morlocks. which is good. That's like let's talk about that because that's like the basis of the whole class stuff in this movie. I love it too. That I don't know. I, I love Sinise is great. Sinise is very good in it. Yeah, he's like he's so good at being a bad guy. So he's like <laughs> Mel Gibson is following or he's driving to this site where he's supposed to make this money drop, and Gary Sinise is talking to him on the walkie-talkie, and he's got like a voice disguised. But then when he cuts him, he's like. I sound like this. I sound like Sinise. It's still, it's still Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, but uh, and and he so he starts telling Mel Gibson the story of of the time machine about the Eloy and the Morlocks. Yeah. You know the the higher ups, the the rich, the one the top one percent that that basically work off the backs and the labor of the people who live on underground. But, but every once in a but while, every once in a while, one yeah. of the rich gets killed or, and eaten by yeah, the by, by the, the Morlocks. Morlocks. Because that's how it, that's how the balance can, that's how it has yeah. to be. And there's constantly a thing uh, going. And this is a thing that I found disappointing. Is it seems like there's a real reason why Sinise is doing it. It seems really personal, and, and it's totally can, it, uninvestigated. It's totally uninvestigated. Yeah. It's, he he really wants to kill the kid. Like he, his whole plan is he to, wants to uh, hurt he, Mel Gibson. He wants he to hurt Mel Gibson. He, he and actually, you think that there's some something personal yeah, about it, and it then you, there just isn't. And, and it seems like the only reason they targeted him specifically. Well, it's two small reasons. One, Lily Taylor was a caterer and like she hates him because she hates rich people too. Yes. Uh, and then there's the there's the scene where uh, he says because he knows that Mel Gibson paid off uh, Dan Hedaya the Jackie Brown thing and he's like you paid before you're a payer the, amount, is of, like a, the g- amount of times they say Jackie they say yeah. Jackie Brown it's more so in funny. this movie than they than do in the movie, movie Jackie, Jackie Brown, Brown. <laughs> it's so funny yeah. this is like a Nick how Nick of Time had that undercurrent of class struggle on the side of the liberals this has an yeah. undercurrent of class struggle that's on the side of the the rich people because uh-huh. it's like you got to yeah. watch out for this well, poor the yeah. poor people are jealous and I, they're yeah. and they're hungry and they're going to come out and they're going to destroy and they're going to try to destroy you because they but hate I mean, your freedom but also they hate he, what you have he did bad stuff. 
He did do bad stuff, but the movie but forgives him. Get, but he didn't get away with it, or he did, but he got away with it. He will and get away with it. He but, he ha- but then he has to admit it to yeah, to it, Delroy Lindo. I think that the movie bringing. I think that the problem is that the movie brings that stuff up right. at all because it has no interest. It's in really that it's weird because it's something that makes the movie stand out and more interesting to me, but also really doesn't have any business being in it. Well, because it because it ultimately goes it just gets it in the ultimately way. goes goes nowhere nowhere. There's a part when I mean you're kind Mel of like I don't want these rich people to have their kid kidnapped and right. tortured. Yeah, and that's stuff. that's certainly not that's worth up. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a part in it when Mel is talking about like finally confessing that he did in fact pay off the guy, and it's a whole union situation, and and you can see why Mel. Might have been attracted to this project mm-hmm. with this line here where he says, "Nobody's taking my line away from me. No union, no government, no gangster like Jackie Brown." So it's like hitting all, of, except for the gangsters. I don't know how yeah. Mel Gibson feels about that, but it's hitting all of those familiar conservative Mel Gibson or, type well, beats, or at least the, the, the kind of with my own the kind of conservative hands. that would call himself a libertarian. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah I think it's what's more on his mind. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he fucking earned unions, that. I mean, fucking government. This, you try to take take the we, food we out see of my that, We see that he, he did, built, he built the business by himself. You know, so you it's, know, that, yeah. it's like that whole thing. So uh, you know. yeah, but and these crumb snatchers from the lower classes are wanna, like gonna kill his fucking kid. I want to see the sequel now, where his where his where his son's kid gets yeah. kidnapped, and his son is just some guy who inherited his dad's business. Uh, but the the real turning point is like so that okay that money drop situation ooh one other thing I want to mention I about like that, that whole scene sequence. because at one point Mel Gibson who keeps doing this throughout the movie decides like he's had enough of this bullshit and he's gonna like test the waters he's gonna see what his limit is mm-hmm. and he and he pulls over yeah yeah he pulls over and uh, and then it turns out that like the radio link between them is like dependent on proximity so and Gary Sinise knows this so he's just telling the story. Then he just he, keeps talking. He just keeps talking, and then Mel Gibson realizes he can't hear Gary Sinise anymore, and drives on and catches up, and finally his voice comes back over on the radio, and he's going like, "Where did I tell you to go? What were my instructions while you weren't listening to me? Like mm-hmm. I could be mm-hmm. telling you anything. You could be going to the wrong place, and your kid could be dead right now. And it's really, really good. It's really yeah. chilling. Yeah. The the cool thing is like the one of the cool game or uh, the point of the movie is that Gary Sinise is a cop and knows the deal, yeah. so he knows what everything that everyone's trying to do before they're even doing it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like you can't really fuck with him. Although of course you can. They do because this is not that kind of movie. But the drop, the money drop goes wrong, and like Donnie Wahlberg's character gets killed. And him and him and Liev Schreiber are brothers. And, are and Donnie brothers, Wahlberg yeah. is the one. He's like, I'm a, I'm not gonna kill. The and he kid. was, yeah, he was. Like, he was giving the kid candy the bars, kid. and he was, yeah. he wasn't close to him, but he was like, he was basically like the the only person out of all of them that was like maybe gonna protect the kid. <laughs> Guys, let's not. And they're keeping. Kill, let's not fucking kill a they're kid. They're keeping and, the kid like blindfolded and locked yeah. in a closet. And they're and playing stuff. like heavy metal. Heavy Metal music for yeah, some and reason, like strobe lights. Like and they're shit. trying to get Noriega. They're, they're out. totally. Yeah, it's totally like Guantanamo Bay in this closet. <laughs> I think, Why? I think, I think the idea is to like so that he doesn't. He, so he can't. Oh, so, so he can't ID them. So yeah. he can't ID them so at all because he can't hear senses. them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. To like dull. So the whole and, so they, and to wear go, him down to make so that him more way compliant. when they so that mm-hmm. way when they let him go after they get the money they go what did they sound like what do they look like what yeah. does he'd go like I don't know they sounded like speed metal and black metal some Norwegian black metal mixed in there good stuff good tunes really pretty good. At this point, you know, the parents, Rene Russo and Mel Gibson are freaking out because they're like, this isn't going well. We've already got some people kid- killed and like, we were going to pay. Mel Gibson and- punches Delroy Lindo in the face. You killed my son! You killed my son, you son of a bitch! I do like, <laughs> I do like that part because it was like, it is, it like is that thing where it's like, uh, this is like the kid could be free right yeah. now, and like the FBI did, did they fucked it up? They fucked it up. up. Like he's he actually like goes like when the FBI shows up, he goes like, he goes, do you have the money? He goes, yeah, I have two million dollars right there. 
I'm gonna go give it to them. Yeah, yeah. We'll just <laughs> he's end like, this I'm, thing. He's like, I'm going to pay them two million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, there's a there's a pretty. Fu- I, I, th- I don't think it's obviously not supposed to be funny. Nothing about this movie's supposed to be funny. But I thought this was a funny line where Rene Russo's really flipping out. There's a lot of hysteronics in this movie. Oh, it gets yeah. very keyed up at times. Mm. And Rene, this is and they're during, starting to not trust each other. Oh yeah, they they try to separate. Well, she them. didn't know about the the. She didn't know about the payoff. The payoff, or she thought that he the union didn't thing. Pay, the payoff, the but ja- she's, Jackie Brown payoff. But she's screaming at the uh, the FBI Jackie for Brown. their fucking this thing up and she goes you don't know where he is you don't know if he is that's a pretty uh it's a pretty pretty arty thing to say in the middle (laughs) in the middle of an emotional crisis but can you see the writer going like yeah this is good uh chef's kiss i wrote the shit out of that they put a check mark next to that line afterwards do not cut do not cut (laughs) ever (laughs) and at this point uh and at this point live in the uh, they're flashing they're like cutting back and forth from the kidnappers mm-hmm. to the kidnappees you know what i'm talking family, about yeah. the two different bases and and at this point they're like the kidnappers are starting to flip out and live schreiber <laughs> really wants to kill this kid <laughs> again a thing that just keeps coming up where he's well, like i think he's like fuck the money they, we do the kid and i'm out of here actually, yeah, they want to bail i actually think that there's like several points during this movie where i'm like they should just they kill should just kid. kill the kid like, and leave. like there's yeah. like there's just like leave. you don't have to kill the kid yeah, they. But I mean, they might. He might be able to ID them. Yeah. I'm. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not, I'm saying, not saying that they I'm, should. I'm not saying I approve. You're, but yeah, you're yeah. both pro kid killing. <laughs> I see what's going on here. First, this bullshit about the new kids on the block, and now this. <laughs> I think the pragmatic choice on the part of the kidnappers would be to shoot the kid and walk away. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, like but they, you know, like, I, I don't. I don't want that to happen. But no, I know, would be pretty disturbed if that did happen. That would be weird. If you're gonna get into the kidnapping game, you should. I guess you should probably be, be right, the kind I, of person that I can do, do that anyway. I do like that. Like they, if you're gonna nap a kid. I do like a, that. They're like that. They're like. Well, um, okay, we decided to do this, and part of the plan was that we were maybe going to have to kill this kid, and yeah. I'm on board. And then, like when it comes, you know, when it comes up, they're right. like, "No, I'm actually on board with killing a kid. Yeah. I'm not not going to kill this kid." There is a thing that actually that we discussed in the juror, and that happens in movies like this. That was with James Gandolfini's character in the right. juror, and this is Donnie Wahlberg's character in this, where he's just like, "I don't know if I'm on board with all this," and you're like, "You should have thought about that before <laughs> you got into a criminal enterprise, yeah, you yeah. dumb piece of shit." This yeah. one's a I like, think. Whoa, whoa, what is this kidnapping? At least, at least that like, guy yes. was like in the mob as opposed to like yeah. some idiots oh, who decided to kidnap him. I shouldn't have even been in the feel, mob, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I got to enforce stuff? What the fuck? I do feel like this character is a little more realistic because it feels like. His he's an idiot who who's like his brother brought him on board. Yeah, you know, that's and he's true. like it's like there's like a family thing, and he was kind of like I just want to do a little crime with my bro, and now I'm doing this. I don't know. I thought this was gonna be easy. You know, he and he seems like a real fucking idiot. So yeah. like there's a, he's there's the dumb a, one. Leo is the brains. Like, like, eh, yeah. yeah, okay, and yeah. So he's well. So when Donnie Wahlberg gets killed at the money drop. Yeah. Uh, they they already like uh, Liev Schreiber is like on their radar. Yeah. They're like we're gonna they're gonna get him for sure. Yeah. So he so he wants to kill the kid and cut and cut and run because he's like this well, the whole thing's fucked now. Yeah, he's like I'm not gonna be able to go back to my regular life. And then Gary Sinise hits him in the throat. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I had to rewind it and watch it again. <laughs> well, we all amazing. hate Liev Schreiber, so it was nice to see that. <laughs> I love. I love. I love. Do you think his relationship with the the fake brother Donnie Wahlberg is any way reflective of his real relationship with Pablo, his real brother? <laughs> no, oh, Pablo Schreiber, Nico yeah. Sabatka. Well, that's right. <laughs> Uh, this is so. This is the part when we're, we're finally building up to the part. Uh, th- things are getting real keyed up, and there's a, a couple parts when it's just in, and it's never well face to face at the end. But a lot of it's the conversations over the phone, and these yeah. are the best parts of the movie where Mel Gibson and Sinise are just really just railing it up other. and yeah, railing at each great. other. And there, and, and he calls back, and at this point, like he doesn't. Mel Gibson doesn't know if the kid's dead or alive and stuff like that. 
and uh, and he's and he's like, my son is dead. Go to hell. And the and Sinise is going, I'll cut this kid like a fish. Yeah. And Mel Gibson goes, give me back my son. No. And they're just screaming at each other, and it's really is intense. this the part where he shoots the gun too, or he like he shoots? Yeah, he shoots the gun, and, and this, then and then for after, a, like eight seconds, you're like, oh shit, did is he this, kill the kid? Is this after he does? No, his, it's his before. Pool. Okay, this is before. Okay, and and this is the part when Mel Mel kind of like has this conclusion for whatever reason. He's he, like, they're like, gonna he, kill him. Yeah, well, he, he well, goes, well, they're not gonna they give think, him. They're not gonna give him back. This is no, because they, they they think he's dead. No, the before no, they, they, before they do, he shoots the gun, that real Mel, Gib- fast. Mel Gibson kind of goes like after the quarry situation, he kind of goes like they're not going to give it oh. back. This is personal. Yeah, and then uh, and then it's the give me back my son thing, and then he shoots the gun. And but then, they, and then but he's no, but like, they think he's dead for a for a bit because he has bit. a whole he has a whole breakdown, and they're like, because yeah. because you know because he shoots the, they shoot the gun and they, and they hang, hang up and on they him, hang up on him, yeah. and you know it makes the audience think that they he shot Maybe the kid. Of course he didn't because the movie's half over. Should have Ron Howard movie. I mean, kind of. Yeah. There's a point where they actually like later where the two other two of the other kidnappers, uh, Lily they, Taylor, yeah, they and take him out of the woods. They're like, they're like, we, they like took him out to the place where they were gonna kill him and bury him. And then C shows up and is like, don't do that. And you're like, just, just do it. Just do it. You still might get the money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or so, you're not, or you're not getting anything now. Just do it. What so he finally, fucking? after they scream at each other for a, bun- a bunch, Gary Sinise lets him talk to his kids, so they know the kid's alive again. Yeah. And then he's like, this is your last fucking chance. I'm sick of fucking around. Go to this place. Go to that place, and and, and uh, continue going on with the plan. And then Mill Gibson's in his car, and he's driving around, and he yeah. goes. He's past, driving to do the thing. He's driving to do the thing, and then he looks at a TV screen. Yeah. And, and I, it's like in the in the, the window light of a bulb shop, goes on and over just his a head. light bulb go, bulb goes because the media is involved in this. You also get Mel Gibson railing about the the paparizzo. It's after yeah. the damn F- paparizzo. After the FBI, yeah, yes. fucks up. Fucks and up. Like, goddamn and media. So these he, goddamn he calls, uh, paparazzi jackals. He calls his assistant and he's like, "All right, I need you to get me five minutes on the air live on Channel Five, like in ten minutes. Like, get yeah. me on there right now." So he shows up at the news station. He, tell, he station. tells Gary Sinise, to, oh, "I'm not going to. I'm not going to do five. what you say. Turn on Channel Five at this particular hour." Yeah. And he goes to the TV station and he's like, promised them an exclusive. And the local media is all over this story. So it's like, oh, we got exclusive with the, you know, the guys. What is his name? Tom something. Anyway, Mullen. we got an exclusive. Tom, Tom Mullen. Mullen. Yeah. We got an exclusive <laughs> with Tom Mullen. His son has been Better kidnapped. Than I could do. And, uh, and, uh, he goes on TV, and it's a really good Mel Gibson the like, centerpiece. monologue. This is the centerpiece, centerpiece of the movie. It's in the trailer, and he's got the money in duffel bags on the news desk like next to him. And he's like, so this is the ransom money, and you're never going to get it. I got the whole speech. Oh, yeah, you got it? You I wanna, love if it. If you want to hear it, I got yeah, it. Yeah, do it. It's full Gibson. He's, he's, he's great. <laughs> he's got those crazy He's got those crazy eyes. That he's he, doing the that stoic Martin Riggs thing. The stoic Martin Riggs thing. Uh, and what I thought was actually really funny about it is like the the local newscaster guy. It's like the, the camera's on him, and he goes, "Okay, we're interrupting our regular broadcast. We've got Tom Mullen from the situation you've been following. Tom, what do you think? And we've got to have something to say. And they, but there's there's like a blocked shot yeah. involved in this where like they pan out from him close up so you can see the mm-hmm. money. So they like he's like, I, I'm gonna need you to do like a camera. Can movement. you move a little <laughs> camera? You start in on me, <laughs> and then you it, pull out. But you got to make sure that you pull out to where the money is when I start talking about the money. All right. Anyways, so like the it starts with a shot like a, of Mel Gibson, and, and he's not saying anything. It's like the whole, that whole sort of like he's thinking and he's processing and he's traumatized. Yeah. And they're like Tom, Tom. Yeah, he's. That's he goes, I love that bit. And then he goes, Tom, Here it we're, is. we're on. You're on. Two million, and this is as close as you'll ever get to it. <laughs> you never see one dollar of this money. One dollar, one dollar do of this money, <laughs> because no ransom will ever be paid for my son. Not one dime, not one penny. Instead, I'm offering this money as a reward on your head. Dead or alive, it doesn't matter. So congratulations, you just became a $2 million lottery ticket, except the odds are much, much better. Do you know anyone that wouldn't turn you in for $2 million? I don't think you you do, I doubt it. 
So wherever you go and whatever you do, the money will be tracking you down for all time. To ensure that it does, to keep interest alive, I'm running a full-page ad at every, every major newspaper, every Sunday for as long as it takes. If you return my son alive, uninjured, I'll withdraw the bounty. Understand, you will never see this money. Not one dollar. Not one dollar, he do. Not one wallaby of this <laughs> money is going to land in your pocket. Say, you still have a chance to do the right thing. <clears throat> if you don't, well then God be with you, because nobody else on earth will be. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you better like, get my right. kangaroo back in my pouch. <laughs> Sports are coming up. That was great. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> News, traffic, and weather up next. <laughs> that, that, hap- that happens in the movie, and it feels like you, maybe it'll be like this crazy manhunt in New York. Yeah. But it never really It does doesn't really that. go in that direction. It, it just has like people that's the on peak the, of the interestingness. It kind of I has thought. people on the news going like, oh, yeah, cool. And then like they, the, F, the, guy, uh, the FBI guys talk about how like they're getting swamped with calls. Yeah. And, like they're, and, he, you know, and how this is basically like term, like basically ruining their investigation. Well, because like now, ruining his chances of finding his now son. Now it's essentially like the FBI is tied up with this this stupid shit, yeah. and now they can't uh, deal with the actual kidnapping. <laughs> There's that, also that some... shot at the end where they like actually close out on the skin. It totally reminded me of in the, that <clears throat> bit in The Simpsons where where Troy McClure. Troy McClure gets married and and it's like the entertainment tonight and the guy's like looks like you were wrong when you called him a washed up deviant huh? <laughs> oh, all right, right. <laughs> that's so good <laughs> this this part actually has some really funny sort of like ADR kind of crowd stuff because like someone one in, one person in the studio when they call cut or whatever goes like well he's got some nerve <laughs> and, but then there's like Mel Gibson is like walking out into the crowd and the, like this is like the biggest story of the fucking year which seems weird now but honestly not that far fetched at the time this was like Menendez brothers and yeah, all that yeah. bullshit would become big news stories. Wayne Gale. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Gale. Gale. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's two people in the crowd shout things at him that I thought, I was, I was laughing during this stuff, where like, one person goes, Mullen, you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else seconds later goes, I'm proud of you. It's the so guy, it's they, really divided they the nation. in the guy from the press conference in the dark night who goes, things are worse than ever. Things are worse than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Mullen, you're a fool. Like, his man is, the boy, his boy is kidnapped. Give him a little bit of a Why break. do bad things happen to good people? <laughs> Yeah. Who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> uh, oh, that was really funny. So this, so this is the big hot button issue that's tearing everybody apart, and his wife is they should, not on board. There should have been a scene after this where it's like Jerry Springer and like fucking Maury Povich are like, you know, what do you think? What Sex with America? furniture. What do you they think? They do kind of do that. Yeah. Like, they do like man on the street There's stuff. Man on the street. Yeah, where like true, one yeah. person's going, I don't know. I think he's a fucking poor. I beat the fuck out of a guy if he took my kid. And the other one's like, just give him the money. Give him the fucking money. Yeah, We're all yeah. New Yorkers. It takes place in New York. <laughs> There's an old Hasidic guy. <laughs> what do I, mean, I know? What do I know about anything? <laughs> they bought their tickets. <laughs> they knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. crash. <laughs> Uh, there's like that, that's <laughs> the guy with the with the cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's pounding on the log. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, so that's that, that stuff's pretty fucking ridiculous when it keeps cutting to like how this story is affecting the world as a whole. But at like, this point, this is Kevin, important. At this point, Kevin's right because the plot has basically got to a point where it needs to accelerate and it doesn't. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's not even this this whole part. I was still like, uh, I'm yeah. still into it, but I mean, here's where we get to the climax. Like, come pretty, on, pretty, let's let's go. We're getting to the climax, but it also feels like this is oh, this is the big twist, and it kind of doesn't twist anything up except it it like twists the knife in Sinise because he's like 
is you know now he's on the hook or whatever he like isn't now he he's like i i don't know how i'm gonna get this money yeah yeah his gambit almost basically works from the onset because like one when when all of the the kidnappers see this speech you can see they're all just kind of like go oh Oh, we're fucked we're fucked and gary sinise is fucking pissed yeah Yeah. he's steaming he's man and at a certain point a little bit later on lily taylor tries to leave and like it's just like it's coming apart well that's the thing is like they start to disintegrate and then gary sinise kills them all yeah Yes. Well, there's a there's a whole thing with Mel Gibson where like where Rene Russo's not so sure about his plan, and then he's like, "Now nah, let me try to explain from my point of view. I don't have any of that written down, but just sort of like I gotta make him seem like I'm crazy, and this is the only thing." And he like talks talks her yeah. into, it, and she's like, "Yeah, you know what? This is good." And then at a certain she goes point, behind his back and tries to do another ransom payment. Well, this is after Delroy Lindo goes behind his back yeah. and tells her that what he told him about the fact that he was corrupt and did the payoff. Now <laughs> she like flips over. Yeah, yeah he has a great then, line after that too, though, where she's like looking at him and he looks at he looks at Delroy Lindo and he goes. Hey, I work for the FBI. I'm not a marriage counselor. <laughs> yeah, walks, yeah, yeah. And walks off. Ah. <laughs> ah. And I thought it was great. Like, yeah, fuck you. You're going to fuck up my thing. I'm going to fuck up your thing. Piece good of script. Shit. He actually, Delroy actually says this to Mel Gibson after he uh, un- unleashes his controversial plan. He's like, I have never been confronted with such an unbelievable act of, act of, of sabotage as yeah. what your husband did to your child today. This is what he says to Rene Russo. <laughs> and so she goes and tries to take care of it on her own. And then Gary Sinise like punches her and goes like, I'm going to fucking kill your kid. He gives her, he gives her his, her son's shirt covered oh, in I forgot covered to in mention that Richard co- Price worked on this script. He did. Yeah, Richard oh. Price. Richard that explains Price a co- lot of what's covered, good about he it. He covered the screenplay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All the all the like street level stuff yeah. is like totally, and, and, and he's in solid. it too. He's uh, he sneezes partner in the convenience store at the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. So he, oh, what were we talking about? Oh, well, Sinise starts the, the whole thing starts to fall apart. Renee Russo gets a bloody her son's bloody shirt on her face in a abandoned yeah. church, in an abandoned church or whatever. Yeah. I have a really juicy piece of trivia for you on this one when we're done. Ooh. Don't don't even forget. Okay. Yeah. Love that juicy trivia. Um, uh, but then, but, but then he starts. That's that starts to fall apart, and then Mel Gibson. Oh, Mel Gibson gets the bloody shirt, and instead of going like, okay, 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 he goes, he goes. Um, now it's four million dollars. Yeah. Now it's a four yeah. million dollar bounty I'm on you. Doubling down. And doubling every, down on and my everybody's like, ah, what are you doing? But uh, I don't know. What, there's like it kind of. Like Lily Taylor's like starting to leave. Well, she wants to and leave, then, and, and then Gary Sinise just sort of realizes like this whole thing's fucked. Well, they're and like, he, like changes his plan. He's like across the street, and they're and then he's they sees like, them trying to take they're off. They're packing. Yes. They're packing up. They're like we're fucked. The two guys are packing up. Lily Taylor goes into the room, and she's got the gun at the kid, and she's yeah. like. It's like I'm gonna it's kill. On. Yeah, I'm gonna kill this kid. He rec- the kid actually recognized her f- as the caterer because she yeah. has the yeah. neck t- tattoo. tattoo, and so he recognized her when he briefly saw her. So she like she kind of has the most reason to mm-hmm. just kill the kid mm-hmm. because like even if they get out of it, like this kid's gonna finger her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably like it's gonna finger mm-hmm. gross <laughs> you had to go there <laughs> two douglases yeah uh, <laughs> uh and then so he shoots only two he shoots uh, <laughs> you don't actually see it he shoots Liev schreiber in the van he right? shoots he shoots he, Liev, well, no, and, the, and the, other, he's, and the he's, other guy he's watching them and he's kind of going what the fuck am i gonna do it's how am i gonna funny. get out of this and yeah. he and then he's in this like laundromat across the street and he he like Gets on his That's radio. That's right. He calls starts, it in. Like, he calls call, it he in. He calls it in, and then everybody in the everybody in the laundromat there is all like, "Oh, this guy's a cop." Yeah. We had no idea. He just seemed like some weirdo. Some weirdo. Here. It's a um, good scene too, because he like stands in front of the van where and Liev and they're just kind of looking the other at him. See him, and, the, and you can see Liev goes like, "Oh shit!" And then he goes, like, he, he, pulls he, out, gets no, it. he pulls out his badge. There's a great shot of him yeah. with a badge, and he goes, he, "Police, he, freeze!" Yeah. And they're like, 
fuck. Shriver knows exactly what's happening. He yeah. blows them both away. It's fucking bloody. Yeah, it's really Blood bloody. Is splattering yeah, yeah. everywhere. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I didn't remember this movie being. It's so very bloody. Alan Alda messy. Then he's like, pla- <laughs> he's like planting guns, and then uh, and then he gets shot in the back by Lily Taylor. Shoulder. He like and he turns around. It's Lily Taylor. And this is this is it's really awesome. this is really something else because he blows Lily Taylor away. She falls down some stairs, and then it shows, it shows her, her corpse, and her leg her is leg popped, is, is broken oh, backwards. Yeah. It's like wow, you didn't yeah. need to do that. What the Gnarly. fuck? It's it's good though because it's, it's like, like that real kind of it's that like real little touches where you're like oh fuck that's yeah. gross like I was you know when he shoots those guys he like shoots Liev Schreiber and then the other guys like trying to get away and he's like drop the gun drop the gun and he shoots him yeah. Yeah. So then, so this kind of speaks to the the Ron Howard conversation, where like people talk about him like he's just this safe milk toast guy, but no, he'll do stuff like but that when, he, it, when, he, it, when he calls when the shit. movie calls. He like for read it. the script and went like, "Ooh, I want to do a movie like that." Yeah. And so he and and so he did. And so he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie has Dave a, Burbank. And I mean the the kid. By the way, I don't know if we've talked a lot about how the kid the kid's kid. And we talked about the music and shit, but it's like rough. It's scary. Yeah. The movie the movie is not nice to this kidnapped no. kid. Like oh, it's, he's, and, and, it's and, like they're more they're more cruel to him than they were in Nick of Time. That little girl. Well, that little girl had a great time. Like as far she as she had no idea anything was going on. As far as she knows, on. until everybody around her was getting shot to death, yeah, everything was. She was just fine. hanging out waiting for her dad. She had this lame yeah. babysitter, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, who sort but of. But this, 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 this kid's PTSD comes to be a, an important part is, of the movie. He is yeah. traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. He pisses his pants when he sees Gary Sinise yeah. later on. Yeah, uh, which isn't that much later on. At, at no. this point, Gary We're Sinise is shot, but and he like he basically makes it look like he found the kidnappers. and shot them all, and he's the hero. He's he's like a an Injured hero, hero. hero cop, and he's going to collect the ransom or the bounty, you know, four million, million dollars. Yeah, and there's a like a really funny part because Gary Sinise, they never explain why he hates Mel Gibson so much, but he hates him so he much. He hates rich people. There's a part when he's in the gurney, he's got an oxygen mask on him, and Mel Gibson's like, "Oh, gotta go thank this guy, he saved my son." And he's like, "Thank you so much. I just wanted to shake your hand." And Gary Sinise, you can see Gary Sinise is just shooting daggers into him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I fucking hate you. And but then he, he finally shakes his he hand. He explains it at the end, but it's real lame. Yeah. yeah. And then, like the next scene when he's like, "You rich people." People don't understand, blah blah blah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's like it's that so kind personal. Of it's just I weird. I think it's I don't know. It, it seems like it's, it's been defanged from what was probably more prominent I, in an older version of a script. Honestly, yeah. like that, this is like where the movie took too long for my taste. Yeah. It, like after this part, because this climax is pretty awesome. That, I mean, that that whole scene where they like shoot the guys and get the kid back and yeah. everything. Like that whole sequence is like pretty cool. Yeah. And then, like, you're like, okay, well, now there's going to be the, you know, the little final part where, like, they they face off and he gets the money or doesn't get the money. And it takes forever. It's it's also because it seems like everybody involved was like, well... We need to turn this into a Martin Riggs movie for a minute here. Like it yeah, needs to turn into like some action. Mad Mel's got to turn into a little bit of an action hero. I mean, he even gets to do the slide off the hood of the car <laughs> yeah, in does. this. It's pretty fucking. I mean, it's a good scene, it's not, it's but not, it's a good scene in a Lethal Weapon movie. It's not, totally, it's not really great in this. It's not totally out of out of nowhere in this movie because he's been running before sure, and sure, stuff. Sure. But it's also like it just takes forever to get there. Yeah. I feel like this whole last section takes a long time, yeah. and it was kind of like I was kind of tuning. I was like tuning out because I'm like, God, just fucking end already. We know and yet, we know where this is going and it's like they gotta go to like the a kid's third ba- location the kid's back and he sees Gary Sinise when he comes to get the money there's a classic suspenseful check writing scene yeah, yeah, where yeah. Mel's like alright I just wrote you a check for four million dollars and then the kid realizes who Sinise is yeah. and Mel's Mel's looking by at hearing the kid. his voice yeah, yeah by hearing his voice Mel's looking at his kid's 
reaction. He's looking at Gary and he's putting it all together. And you see at the check he's filled out all of it, except he hasn't signed it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So Sinise is looking at the check and he's like, "Sign the check, sign the check." <laughs> and then Mel, Mel Gibson like finally kind of like doesn't sign the check and then hands it to him and he's like, "I'm just gonna go uh, uh, take care of something." Yeah. And then Sinise at this point knows that the jig is up and uh, drops the check and goes, uh, "This check's fucking bullshit, you fucking motherfucker." He pulls out his gun. Yeah. And he goes, uh, "What did you think I was just gonna waltz out of here, you lying motherfucker?" Is yeah. like to get the final like actual face to face confrontation with them. There's and then a, yeah, there's it's a, weirdly personal for reasons that don't make yeah, a lot I, of sense. I feel like the, if they that like that's the the main problem here is that like they still have this idea. They're trying to like shoehorn in that sort of class shit a little bit instead of it just being like this guy going like, "Give me the fucking money." Like I just want the can, money. Can it just be subtext as opposed to like the characters right. constantly like, can, explaining it can with, we just, in ways that don't make sense? Right. The character keep, the people point it out a lot in this movie as opposed to being like, just yeah. give me the fucking money and we can go like we can extrapolate from that like, oh well he's a cop who doesn't make very much money. Yeah. You know, versus a multi multimillionaire, the movie says. Mm-hmm. Just distinguishes him as a multimillionaire, not a billionaire. <laughs> multimillionaire. But he's got a lot of at, at certain points they go like two million is nothing to you. And he's like, Yeah, it's right. Two million is nothing. Nothing. Fuck it. I got it in my right. I got two million. Dollar reduce my fucking right. dick right now, Mike. Right here, my dick. Anyway, there's a whole sequence <laughs> where they go to the bank and he calls the he calls the FBI surreptitiously on mm-hmm. his car phone. Gary Sinise is like, "We're gonna go to Mexico after we get this money out of the bank." And he's like, "I'm not." It's we're a terrible go. plan. Gary Sinise in no way should think that this is gonna work out for some, him. Some like nice cops run into they him. They think he's a hero. Front, they're, they're like, like "Yeah, you're a hero." And then while he's in the bank getting the they money, get everybody's like, call, "Oh, yeah. they get they get the call that's like, this we guy, gotta arrest you, buddy.' This guy's are in there. They go to arrest oh. him. Those cops get shot by Gary Sinise. There's a whole foot chase, and then there's actually a really fucking bloody shootout like in front of the store. <laughs> Everybody shoots Gary Sinise <laughs> at the end a, of the movie. Really, Mel, Gibson really is, funny, Mel Gibson has been shot or something. He's covered in blood, too. There's yeah. a really funny part of this when Mel Gibson and Gary Sinise are fighting in the middle of the street. Yeah. And I think it's I don't I think it's supposed to be funny, but to me it's like this is a New York thing because the cars just keep driving. Yeah, Nobody's <laughs> stopping. It's <laughs> like, yeah, hey, people fucking fighting. Who gives a shit? They're hey, just driving on. Get the fuck out of the road, you <laughs> fuck out of your I don't even assholes. think anybody's yelling at him. They're just like, man, people fighting no, in the just, road, whatever. I just wish I wish they were. And then they fly into a lamp store or they crash into a lamp store yeah, and right. then Gary Sinise gets blown away. He gets yeah. blown the fuck away. And then, you know, Garrett, Mel Gibson has a gun on him. <laughs> Alan the, cops show up, the cops are like, put the gun down to Mel Gibson because he's got a gun on Gary Sinise. And then yeah. Gary Sinise is at the... As as they're telling him, Mel Gibson to put the gun down is reaching for like a holdout pistol on his yeah. ankle, and he pulls the gun out. And right then, he gets shot. Mel Gibson, or he shoots Mel Gibson. He gets shot by Mel Gibson, and then by everybody else. Everybody else. And then and at this point, in a it's a, very a, annoying, it's very bloody. Anno- a Howardian, Howardian annoying stylistic uh, thing. It switches to kind of a black and white with a little yeah. bit of red filter. It's, it's, it, it goes into this, that way. It's a mirror shot from the beginning. The first shot of the movies like that. Too. Oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah. And it's both an, on an ambulance. Yeah. Oh god! For and it, it, but it, it still is empty. It's dumb. Yeah. It doesn't. It's like you're not. You're not. It, it does mirror the opening, but it's yeah. like. But it, I feel like the editor going bad. like, so why are we doing this? And it well, looks neat. Movie's got to be over. Yeah. yeah, and then it's over. But yeah, it, like it to its credit, it does just immediately go to credit. Renee like, Russo shit, shows okay. up there for some reason. She's yeah. there for some reason, and you, she shows up, and you're like, I was like, kind of like. Yo, where's the kid? Oh, you just left the kid alone again. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know that kid just got kidnapped, right? <laughs> <laughs> Your husband's involved in a gun involved all in a gunfight with a guy. You're gonna need to be here yeah. while gun while bullets are flying around. Get down here. Get the wife bring down the here. Kid. Bring the kid too. I'm not saying she should bring the kid, but it seemed weird that she would leave the kid. Yeah, that she would that weird. she wouldn't be like, uh, I'll just wait and see if he's okay. Very weird. Yeah. 
That's it, and that's Ransom. Any more quotes? Ransom. Uh, I, I thought that this was a pretty uh, pretty funny scene. Uh, this is towards the end. This is during the t- check writing confrontation, and uh, it like before when he's signing the check, before he knows exactly what the deal is. Mel Gibson's talking about like this guy that was trying to kidnap my boy, and it was just human garbage. Yeah, he's and human this, garbage. This, this like irritates. It really Gary sets Sinise. off Denise. Yeah, and then and then when he flips over and then he's got the gun on him, he goes, "What is it that you called me early on? Human garbage? You have no idea what human garbage is, mother." Fucker, and it's like interesting like, way to say. <laughs> you're like Mel Gibson knows. <laughs> Mel Gibson has some idea. But but does but what does human Tom Mullen? What's what? I, what I Tom find Mullen, I mean, we, we definitely know Mel Gibson knows what sure. human garbage. What is. I find interesting about the about that line is that he's, he's implying he's like I'm way worse than the human garbage <laughs> that you are. That's yeah, you yeah. <laughs> uh, And relative that, relative merits of well, Mel Gibson's life choices and, and demeanor aside, I think he's quite good in this movie. Nope. I mean, hey, look, we're not. I, I don't think any of us are going to defend Mel Gibson's actions in real life, but I think we're hey, all. Wait, we I, are all no. we're I'm all on board with him as an actor we're and all, filmmaker. We're all kind of fans of his. I mean, yeah. uh, in in one way or another. To honestly, like that, you know, his that book, last movie uh, he was in, that, controversial, the Drag uh, Across, across Country. He's great in that movie. Yeah. One of his best performances, yeah, 100%. and like, and like, I'm I can't I can't 100 percent wholeheartedly say like everybody should go watch this movie. Mm, no, uh, but, uh, but it's yeah, really but, fucking good, and he's really good in it. And like, I mean, I love. I mean, I like I like all of his movies he's directed. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Man Without a Face actually, That's but right. I even last time I watched I, I watched a, um. Uh, Passion of the Christ. I was like, pretty good. I was like, this movie it's is something else. This is like real dumb because of all the uh, Bible shit, yeah. because of all the the Christ stuff that like was like magic or whatever, uh. and like how it really buys into it. But like the just the filmmaking on display in that movie is like fucking. <laughs> I like Hacksaw Ridge. You got to give it this. There's no other movie like Passion of the Christ. No, <laughs> that is a very we're, unique. We're movie. all. Fans. I was actually I, just watching Last Temptation of Christ last night. Oh my god! Kind of comparing the two, but yeah. I love Last Temptation. That's great. Of Christ. No, I watched that a couple weeks ago. Absolutely, it's great. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's not. There's not. I mean, neither. Well, Scorsese isn't like a sadist. No, no, not at all. It, or that's the thing is that Scorsese, you think like, oh, Martin Scorsese is gonna make a fucked up Jesus scene, and it is. It's like bloody and shit. But then like you're like, yeah, Scorsese but he like, doesn't Scorsese, have like terrible yeah. anger issues. Well, he, and also a has, like, he also has like he also has like deep. He also has like deep empathy yeah. for the characters. He's like, well, I care about this this guy. I want to. I don't want. I mean, Mel Gibson's the guy who made the war movie about a pacifist that has a dude picking up a human shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Apocalypto's awesome though. Apocalypto's great. Apocalypto's really something. I'm a big fan of Braveheart. I'm I'm the saw Apocalypto like midnight that night and yeah. everybody else walked out and we were just like this is the best there's a monkey <laughs> fight that guy like, got his head bitten by a jaguar this is not historically accurate and I'm like I know but I don't care <laughs> <laughs> here's the, like one other line that I wanted to get in just to highlight the fact that everyone is talking about Jackie Brown for the first like 30 <laughs> minutes of this movie Jackie Brown this Jackie Brown that and it's one of those things where it's like Delroy Lindo goes you want to find, you want to talk to Jackie Brown and you're like woo we get to meet Jackie Brown after hearing so much about Jackie Brown Jackie Brown yeah. and then he like he meets him and you're like who's Jackie Brown gonna be who's Jackie Brown gonna be and then he walks out and he's like his face his head's in shadow it's like a like a real reveal and you're like this better be somebody good because they're really it's milking it Dan and it's Dan Hedaya and you're like yes, yes. okay could have been Harry know. Dean Stanton you know what I mean like it's <laughs> that would have been good too for a second there I didn't know where you were going with that I was like I sounded like you were gonna be like disappointed no oh, man. okay I love like, Dan Hedaya no, it was, it, it was you're really like, building the suspense for me there because I was like is Travis gonna be like and then it's just fucking Dan Hedaya <laughs> I would never <laughs> no I'm like, why would you do that never. that's what's so cool about it too is because your mind He's goes in, to yeah. things that you would think would be cooler but are not as cool well, he, as Dan Hedaya. the best. His name had been in the credits and I, I, I know. When, and I saw his name when I was watching it I went, ooh, Dan Hedaya. Yeah. And, and so then when they do that reveal shot you're like, 
Oh. Man, they really nailed that Dan Hedaya scene. And it's like a two, <laughs> three-minute scene, but they give Dan Hedaya a lot because yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson goes, did you take my, son? take my son? And Dan Hedaya, this is the guy who's been railroaded essentially by Mel, and he yeah. is fucking, he just immediately goes to 11. Yeah. And is like, you accuse me, you motherfucker. I got six of my own kids. I would die for every one of them. And who did you pay to set me up, you fuck? And then yeah. he like attacks him, jumps over the table, punches him in the face, and has to be dragged off yeah. screaming. You're like, Dan Adaya, everybody. Lots of, there's lots of scenes of people like kind of casually in during heated moments punching other people in this movie. Yeah, like H- lots of people Hedaya just getting the dead. Like, punched, and then people being okay or, or and okay with it. In yeah. a lot of the scenes, like he, when he punches Delroy Lindo, kinda, it's kind of almost water <laughs> people, under the bridge. People walk off getting punched in the face. Like, kind of like, okay. I mean, ah, I Del- Del- Delroy Lindo is a very large man, so like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But I mean, Mel Gibson's also like not nothing. So Mel Gibson ain't nothing. You know, I mean, if I punched Delroy Lindo in the face, he probably wouldn't even feel it. We've, we've each got like six, seven inches on Mel Gibson. Though. Yeah. He's short. We're taller, but he's, he's barely but I mean, over five feet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at that point too, he was younger. I mean, now he I sleeps don't know. in a drawer. I could take. I, I think <laughs> they call him the imp, like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think the three of us he could take it. Mel Gibson now, yeah. but I don't know if we could take 1996 Mel Gibson. <laughs> certainly not. We couldn't. Certainly couldn't take like early 2000s crazy beard Mel Gibson. Oh that boy, he he might just eat you. Too much beard. Yeah, gone to seed. <laughs> All Anyways, right. uh, ratings. Yeah, I'm giving this three and a half Juds. Damn, I think it's a good suspenseful story. I like the subtext, even subtext, the text. I like the class <laughs> stuff, even though it doesn't really go anywhere. I think it makes the movie more interesting, even if even while it slows down the narrative. And I think it's like Ron, well, the solid Ron Howard Carpenter stuff. I like that. Yeah, and I love Mel Gibson. And uh, I'm giving this zero Douglases. Hmm. Really nothing. You know what? I'm going to revise that. I'm going to give this like one Douglas, but not for like sex stuff. No. Just because the, the, the kid's ordeal yeah. is very... It reminds me of the child cruelty inflicted on the, the, the kid in uh, Fatal Attraction and <laughs> some other stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to give it one Douglas for that. Uh, and then I'm going to give it, uh, let's see, 10 out of 10 pieces of human garbage. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half Juds. I thought it was uh, for the, like the first half. If it kept on going like the first half, I would have maybe got, I would have gone to three and a half probably because it's. I thought it was very intriguing, and then it just turns off, and uh, I didn't think anything was interesting about it for the rest of the movie, except for Lily Taylor's leg being broken backwards. Where I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm giving it one Douglas because we forgot to mention that there is a scene where we get to see Gary Sinise's butt because it's like he gets gets off his cop duties and then takes off all his clothes and climbs into bed with Lily Taylor who who has her clothes on. So a classic naked man on clothed woman scene. Uh, which happens a lot in the number 23, in case anybody was interested. <laughs> Jim Carrey just naked, making out with fully clothed women. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. There's a little detail for you. Um, Good. A little insight into your mind. And then. I'm going to give you two <laughs> Gary Sinise butt, butt cheeks. All right. Wow. You really hung up on that. That's good. I like, uh, I like the commitment. Thank you. Uh, th- I'm going three three Juds. I liked it. I thought it was solid. But I also I would have liked it more had it just sort of picked up the pace towards the end a little mm-hmm. bit. Like once the movie end, the movie kind of ends and then keeps going. I felt, and then and it has an amazingly bloody shootout at the end. But I felt like it could have gotten there faster. Um, and I'm gonna go. I'm going one Douglas for mostly for the kids stuff. But now Gary Sinise's butt too. But mostly yeah. just because like the kids, the kids like being kidnapped stuff is like real. It's pretty pretty rough. Yeah. Um and I um, just do not associate Douglas's with child drama. There yeah. it's about sex for me. I'm sorry. I, I, I just I think it I think it it's can just, be about whatever you want it to be about. Yeah, I think it's, man. the Douglases for me are just a general 
a general like rate ranking of uh of, icky of ickiness and stuff too yeah. and so it's like it's like not only it's not only when people are having sexy sex or sex or yeah. non-sexy sex or whatever it's just like you know this is kind of general this factor. is kind of gross because you know i think that like i don't think that douglas's character in black rain like get, fucks a lot, but that would get some Douglas. But I'd give that. I'd probably give that movie four Douglases just because. Just cause when his character shows up and he's like greasy and gross, yeah, he's just like, like a mean you. man. Yuck. Yeah, I usually get kissed just before I get fucked. Yeah, exactly. What, what is he so, talking about? Foreplay, foreplay, nice little foreplay. Yeah, exactly. So that's what, so anyway. That's that would be that. So anyway, uh, a little digression about yeah. Douglases there. But uh, so I'm going. I'm going one. Um, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 boxes of, uh, un- unpurchased boxes of Frankenberries. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Donnie Wahlberg tries to buy a Frankenberry <laughs> at the, at the corner store and then gets yelled Split at, and then gets cost. yelled at by Gary Sinise about it later. <laughs> uh, poor Donnie. Weak link. So. Weak link, Donnie. Speaking, speaking of, of weak link. By way of segues. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of trivia oh, about Ransom. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Ron Howard's first choice for the role of Jimmy Shaker, the Gary Sinise character, mm. was Alec Baldwin. Oh! <laughs> who turned oh, wow. it down due to the sinister nature of the character as well as the film's theme of endangering a child. What the f- Oh my what? god. This is a perfect that's like that's that's it's the perfect you, piece. That's of, a perfect segue into our next Ella, movie. But that's all Ella Baldwin does is child endangered movies. That's yeah. great. That's, and, we and a hunt for October. We did a Baldwin episode and all three of the movies had a child either being killed or threatened to be killed. But he wasn't only And he the wasn't movie we're about to talk to about. Yeah. Mercury Rising by oh. the way. Well, it is called Mercury, the most sophisticated national security code ever created. Once we complete its installation, it's going to be very hard for our adversaries to compromise our communications. And it has just been broken by a nine-year-old boy. Where did you get this number? He's calling from his own house. Simon, put down the phone, honey. We slipped a message in the back of a puzzle magazine. We basically dared the amateurs to take a crack. We were sure that no one would ever call. But somebody did. Some people believe there must be nothing that connects the boy to this office. Am I clear? That anyone is expendable. (gasps) But for Special Agent Art Jeffries... What is this? supposed to be a missing kid. It is. These are the parents. This isn't just anyone. You can come on out now. Nobody's gonna hurt you. It's funny that he... That's why it's a perfect segue into our next movie. And it seems like it may be hypocritical, but according to this IMDb trivia... Let's see if I can find this here. Alec Baldwin appeared in this film due to a contractual obligation to Universal Pictures. <laughs> he had previously backed out of a film for Universal and signed an agreement promising the studio another film. Years later, this film was presented to him, and he did it to avoid further litigation. Was uh, was the movie he backed out of Ransom? It does not say. Oh. Different studio, so probably not. Ransom was not Universal. I don't believe okay. so. Thought, it might have okay. been. Because I thought that uh, Howard was a Universal dude for a while. But, um, but importantly, also, this movie, Mercury Rising, was released on Alec Baldwin's 40th birthday. Wow, Alec Baldwin's career tumultuous. Here anyway, we go. We're gonna this talk probably about... probably because he's a fucking asshole. asshole. This gonna... movie is not good, but I found it pretty intriguing. We're gonna talk, I, I we're gonna talk about hilarious. a movie that I've almost forgotten entirely right. about, except for one yeah. scene. I'm gonna talk about my favorite scene in this. The yeah, one go scene for it. I laughed out loud at, and it wasn't. And it's not a funny scene, and it's nothing. It's no. nothing that was written or anything. It just felt to me like it was something that Bruce Willis asked the director <laughs> to put in as Ooh. a part where he gets pulls up in a cab, and there's a scene in the cab. This movie is all 
already like way too long for it. It's almost two hours long. It has all kinds of stuff that doesn't even need to be in any movie. But he pulls up in this cab (laughs) at one point outside his house, and he it's this little scene where he's like, Hey, how much do I owe you? In the cab, he's like, $20. He goes, here you go. Thanks a lot, pal. <laughs> and then gets out of the cab, and I laughed out loud because I was like, why is? Why are we watching this? <laughs> he gets to call someone's this pal. Is a, this is a movie, by the way, that, like, you know, there is, you know, it's a thriller. Ostensibly like a chase are. film. There's like, there's, like, ticking clocks, and he's got to be, and it's and the movie, like, stops for, not that long, but for, like, even a minute to have him go, hey, man, I'm a nice guy who pays cabbies, and I'm, I'm cool with And, and I call him like, pal. Can you put that, can you put a scene in there where, like, my guy's, like, it's the, a like, normal cool guy? I saw your ship like, land, Revenge I'm a of the Sith guy. thing. Yeah, it was so. It just made me laugh. I don't, and I don't know why, but I laughed out loud. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck am I? Why am that I?" That is that is in keeping with the character who is incredibly nice. Why he's, am I? He's a he's nice. A, guy. He's a fucking saint in this movie. Yeah, he's one of the most patient, kind of people you'll ever see. funny. You could cut because you could cut the the car pulls up and then you just show him inside. Yeah, like yeah. you know he's there. We don't. We know. Just we get a little bit more. <laughs> burn a little bit more film. I want to give him a little bit of money. Say thanks. <laughs> so by, nice by way of foundation, I believe this is our third appearance of director Harold Becker. Yeah, crazy. So he did. Malice and uh-huh. uh, domestic disturbance. And so there's he's, more to come. He's one for one. And we're right gonna have now. we're gonna have more. He's, he's one for two on good ones. And he's right. absolutely he's absolutely a guy that I th- that like uh, is why like we were talking about Howard in the last one. That yeah. like he's absolutely a guy that rises or falls t- on to the, the level of the material because yeah. because uh, uh, Malice was Malice was really fun. Yeah, and he like did the script and the script is Sorkin and it's like got twists and it's like. You know, yeah. great. And then this uh, is not domestic disturbance was not, and no. this one also is like not. But I feel like it's that thing where I, you're like, I feel like the only things that are good and that are that sort of make this good are his idiosyncratic stuff because he's got some his mm-hmm. weird pace and he sort of you can tell what he's interested in and what the script is trying to do and it's at, at odds and it doesn't help the movie. No. He's not serving it very well, but it does make for something that I found pretty intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I just I I was so I found I just found this movie so boring. It's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb and it is boring. I like I was just like. Out of, I thought the kid, the the presentation of the autistic kid was actually fairly uh, realistic. Is maybe I not the right know. word, but like it felt like Let's it just, felt like more real than like Rain Man. I or something. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't think either of us are prepared to litigate the <laughs> relative problematics of the presentation of autism in this movie because I feel like it's probably not that good. But also, <laughs> I did enjoy how yeah, it's not Rain Man. He's not like a robot boy who counts good. Like, the kid is, like, a shrieking menace who is a danger to himself and others at all times. He's like Baby Herman. He's constantly, like, endangering himself. It's really funny. Like, to me, it is at any rate. Because if you let go of this kid, let him out of his sight for a second, he will run in front of a train. Yeah, exactly. He will stick a a screwdriver into a a light socket. He'll jump off a fucking building. He runs into traffic and in front of a train. That's amazing. He is attracted to death like a magnet. uh, He's like the fork in Toy Story 4 just keeps trying to go to the garbage. (laughs) Is that what happens? I haven't seen that. I mean, again, and that, that's what makes it probably a bad a bad depiction of autism, and it's making the, yeah, it's yeah. making this child look like a demon alien, which yeah, is yeah. you know not really a good thing to do. And I guess my my point was more that like there aren't other good no, sure. presentations of this. There aren't and, the, a lot. And that I thought I've the seen. kid did an okay job. Miko Hughes, by yeah. the way, by the way, the kid who was uh, the gauge in the original uh, Pet Cemetery, that's right? Oh. And uh, uh, in the kid in uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare plays. Uh, oh. Legacamp's son in that one, who's cool. becoming possessed with Freddy. But most importantly, the kid in Kindergarten Cop who says, boys have a penis. Have a penis wow. Wow. Oh, what a pedigree. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. So, Thanks for he's the not, tip. He's not the kid who eats other people's lunches. He is not that kid. <laughs> you keep eating other people's lunches? <laughs> Stop, Stop it! it! <laughs> I watched that movie about a month ago, but I was dying. Total masterpiece. <laughs> Pretty funny. Great movie. <laughs> I was laughing a lot. It's really honestly. funny. <laughs> 
Uh, Anyways, but, and, then, uh, and then people are getting and then people are getting hit with like blood is everywhere, and people are getting hit with <laughs> no, fucking it's like, baseball. It's bats like twins, where you're like this ostensibly sweet comedy has like yeah. hitmen and bullet wounds in the head it's and like so cocaine funny. and stuff. An hour of I'm adorable. Your dad now. I'm your daddy now. An hour of adorable children being adorable around funny Schwarzenegger, and then murder and, and death that and gets, blood. That gets PTSD because he, he like watches his grandma try to kill his mom in that it's movie. Right. It's crazy. Who's your daddy? And, and then get hit with do? a baseball bat. Yeah, we should do Kindergarten Cop. Oh, your daddy is. Me and I am a police officer who murdered you. Who was your daddy who and what does he do? Your real father. Open up the door, there's a bomb in there. <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> Anyways, so, sorry. <laughs> Mercury Rising, not quite as good so as So, Mercury Rising starts out with Bruce Willis, who has uh, infiltrated like a militia, like yeah. uh, an, uh, an armed. South Dakota. A South Dakota militia, like an armed. One of the su- presumably white supremacist, like domestic terrorism group. They're robbing. Ruby, Ruby it opens on them like Ruby Ridge, yeah. robbing and they're the robbing a bank. And, and there's a big FBI standoff, and, and it's the guy from Office Space who did the, uh, yeah. jump, to the jump to conclusion. Board. That is the leader of this little group of bank robbers. I'm gonna blow everybody away. I'm fucking blow everybody away. Ah. I'm gonna jump to a fucking conclusion with a bullet in your head. And this is where you find out how much Bruce Willis likes kids. Kids of all ages, really, because yeah. the kid that in, in that gets killed in this in this police raid <laughs> is probably 23. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like the kid. And he's like the he's like the militia leader's son but or something like that. But he's basically trying to like get control of the situation. He feels like he's like calming everybody down. He's trying to de-escalate. He's undercover. And the, and the FBI guys, by the way, led by Rawls from the Wire, that's right, John Doman, show up and just fucking blow everybody away. Blow everybody away. And Bruce Willis is cradling this kid. <laughs> he yeah. keeps calling him. Again. It's it's he's and he has at some PTSD from 17. this now. Yeah. And he's cradling the dead kid. And he's like, this this is uh, this is funny Kid's to like me gulping because in his he's own a blood dopey here. looking kind of like. Yeah, uh, it looks like DJ Qual. Slackshot yokel, and he's <laughs> yeah. And they keep doing these devastating flashbacks in black and white to it, and it's like a doofy looking kid going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. Can I? Can we also talk about briefly how uh, how shorthand these bad guys are for the mid nineties? Yeah, like oh yeah, pre nine eleven. Everybody who was in this situation, yeah, it's like domestic terrorists, white dudes in commando gear with mm. rifles robbing a bank. Now it's you know now it's brown people, but back in the nineties. Domestic terrorism is where get, it's at. Time Tim, to get back to it. It was I'd all say. Tim McVeigh and stuff. Yeah, but that's the thing is like now we know that this is a much greater threat yeah. than anything else. <laughs> but still, the de facto terrorist, the de facto it, guy that the MPA, that the that the secret agent has to infiltrate is a terror cell. Still, it yeah. is. It is a yeah. It's weird. It's weird how much that made me think of now that yeah. scene where I was kind of like. Yeah, this could happen. Right, but you, in could, nine, you could put this in but a in movie. But in '98, it wasn't thriller. that long after Waco in Oklahoma City, so those were and, the, and, those and, were bad and Ruby guys. Ridge, and Ruby Ridge, which preceded yeah. that too. Which yeah. was which Ruby was, Ruby Ridge. Uh, <laughs> cute. It's also, children, children were killed. I've it also wanted. I know. <laughs> it also made me. <laughs> I'm canceled, aren't I? <laughs> That's God fine. damn it. It also made me think of uh, Stan Beeman from the Oh yeah, the Americans, because his whole backstory is that he yeah. he's he's real fucked up because of he uh, was undercover because he was undercover with this uh, bike gang or some sort of white supremacist group but I was yeah. every time so now I think this is the second movie where I've been like oh this is like that like Stan Beeman. Oh, it's like Stan Beeman <laughs> uh, yeah and this is um Matthew McConaughey gets all fucked up from in True Detective because he's yeah that's part of that too yeah thing. And, st- and Brian Bosworth and Stone Cold you can tell the aftermath of that right. is gonna, he's going to be all messed he's up he's going to be all fucked up you can tell he's traumatized and you <laughs> well, can tell I from mean, his performance I mean the bad guys do technically win in that they movie sure like, they, they kill that entire state Supreme Court they kill Court. the entire state legislator of the st- and he just like he kills them but too but he kills them afterwards but I mean so. they did do the, what they tried to do 100%, 100%. he walks away to guitars wailing guitars oh, yeah, it's so everything is good I guess I did my job Look, nobody here has anything bad to say about Stone Cold. Never. I would never. <laughs> or Brian Bosworth. His man is a prince. Former Seahawk. 
So anyway, after this whole stupid scene, there's oh, more yeah, Bruce Willis punches Rawls in the face, yeah. and then and then he's gonna pay the price for yeah, his he's insubordination. Like busted down to to like fucking yeah. stakeout duty. I, I hate this shit so much where he's like in the office and they're like, he's the best undercover. I just it was so like this is a real line. It was so fucking perfunctory. Yeah. It just was like oh absolutely this movie from the start was like annoying me because I was like God, it's so fucking generic it's like, very much like the, the beginning of the lazy Bruce Willis he's the best guy we have no, and you're not going to let line. the that's the real guy. line he really says this is what is his friend who's sticking up for Shy him Shy McBride Shy McBride says yeah. this is one of the best undercover guys we've ever had yeah. that's the actual line yeah. they couldn't they didn't yeah. I don't think that's what they call him that's yeah. like how yeah, like, I don't know undercover guy that, who fucking cares that kind of like set the tone for me watching this whole thing is that I was like ah, it was so it felt so generic like this is just going to be so by yeah. the numbers, and it is, it doesn't do anything for me ever except have a random Kim Dickens appearance. Well, <laughs> so weird. <For> Meanwhile, no- <laughs> across town. Yeah, we see Simon coming home. Simon, Simon, Simon this movie Lynch. Is based on a short story called Simple Simon, which will give you an idea where, where it's coming from. Simon who Lynch is, who is, is this little boy's name. Yep. Oh, wow. And, and then, if, weirdly enough, his dad is played by the Zodiac John, killer John, John Carroll Lynch. Goddamn right. Anyway. Who I always. Re- I know everybody points to him as the Zodiac killer. No, he's, killer. The, he's Marge's but husband I, in Fargo. I only ever think of him, which is why I like him in roles like this, because I've I've always think of him as a Norm, a nice from, man. Norm from Fargo as like a sweet guy. And yeah, I two actually, stamp. These scenes, like, I was telling you earlier that, like, well, spoiler alert, his parents aren't going to make it. No, much they don't make it. But I actually felt like, uh, part of the other reason I didn't like this movie too much is that I actually felt kind of bummed out. Oh, yeah. By, like, their murder. Yeah, and it's then pretty they harsh. And then they go back, and I was kind of like, ugh. Yeah, like, it wasn't, and not, it's not, a drag. In a, not in a And not in a way that was, like, I think the movie intended. I think it was in a way that I was like, ugh. Um, you know, I don't know, because that's kind of the Becker thing I was talking about, where, like, he's like, I'm going to make this uncomfortable and sad. Maybe, but, but it's not what the movie needs right there. I don't know that that, I mean, it's, but that's the thing, is that you're watching this kind of thriller, and then I'm like, yeah. well, I shouldn't feel like bummed. Oh, see, I was totally in into feeling way. bummed about that. I was like, "Oh, this is cool. I like, I like that this made me like, feel all gross." I, I no like surprise. it. I, I don't mind it when a movie makes me feel. But I was just sort of like, "What? Am, am I supposed to be having a good time watching this? Because I am in no, on no level having a good time I mean, watching I think this." The movie thinks it's trying to be like a serious drama with chase thriller elements, mm-hmm. but it fails at doing both things pretty well. Right. I guess that would. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for. Thank you for summing up my my <laughs> long winded point. Like, that's how I felt about the movie. And, yeah, I'm, and I'm not on the. I'm not like on the uh, as much on the Alec. Baldwin boat is yeah. everybody else so like I kind of could give a shit about his scenes too oh so my god <laughs> he's got some I good know. stuff in here he has, he, but has anyway. some, he has some scenery chewing but it's he's just he's literally he's just uh, it's like he's sleepwalking he's like oh I'm, yeah well I'm I gonna mean, do my uh, now Glen- we know he didn't want to be in it I'm gonna so. do my uh, Glengarry part but like say these lines and you're like yeah I, now, now we know I'd he's rather watch his critically from, didn't want to be in it <laughs> I'd just rather watch his scenes from Glengarry Glen Ross sure. for two hours instead well, anyway, so Simon the autistic scene. boy comes home, and he talks like this. He, like he's he's he actually because it's he his goes, house. Simon and his is mom is stand, his mom is standing right there in the doorway, but he has to like ring yeah. the doorbell a number of he times. He has his routines. Mommy, Simon is home. This yeah. is how the, this is what he talks like. This is the performance. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I can't speak on it. I found it. Well, he's not. I per- found it absurd and hilarious. He's not so. particularly high functioning, but who knows how accurate or inaccurate. He's a it is. savant. Right. And his and his condition is explained I just meant, to like, us generally at least four like, times in this movie. Like he can't, uh, you know, he has to make the cocoa a certain way. And he's like, Rain Man. Yeah. It's just he's Rain Man. I guess it is. That's it. Yeah. He's got Rain the Man. like the routine. I that like he needs the thing with on. the cards that identify people for. Maybe him. he's good. At, he's good at yeah. numbers. Maybe yeah. it didn't bother me as much because I as 
like Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man because it oh, wasn't yeah. like Dustin Hoffman. At least it's, yeah, it's a kid and he's doing his best. It wasn't like uh, it was not a, a, a heralded actor getting Academy Award or or any adult. Yes, <laughs> but he's he's doing his puzzles, right? He likes puzzles. Yep. And so he's got like one of those crossword puzzle magazine things, and it's got like word searches and stuff in it. And he looks at this thing, and <laughs> my favorite part of this is is how uh, he has like. His brain makes computer noises yeah, when he looks at makes stuff. Yeah, this weird clicking noise. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and then he he call he picks up the phone and he calls this phone number. Yeah, and it like it's the, the phone, puzzle center. The phone rings and it's totally like a CIA substation yeah. somewhere with Bodie Elfman and some other dude. Literally, Bodie Elfman picks up the phone and the kid is like, I don't know who Bodie Elfman. Is. He's like he's in he was Jen Elfman's husband. He's like one of he's a Danny Elfman. He's related to Danny. Oh wow. Okay. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I recognize one of the guys. I just, the name Bodie Elfman doesn't. Yeah, he's in Armageddon too. Uh, oh, yeah, he's the he's the guy who's like, we have eighteen days in Armageddon. Uh, well, it's him and this other guy who work at the puzzle center. Nerds, two, nerds, these two by the way. Yeah, these fucking nerds. These two fucking geeks. So there's Storks. this great dynamic because Alec Baldwin is their boss. So it's like this alpha mm-hmm. businessy guy dealing with these two nerds, and it's Dweebs, like it's really. hilarious. It's hilarious to me any of the scenes where they're communicating with each but other. Basically, because he just wants to give them wedgies. It you can turns tell. out that there's this that there's this code this unbreakable code what's the name of it called mercury, uh, mercury. Mer- sure yeah uh, and it's rising fellas. and it's rising and and <laughs> at the at the exact moment of this phone call alec baldwin is like halfway around the globe and he is giving a presentation about mercury to all of these military dudes and how he's got this brand new fucking unbreakable code that this is going to change espionage and yeah. u.s national security for decades yeah. and then this guy comes in and gives him a message, and he goes and he picks up his secure phone. It's got all this computer shit on it, so he can call back to the to the fucking basement puzzle puzzle lab where these two the guys just got a just got a phone call from little Simon the autistic boy, and they're like, "Yeah, some kid just cracked the code right now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, because and, 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 he, he, and they, they, they'd put it in the kids thing. And yes, they as put like it. A, they he, they explain later that they put this code into the word search thing because of what they deemed the geek factor. Which yeah. is that, like, there's always going to be, no amount of computers could crack this code, but a dude, some dude, some rando might, so we need to make sure that they can't. And this so is we're going to publicize this code. And this is the insane- In a children's magazine? Insane, In a children's magazine. The insane dumb premise that you were talking about, because it's even more absurd than that, yeah. because not only is it like- And they did this without this authorization. A, this oh, wasn't sure. something that the government needed to do. It no. was just that these two idiots decided to do it on their own. This is the code, and we know the computer, and this is the code that protects all of uh, the secret agents, uh, or the spies that we- the spy network, thousands of spies, and if anybody learns this code, then thousands of people's like lives the will knock be at risk. List from the, yeah. knock yeah. List. the knock it's list, exactly yeah. the knock list, yeah. and uh, and so it's very important that nobody finds out. But this kid can break the code, and for some reason, the conclusion since they find out that this eight-year-old kid, they can even find out he's code, autistic too, and yes. it's like he, he can barely speak. And it, you know instead of I mean? just going like, "Well, now we know that it's probably going to be fine," Alec Baldwin's like, "We have to kill this child. He's got a Nothing rationale is more for important. it. He's got a really dumb reason for it too. It's not just because he's like a shifty, sinister." movie bad guy he's like if this kid can crack the code then that means it's crackable and that means somebody else might find out that he can do it and get him to do it for them so we have to kill the kid Yes. Well, he, he is like, a, that that will require somebody first of all That's a lot of hoops. knowing about the code. It's a lot of hoops. Wanting to crack the code and then being finding and then out figuring, that this and then going, one kid and then, made a phone call right. one time. Or or just going like 
I got a wild hair up my ass idea. Now hear me out. Let's rest find of my an autistic kid. Let's find an autistic kid, and then there would there would be a whole. That's a, now that's a movie that I think would be absurd and fun to watch. Is a is a guy who's like just rounding well, up autistic kids see, to see who to see which one can, can break a can code. You break this code. It's funny that you mentioned that because when I was watching this movie, I was thinking what would be a more interesting movie was yes they put this code in to test it and see if it was crackable, <laughs> and some bad guys found out about that. And they like, yeah. they bring in, they like auditioning kids, and the kid figures out the codes, yeah. and all the bad guys are after him. Exactly, that would have made more sense. Yeah, and and nope. Bruce Willis has to protect the kid, you know, blah 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 blah. Because this 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 this, uh, this premise is absurd, but like it's presented in such a boring way to me <laughs> yeah. that I was just like, I, when you were explaining what when he had, the, I'd forgotten about that he was having a meeting with military guys, right? What the code even is supposed to do? Like I'm just like, I know the kid breaks the code, and then he hangs out with Bruce Willis yeah. for way too. Long. Protects our agents from Saddam Hussein. No, I know he explains that twice. He explains twice. It, yeah, he's talking to the two geeks and he's like telling this story about this secret undercover agent who's embedded in Saddam's Republican Guard, and nobody he's like, nobody can find out about this guy. And I'm like, well, why did you just tell these two dudes? <laughs> and then later he has a confrontation with Bruce Willis and he tells the exact same fucking story. Here's a, stop telling people. <laughs> here's a line. Uh, this just gives you a, 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 an idea of the fun dynamic between Alec Baldwin and and these two geeks when Alec Baldwin is talking to them about the whole situation when they bring it up to him. He's like, his name is Simon Lynch. He lives in Chicago. He is nine years old and he was able to decipher a message written in the most sophisticated code the world has ever known in a geek's puzzle magazine. <laughs> I don't recall authorizing anyone <laughs> he does really yell that. It's put really a message good. into any magazine. And the geeks are like, whoa. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, this bra bomb better work, nerdlinger. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the day. That, like I thought that the, the, those three that that, yeah. pair, that that's really were so funny. I just and then uh, and then it's just like now they have authorization because there's sh- it's the NSA. The nerds are not on board. with The nerds are not on board with killing the with kid. Killing this the was kid. this was and at the actually, time when the NSA was the popular evil like it's government sneakers. agency because it was sneakers. It was uh, enemy of the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch more. This is the same year as enemy of the state. Everyone loved mm-hmm. the NSA being like super evil. They were right. I'm enemy not, of the state was like they had a whole cadre of like a Gen X uh, yeah. Gen X up and comers. Hey man, enemy were, of the state's fucking great. But I mean, what? Yeah. But the ner- but the nerds in that. And that are uh, are Seth Green, Jack Black, Jack Jamie, Black Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, everybody. Uh, I think uh, what's his no, what's his name? Who's in Garfield is in it, but I don't know if he's Jared one of the nerds. Fogel. No, who's the, who's the guy who's in Road Trip and he's like uh, plays John oh, oh, Jay Baruchel. Uh, nope. nope. Um, oh, it's not gonna come to me. It's not worth it. You know who I'm talking yes, about? though. the skinny DJ Qualls. DJ nope. Qualls. Nope. No, uh, no it's just, no. Uh, <laughs> he's like oh, he. Anyway, I can't remember. His, uh, we can't. No, Brecken Meyer. Brecken Meyer. Oh yeah, he is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brecken Meyer. This would have been road trip. Road this would have yeah. been John Arbuckle. This would have been before How to Train Your Dragon or whatever. That's that right. He was John is. Arbuckle. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah, he's played. John, that's all I can remember from. He's in Road Trip. I don't know. Jay Burrowshell's probably in one of is some kind Maybe, of movie yeah. like that too. But um, anyway, anyhow, uh, we, we all remember the movie Road Trip with Tom Green. <laughs> all Todd of us. Phillips directed it. I believe like the back Academy of my Award, hand. Academy Award Academy nominee. Award nominee Todd Phillips. We'll talk about it. So anyway, and then the next thing that happens is like. The hitman comes to the kid's house and blows his parents away. It's like fucked up. shoots his mom, shoots his dad in the head. Very loving. Parents. Shoots his mom in the back. My favorite thing about this scene because you talked about how it bummed you out, especially when they returned this, to the scene this later. This scene, this scene, like bummed me out because because it, it, it makes a point of that like this kid can only function with his parents. Right. And they're very loving and like, but they they he like hugs them, but anybody else touches him, he this, freaks out. Especially the scene where like the dad comes yeah. home and like is cu- it's cuddling him at it's night. Ve- it's very like it's, it's very nice. it's very on the nose because yeah. you want you you know the type of movie you're watching, so you know these. 
parents I would argue, are going to get murdered. I would argue that that scene where he where he comes home and tucks the little boy in and like has him on the rocking chair and stuff would not be in another movie. No, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah. but despite that, the part that really bummed me out about this scene was that uh, he shoots John Carroll Lynch in the head. Yeah. Then the mom comes in and starts running, and he shoots her in the back, and she's dead. And like then he you know he goes and looks for the kid and all of this stuff. Can't find him. And when he's leaving the house, you see that John Carroll Lynch has made it to the phone mm-hmm. and has picked up the phone. Yeah. Like got shot in the head and <laughs> still still had enough going on upstairs in the old ticker. Dialed the power the power of fatherhood. Yeah. You know sometimes a parent can lift a car over their right. head when their child is in danger. I just thought it was like that sucks. That's really sad. That awful. <laughs> it's very sad. It yeah. Made, it made, it made, They're made loving it even parents. More unpleasant. I think I think I think in a movie that I th- I was better yeah. i would like it more i think that's what bugged me about right. it so like, much like, you, like, you, know, you didn't earn that, that shit not so much that it made me feel bad but yeah you didn't earn this yeah. like it's that like scene the ending in of big uh, fish or something like yeah, that yeah, scene yeah. in the juror when alec baldwin's killing Anne hayes and you're like what is this like, fucking Jesus. actual yeah, yeah, disturbing yeah. scene and that, yeah. and which doing would, in this which uh, in, uh, in, a, in a better movie would be a scene that's like yeah man this is fucked up but like also this is a movie this is in i in this yeah i felt like the sad the sadness of that whole thing i think in a better movie right but the rest of the movie is so fucking stupid around it that you're just like, why does this have to be so sad in this this otherwise yeah. fucking piece of shit? Yeah, Bruce Willis shows up. They're like the cops they are call, going through. They the call cops the can't FBI find the kid. because I guess it's a kidnapping case. But yeah. that doesn't make sense that they would just immediately call like a local field agent. Well, the, the like, cops are on the scene, but they also call the FBI. Yeah, but they can't find the kid. So and he, then Bruce and he, Willis he finds to be, the kid because he's, he's stuck on wiretaps. I gotta go sit in a fucking room, listen yeah. to wiretaps and bullshit. It's a, it's a whole it's a whole attitude. And he finds, of like he's such a super cop that he shouldn't be stuck on the boat or there's whatever. There's a very <laughs> dumb movieish scene too where he like is searching for the for through the house and he goes up into the kid's room and he's like dialing on his cell phone and every time he presses a button on the phone the phone makes a tone and then the kid hiding somewhere mimics the yeah. sound of the burp, phone. Burp, so burp. he finds the kid, he finds him in his little hideaway. Who, you know, will not let him. Nobody, the kid will not let anybody touch him or anything like that. There's some pretty, there's some pretty fantastic, like I, that I thought was pretty interesting in this movie because it's Bruce Willis, not not known for his patience in uh, movies like this. He's always just irritated with people and stuff. But this kid is uh, constantly like screaming and like very difficult to deal with, and he's like, so patient with them. All right, all right, pal. Sure, okay, uh, do this, do this. Like, he loves the kid from the onset. The kid is constantly trying to kill himself. Yeah. Inadvertently. He's like, and then he, there's a lot of scenes in it where Bruce Willis is, like, picking the kid up and, like, taking him away from danger, and the kid's just screaming. Screaming. <laughs> Yeah. And he's just like, it's okay, pal. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. Don't worry about it. I mean, it, pal. it's. it's, it's Really funny. It's I mean, right. like, I when he's carrying the kid around really and the kid really is screaming, funny. I'm fucking laughing. Yeah, I'm the, sorry. It's not kid, supposed to be funny, but it is funny. The kid was just a shrieking menace, and I, I couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> you can tell he's like, Bruce Willis like, oh, man. This, <laughs> this, this is harsh. This is a shitty this detail. <laughs> but he never, like, think Bruce he never Willis really... Bruce the character. The character, but yeah. He Bruce never Willis blows his stack with the kid. There's a really funny scene. He's really patient with him. It's a really... Because now he's on the run. It's it's like Rain Man meets Paper Moon or something like that. Yeah, he realizes that there are bad guys trying to kill him. How does Paper Moon? How does Bruce Willis figure out about the code? No. <laughs> how does Bruce Willis figure out about the code? I don't remember. About the code? Yeah. How does he figure out what's going on? Uh, there's he takes him back to his house at one point, and then the kid like solves another. Oh code right, that's right. Because there's a scene him. where they go back uh, to the house, and you see like the blood stains on the floor. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And the kid the just kid, walks the kid's past trying his to get his cocoa made. Yeah. That's the, that's that the, bummed me out too. That's the part that bummed me out, yeah. and that's the part that made me angrier at the movie because it was like you right. didn't, you don't, you don't earn this. You kid walks over right, not, wa- right over yet, one of his parents' blood. Yeah, you have not, you have not yet, nor will you earn this this amount of of weird sadness in this piece of shit movie. And so that's why I that's why I was already like. Not 
on board with this movie, but I was also like, ugh, now you got to make me feel bad? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when the kid calls the NSA again, right? Yeah, he calls the NSA again, and, and then and Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis kind of puts it all together. Yeah, he actually talks to the nerds and works right. the thing out. I think this is after the scene on the train, though, where Peter Stormare yeah, is introduced. Peter Stormare's in it, yeah. Peter, a, is a Stormare? He's yeah. introduced in Dispatch. It's really funny, because yeah. he like enters like, ooh, Peter Stormare, and then like two seconds later, he's dead. He gets yeah. kicked off the train. Yeah. He has, I don't even think he has well, any Well, Harold lines. Becker apparently watched Fargo the year before, yeah. and like... Oh, <laughs> And, and this is after this is the <laughs> scene that I, the, Buscemi was busy. Yeah, I don't know what point in this, what sequence of the movie. Bill this Macy is. should have played the autistic kid. <laughs> but Bruce Willis is on is like on the ah, run geez. with his kid. Everybody's after him. Yeah, because uh, like. Alec Baldwin's so powerful he can turn him the, the entire government apparatus and so it's him in the truck with his kid and he's like alright alright pal if you don't mind for a second I, I just gotta just get a little sleep here and at no point has this kid ever done anything other than throw himself off of buildings <laughs> when he's left away and he's just like can you just sit there for a while yeah. and then he falls asleep and wakes up and can you believe it the, the kid, kid's gone the kid's gone and he's trying to get hit here. by a train what the fuck he's trying to get hit by just a train walks right, he's like walking to a train going like Yay, train. He's in front of the train. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, the, he's kid's, walking the kid's towards walking the train. I know. It's like the scene in Close Encounters where the little kid opens the door. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> there's a scene There's a scene in uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare where that kid, because uh, he's being controlled by Freddy Krueger, is like walked across the Los Angeles oh, yeah, freeway yeah. too. So they're it's like the same deal. It's the same. It's the same actor. He <laughs> did a lot of research. That scene. That <laughs> scene was funny to me uh, actually because like there's you see the train coming at him and he's walking towards it and the train is honking its horn. <laughs> the train is already honking its horn and then it cuts to Bruce Willis going, "Oh shit, gonna go get him." Then it cuts to the train conductor who then sees him and yeah. goes, "Oh shit." And I was and like, they "Wait, let him on the train." And I was like, "Wait." Was that train conductor just honking his horn was already, just horn? for fun? Honk, honk. This is fun. I enjoy my job of I being a train conductor. Tra- I love driving a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, did- though, there's a kid on the tracks. Honk, honk. Oh, I'm already doing it. Well, he missed, he missed the day of train man training where, train it, man train. where you find out that honking the horn attracts children <laughs> to, to the front of the train. <laughs> like a deer to headlights. <laughs> it's like a fucking Kids bug light. Kids can't resist the horn. It's like a bug zapper light. <laughs> It was just like I think I think that what ha- really happened is that some so the you know sound guys just found like some yeah. uh, some like tra- burp, burp. they found like a tr- train noises on a CD and put it on there and it was like yeah it doesn't matter just trains honk their horns and are on tracks nobody nobody is going to be paying much attention to this yeah. movie <laughs> there aren't going to be any there's nobody's going to ever do a deep dive into Mercury Rising not like this <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's and that's like the whole thing is Bruce Willis on the run with his kid. He He's takes him back to his house. He figures out the puzzle. He, 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 or, he organizes wait, a meeting with these nerds. There's one, there's one more thing because the nerds don't want to kill the right, kid. The nerds He's don't want to kill the kid. Basically, just running away from like one guy. Yeah. Like you said that he yeah. has like the whole government apparatus. But He's it's got really, one hitman. It's really just one theory. hitman and then Peter Stormare in one scene. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. The rest of it's just one guy who was sort of like he's not great at his job. I uh, <laughs> I just wanted to point out my my favorite absurd funny thing in this movie is. It's how the kid, the kid thinks everybody's a stranger, and Bruce Willis is like, "No, my name's Art." His yeah, name's Art you Jeffries. You are a stranger. He's like, Art well, is- the kid keeps going. Art is a stranger. Yeah. Art is a stranger. Now it's like this. This poor child has some intense critical existential <laughs> angst. Like he's like a budding art critic. He's just like, I don't. I hate it all. Yeah, somebody needs to put that clip on like a noise music album or something like that. Like over the Art is a stranger right. over the background. I guarantee you that's going to be my letterbox review. Number this movie. eight. It's just Art is Art a stranger. Art is a stranger. When Number you think of, when you think about it, it is. Yeah. 
That's we, exactly we have what no I'm connection saying. To right? art. It doesn't belong to is us. It, yeah. Art is stranger to Art is everybody. a stranger. I mean like, the way people are all strangers to each other. Yeah. And we're strangers to ourselves. Oh man. What are we what does that guy what did that guy say about Hook? It's like <laughs> when we think of when we go deep into a movie, aren't we looking deep into ourselves? Oh wow. Awesome. Oh, art is wow. a stranger. Art really is a stranger. <laughs> art is a stranger. I mean that's a, that's the whole setup so that at the end when it's art is his friend. Yeah. And she go he goes to see him at his when he cures his friend. autism at the end. <laughs> Which sort of happens. It's not. It's uh, not. We'll, we'll get to it. I don't want to. He circumvents it. It's not cured, but he is now friends with. He art. Fixes that. He also, fixes those also, problems. But also, the kid is now hanging out with uh, with other Some kids. Other there's just, yeah. all right. Since we're talking about it, there's like everything is fine. He saves the kid. Uh, well, we're not skipping to the end. I'm just saying that the, he, he goes and visits the kid and sits down, and the kid can't make eye contact with anybody. Can't make eye contact with his parents. Yeah. Neither one of them, who he loves and whom love him, and then the kid's like stare. He, he, he's kind of like looking away and. And, and he clearly recognizes Bruce Willis, and he sits down, and he's like, hey, can you look at me? Look me in my eyes? And he does! <laughs> he's never done it his whole life, not even to his parents. He's like, okay. And then he hugs him. I don't know. It's just wild. Uh, it's like, oh, he's and fine. And then the kid explodes. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Uh, Mercury has risen. There's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of scenes before that too, though. Well, yeah. so the two the two <laughs> he's going to meet up with the nerd. There's two, there's sort of two parallel stories now that start. He's gonna the the he's made contact with the nerds. He's gonna so meet he's, up with one of them. He's gonna try to meet up with one of the nerds, and in order to do that, he has to. And the movie is thinking this too. The movie is like at a certain point going, "We got to ditch the kid." Yes, the kid's getting away of our chase kid movie. Drag this kid. Or, or also maybe like this. we can't with the kid. The kid we have to. The kid has to go to school right. this day, so we need to. <laughs> right. We, right. So we, yeah. we got to put the kid in the fridge. So so it comes up with possibly the worst solution available. Fucking weird. Which is that Bruce Willis picks a lady at random <laughs> from from a coffee shop because he saw her be nice. Yeah, and, this is real. And asks her, can you watch this shrieking menace You're a for woman. an hour? You're a woman. Women You're a watch woman. kids. Women watch, watch my kids. kids. So fucking and dumb. And unfortunately, it's Kevin and I's, one of our favorite actresses, yeah. Kim Dickens, yeah, she who rules. many people know uh, from Deadwood. She played Stubbs. Stubbs on Deadwood. But only the truly great among us know <laughs> that she played the second greatest television character in the history of the medium. Yeah. In the most underappreciated piece of art in the history of yeah. television, Treme, Jeanette yeah. Dussautel, ah, right. and, and Treme. Yeah. yeah, she's great. And she's one of our favorite actresses. And I to see her. her, she also got uh, groped by Inviso Bacon in Hollow Man. Oh. Let's, let's not forget that. She, she's, she's awesome. She's great in Zero yep. Effect. Yep. She's, fantastic film. Of she's great. Yeah, and she just shows up, and I'm like, part of the part of me that loves her is like, ooh, Kim Dickens. And yeah. then the other part of me is like, Oh, what? Would you, you like this? to see one of your favorite actresses get completely squandered? Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Did you did anybody see that Kevin Costner movie The Highwayman where they like him and him and uh, no. fucking I forget who the other guy is are like Woody. hunting. It's what it's Woody Harrelson and they're hunting Bonnie and Clyde. She's also in that as The Wife. Ugh. Wow. Sucks. Yeah, but th- but this is but this is even funnier because it's th- so random. The script cuz the script instead of going like because instead of like trying Can't it to just be, be a lady he knows, right? Instead of it, well, I think the idea being that it couldn't be someone he knows because right. the finder, they but, know the, but like you could knows, also yeah. be like this guy has a long history. This is someone he knew before that, like when just, he was undercover. You have like one line of dialogue that explains it away. There had and to everybody be. will go F- whatever. The like will, like one somebody he was undercover with who wasn't like a bad guy, and he's like, I need a favor, and she's like, you betrayed my friends, and he's like, I know, but no, she owes him from like her way. getting out of she got she because she didn't go to prison <laughs> when this 
other something, thing happened. Anything. Literally just like a fucking one minute scene right. of, the, of that happening and then you go, oh, okay, that makes sense. That, he knows who she is that and even, she owes him. That creates some kind of character dynamic exactly. between her and him at least. Well, because there's scenes later too where they're like yelling at each other and it's like... Like it's like you have a relationship? Yeah, and it's like... Sh- what is what? Why isn't she just taking this kid to the cops and being like right. this guy I, who I think kidnapped this kid left this kid with me? Because uh, you know an autistic kid's family got murdered, right? Yeah. He, oh, I, I didn't know that. Well, anyway, here is this kid. <laughs> Holy shit! Right. But it's she, she's a woman. She likes kids. Like she's the scene, made there's to a take scene, care of kids. So he he goes through this thing and like the I, and, I and hated the, it so much. The nerd, the nerd gets killed. In oh, his yeah. meeting, he so she blown away. By, by the way, she accepts this proposition. Oh yeah, and so Bruce Willis goes to have the meeting right. with the nerd, and the nerd gets killed. Anyway, there's a scene later where he needs to ditch the kid a second time. Comes back to her apartment in the middle of the fucking night, <laughs> yeah. knocking on the door, and she's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And he's like, "Well, I need you to watch the kid again." And she's like. What? And she and she actually in that scene goes like, why why me? And he's like, because nobody knows who you are or how you related to me or whatever. And you're like, that is this so is, fucking dumb. But this is how it happens though, because it's so just it's just dumb. him and, and she's, she does, and she's looking through the eye hole. Yeah, and he's like, you hit you again. What are you doing in my apartment? And he's like, I need I need a favor. She's like, no way, get out of here. And then he lifts the kid up. Yeah, and she's like, well, I'm a woman. I'm supposed okay. I'll take care of the yeah. kid again. Unbelievable. What I, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's awful. It sucks. I mean, so movie, so she becomes like there. She's home base now before them Kevin and Kevin's right this movie's not good but I found parts of it either amusing or intriguing enough to get me through it this time but I mean even if it had been good up until this point the whole thing with Kim Dickens would have absolutely sent me right over the fucking falls like it ruins the movie it's like competent I wouldn't say the movie's incompetently made it's just it's just it's like dumb on a script level yeah. it's, it's like, some of the laziest stuff you'll ever see it's some double yeah. jeopardy level dumb shit yeah. it's so, and I like that it's yeah, so right? stupid but it, I mean it fits right in with a lot of Bruce Willis actions oh, yeah, you know it doesn't sure. like where you're just like this all seems very perfunctory and it's yeah. like yeah Bruce Willis had to get paid <laughs> that's, that's like why these that's why these movies exist because like these actors needed to get paid or whatever what, what are people gonna like it who cares did you like the part where the <laughs> other the other nerd decides to take the matter into his own hands and yeah. save this kid by writing his last will and testament on, on carbon paper? Yeah, yeah. typewriter. <laughs> and his fingerprints are on his, the carbon. Giving it to his girlfriend, well, who's he, also a nerd. Well, he leaves. Nerd. He leaves the carbon paper they make in the Simpsons trash. Jokes together. And the guy, the hitman, doesn't see it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. There's a nerd. There's a nerd lady in it. Too. By the way, I think the carbon paper in this movie doesn't work right. Because right. there are two pieces of purple paper where there should only be one. God damn it! Well, did he? That's write the it? last straw. Did I don't he write like this it movie twice, anymore. Though? That's what carbon paper is for. You don't have to do that. Mm. No, but I mean, did he write two? I'm saying he wrote two different. Ah, uh, he wrote two wills. He, write it, he typed it out twice. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Because that's what the carbon paper does. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe he misspelled I, something. We can't get bogged down in another carbon paper argument know, on this podcast, guys. We, we can't. It's another do it. one of my weirdness. Maybe I'm the autistic one. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> blah blah blah. You, you know what kind of movie this is. There's a really great scene later on where Bruce Willis is like meeting up, meets up he with Alec, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. And this was my favorite scene in a of the wine whole movie. Cellar. In, his, in Alec Baldwin's wine cellar, because they I... make a big deal at it. Because Alec Baldwin yeah. is rich and powerful, yeah. yeah. And he he runs with in with high society. At which point, Alec Baldwin tells him the fucking Iraqi Republican Guard guy story again. I got, I got another whole speech. This scene if was you're funny. Interested. This scene I oh, actually yeah. did find kind of amusing, although fucking stupid. But it was funny to me because it felt like Bruce Willis's character was from a different movie yeah. in this scene. It felt like he was like 
the last Boy Scout. It's the in only this time movie. in the movie he comes alive. Yeah. Because he like he's like popping bottles of wine and he's like drinking straight out of the bottles and going like that one's no good. And now Bones <laughs> like, please, I told you to leave the wine alone. That's a thousand dollar bottle. He's, of he's wine. like drinking he the wine. His he's wine. like he's yeah. like drinking the wine and cracking jokes and like throwing bottles of wine on the floor. He's smashing and shit. his wine up. You know, you you care more about this wine than you do about this kid. He's like, of he, course whatever. I do. I'm the bad guy. He pops open a bottle of really expensive wine and drinks it right out of the bottle. Also, and goes, arguably, the that Pomerello's a little corky. Yeah. And he's like, don't touch my wine. But the rest of the, the Pomerello's movie... Pomerello's a little corky, pal. Pomerello's yeah. a little corky there, pal. This guy's Sorry, it's pal. A guy isn't really that kind of Bruce Willis guy the rest of the movie. No, he's, he's not. Like, very, he's real like, sweetie. He's like very... But he's also like real like troubled and like... Yeah, he's in, like a inter- mopey he's, nice man. He's yeah. internal. He's not like wisecracking, except in this one scene. Yeah. It's really weird. So, anyways, Alec Baldwin uh, unleashes this like this epic speech on yeah. him, and and it really stands out because it's really not been this like whenever Alec Baldwin says something, it's all very written. It's like yeah. in this specific way. It's kind of like in the juror where he talks in this very specific, yeah, yeah, yeah. weird, idiosyncratic way. And uh, so this is uh, his whole speech. You know what I think? I think you've seen too many of those four wheel drive commercials on TV. Wow. The ones where you get to drive fast and be a renegade. But let's talk about the real world for a moment, shall we? Where you are not some wonderful lone wolf hero, but you're part of a team. And you play your position because that's what America is. It's one big team. And this might be difficult for you to grasp, but I'm a patriot. And a patriot is a person that makes the right moral choice. Sometimes it it takes a strong man to make that choice. One boy who cannot survive on his own. One of nature's mistakes. Weighed against the lives of thousands of our people. And that's like his whole excuse to like kill the kid. Yeah. And then Bruce Willis kicks him. I think it's a solid rationale. He yeah. Does. It is the whole needs of the many versus needs of the one sort of sure, thing. Sure, sure. But again, Alec Baldwin, you do not need to kill this kid. Right, you don't need to do no it. No way in hell Nobody would have ever found kid. any of this shit out. And everybody else is going, it's it's a lot like Dick of Time, where everyone else is going, you, we don't, we're not, why are we killing the kid? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have to kill the, the kid. kid. Well, yeah, and I think, so here's the thing. I, I, do, I think that in Nick of Time, they don't need to kill the kid. Right. In ransom, they absolutely there need are, to kill the kid. There are a few points where, like, I feel like it's in their best interest to kill the kid, yeah. and in this one, absolutely does not need to kill this kid. No. There is in, in no way, except the weird movie we they described, didn't even... where some where some heist team figures out that this kid knows right. he's gonna break codes. Need, they so... didn't even need to call the kid back. No, they... I mean, like, it just could have been well. Interesting. That kid knows how to break the code. Mm. And we don't also, have to worry it, about it. What's What's even weirder is because, like, as he said, this was unauthorized. The two nerds did this on their own. They could have just let it drop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep, and he also keeps on talking about we spent two billion dollars on this code, and you're like two billion. Is really? How much did they in the pay, terms of like NSA dollars? Did they pay the two nerds yeah, a billion a piece? <laughs> no, it's just, who else made this it's, code? It's two guys in, in those. It's and two by guys the way, in a basement. By the way, when we do see one of the nerds' houses, he that is not someone who no, was he's paid not even a billionaire. Close to a billion dollars. No. But Baldwin's character embezzled a lot of that. Yeah, money. evidently <laughs> he spent it all on wine. <laughs> Jesus, this, this is a these are billion dollar bottles of wine you're breaking do so, not touch the wine so then this all <laughs> it is act- those are actual million dollars those are bottles billion of dollar bottles of wine a, that a, is a billion dollars you're drinking right it's there. absurd how expensive that it's wine actually is. The, the code is just the lock on his wine cellar <laughs> it's the only <laughs> One, thing two, that they three, did it four or five yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh anyways the, the, and then the whole thing is re- resolved like kind of absurdly with easy a big too, because alec baldwin yeah. like ends up catching the ends up scooping up the kid through nefarious means i don't remember and then, and then he's like taking the kid to a helicopter. He's like, "We're gonna take you off, and, and we're gonna take you up and put you into a, a good things." He's like saying that he's gonna. And the kid is screaming help the entire time. And the kid's time. screaming, yeah. and Bruce Willis is kind of like tracking him down. He, but at this does point, he kidnap him while Kim Dickens is watching him because she leaves. Yeah, he, he is. Kim well, Dickens doesn't know who he is, and he's like, "Hi, I'm this guy." He pretends to be an 
happy eye guy. And she's I mean, like, he, okay, now you take the kid. I don't, I don't even know, know why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm still in this. There's an, there's this giant action <laughs> sequence on the top of this building so while they're waiting for the helicopter. I really like the part where the hitman gets killed when the windows all blow out. I did out like and that. He gets like chopped yeah, up with tiny, of, millions of tiny pieces of glass. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty that cool. That was pretty rad. Because in movies, glass is, is never a factor. People smash through glass yeah, and glass yeah, breaks and people are like, oh, a shower of people glass. People get cut by glass a little, but it's like, but it's yeah. never, but like, in this it's one, never a, fatal. A, it just glass, destroys him. Yeah, yeah it kills him. him. Yeah, this it is, pulverizes it, his face. It shreds his face. I can't think of any other movies except Ghost where he, the guy gets killed by yeah, that's right. glass. Glass is heavy and deadly. And his feet and die hard, I guess. That's Yeah, that's true. Maybe Bruce Willis is like, he's talking about Die Hard a lot making this movie. You know, in Die Hard there was a whole thing about class. And also in Die Hard there was one scene where he was nice. So uh, let's do more of that. <laughs> this, is scene where, this is a scene where he's nice. He is kind of nice, I guess. No, he's, he's talking to his wife, you know, on yeah, the, like, or he's talking about his wife on the phone. I like in this scene where like the, action, that, the action man. scene is happening and then the <laughs> Bruce Willis is in the helicopter. Right? No, it, that's a sneak. That's a sneak because uh, because Alec Baldwin is gonna get away yeah. and he's gonna get the kid in the helicopter. He puts the kid in the helicopter and it's totally like the scene in Die Hard Two where the where where Franco Nero gets out of the plane and he's like freedom and he sucker punches him. Bruce Willis <laughs> yeah, Bruce in the helicopter. Willis is in the he helicopter. sucker punches him. He's like not yet. But Bruce Willis is in there, right? Yeah, he's How in the he helicopter. Get in there? And this is the okay. this is the part that he's got I've, Bugs Bunny powers. Who knows? Bugs Bunny powers. Yeah, he's got Christopher Walken powers. This is the part that I just thought this was so fucking funny because the jig is up. Yeah, everyone knows he's got like recording. He's got all the evidence that he needs to take this guy down, and, and the cops are after him. Man over there. There's yeah. a whole but army essentially of cops like telling and him to like Baldwin put the gun down. Still like I'm and gonna fucking kill this kid. kid. I have and got to kill this kid. Well, the kid is walking on the edge of the building too, and Alec Baldwin snaps him up. Isn't it? I mean, he's yeah, like he fighting. Him. He's fighting with Bruce Willis and holding the kid over the edge of the fucking <laughs> I building. I gotta kill him. This was so good. Well, he's holding him right at the end, and then Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis like does like a pretty daring move at the end, where he shoots. He shoots Alec Baldwin while he's got the kid, and then he like grabs the kid he away from him, him before he falls off the building. And you're like, I don't think that that was probably yeah. your best move there. <laughs> like, the you probably could have would have sent both of them. Oh, we we also get a really good falling guy shot. Like yeah, yeah. Alec Baldwin hits the like the yeah. the roof of this it's or awesome. the, the entryway of this hotel. Like, it's, it's, it's like the pretty, end of it's a pretty good. It's like the end scene. of the game, except there isn't a there isn't uh, a back down there. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I thought it was fucking hysterical. Just the idea, because at this time he's being riddled with bullets, and he's yeah. like, as my last act as being alive in this world, I have must <laughs> kill this must, child. Well, it's national security. That's, what? Yeah, he has no, it's, I just don't agree it's with It's in that. nobody's best interest at all, whether it even was to start we with, to kill, this, two to billion. kill this kid. Yeah. And like he's still going to do it. Spent another $2 billion just killing this kid. It's uh, funny, too, because he's, he's not a capital B bad guy like the ones in Nick of Time. He has, thinks he, he's doing it for the right he does, There's no point in this where he's like, we want to kill a kid. Whereas those two bad, the two main bad yeah. guys in Nick of Time, you feel like they wanted to it's kill It's only a at kid. the end where it serves like he's doing it just to prove his point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's and that's it. And then like the yeah. scene that we were talking about earlier, where uh, where Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis cures the kids. Off him and him and Kim Dickens go to visit because guys, Kim Dickens are they is like still in the boyfriend picture. and girlfriend? I don't know. Now? I know. It's I don't get really it. gross. Sure. Ugh, whatever. Why not? Whatever. We get yeah. learn a little about her. She sells some cosmetics or something. Yeah. Geez. It's so her. It's so it's so it, it annoyed me so much because <laughs> it, it just annoyed me on every level because it's like Kim Dickens who I love yeah. and then also what is this character? Why? 
<laughs> Who are the ad wizards that came up with this one? <laughs> yeah, this is there's no this character exists literally just to watch the kid yeah. and like he it's so Oh, we needed to fridge the kid for 45 no, minutes makes, to get the plot makes moving. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Bullshit. And then uh all right, yeah, well, that's uh, it. So, I just got yeah. one one last line that I wanted to that I wanted to lead and this is a, just an, an another scene where he's interacting with the nerds that just was yeah. the, the best parts of the movie where he's like screaming at the kids. He's like, "Well, I want you to do your goddamn fucking jobs." And then he like calms down a little bit and goes, you know, my wife says my people skills are like my cooking skills. Quick and tasteless. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. He's got a wife. Yeah. He's got a mean, he's got a mean German shepherd. Nothing he wants yeah. more than to so kill do this I. kid. Yeah, you do. Yeah, uh, ratings then? Yeah, uh, I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this an inadvisable three Juds. No, Nobody should like this movie that much, but I found it no. curiously entertaining. Uh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't mistake me. This is not an endorsement. Uh, and I'm going to give it... I'm gonna give it one. I get another one, Douglas, for making me feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, what am I gonna give this? Uh, I'm there's a lot. Give, there's there's so much. I'm gonna give this ten out of ten. Uh, secret stories you should never tell the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Or I'm gonna, I might also give a ten out of ten misuses of carbon paper. <laughs> no, damn it. <laughs> Can it keep me up at night? Uh, I'm gonna give it three Juds too. I, it's not. It's a bad movie, but I was laughing a lot. I, mm. And you know, it's not supposed to be. A movie no, it's that not supposed to be at, funny. But it was uh, really fun. I just and Alec Baldwin. Maybe Alec Baldwin's speeches are supposed to be. It funny. Deserves, I don't Let's know. be clear. This deserves maybe two Juds at most. It's a. It's a bad it's movie. Bad. But I, I mean, it's just fucking hysterical. Misappropriation of Kim Dickens is a serious crime. Yeah. I, I just thought it was bananas the, the yeah. whole time, and, and there was uh, like so many parts when I was just like, "What, yeah. Jesus!" So you know, that's kind of why I watch these movies. So I'm giving it zero Douglases, um, yeah. and I'm gonna give it ten thousand shards of glass in that guy's <laughs> fucking face. Nice. nice. Uh, I'm, you know, I was, I was going into this, I was like gonna give it two, but um, after talking about it, I'm giving it one and a half jumps. Yeah. Mm, good, because I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even find it entertaining much while I was watching it. I was like pretty tuned out. It's just, it's so nothing. It's like so just now this scene and now this part. Like it's like kind of thing. I was just staring at the TV and waiting for it to end, and I was like, why is it almost two hours long? <laughs> Why does this movie have to be so long? Because they have four scenes where Bruce Willis is like, "Hey, thanks for the cab, thanks for the cab ride, buddy." <laughs> it has to pay a guy. <laughs> I swear Sorry, to God, I swear to God, this podcast is having like a Helsinki syndrome like effect on me because I like I think I like these movies more since we started watching. <laughs> I, I like some some of them. Sucks. Some of them like I hated this movie when I saw it in the theater when yeah. it came out. But some of now them, I, think it's I thought fun. it was a treat. This is the first time. Right. This is my first good. time seeing this one, but so it works on me on some of those because like that's how I, I honestly the other two that we did. I felt that way. Yeah. Um, Ransom, I already, I, f- I felt like going into. I'm like, I remember liking this, and I liked it about the same. But Nick of Time, I was like, had the same thing where I was kind of like, this is dumb, and I had fun watching it. But this one, I felt was like, yeah, not dumb enough. I'll I stipulate like the, that this was a, a far worse movie than Nick of Time, I but I like enjoyed the, it. More. I feel like the absurdity of it just is like, so it like in the premise alone, but it just doesn't, it doesn't earn it or own up to it at all. Right. And like, it, and it totally wastes Kim Dickens, and that is like a mm. sin. Mm. And uh, I'm giving it zero Douglases because mm-hmm. there's no, there's no sleaze. I mean, it made me feel real, bad, but not in a not in a sleazy way. I think real that Ransom, low Douglases. This, Ransom, this Ransom made me feel like gross in that way. Like, ooh, no. this is sleazy. Like the way that they were treated. But this one was just like, well, that just made me feel sad. You yeah. Know, okay. In a way, okay. this movie did not earn. 
in a way that like you know I should feel sad at the end of a like a Mike Lee movie like how I feel at the end of another year or something where I'm like Jesus. where I'm kind of like man the sadness of stuff yeah boy life this is movie, sad this movie really earned it and this one was like fuck you you piece of shit movie <laughs> so uh, and I'm giving it uh, I'm giving it uh, ten out of ten <laughs> ten out of ten uh, choo choo train toots yeah <laughs> train an, an altogether different parade of toots. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's it guys that's that's the episode we made it thanks we did it Um, the kids are no longer in danger next episode uh, we are going to do giallo shots we're gonna have a special guest giallo giallo shots giallo shots our friend Corey. Corey J. Brewer, uh, Giallo expert, has seen he all of the, in the movies. Giallo, every section, every movie in a Giallo section of Scarecrow video, and yep. so he picked three which is a lot, those. which is a lot of it's movies. A lot. It's like a hundred and some odd movies. Yeah. Italian thrillers, yeah, Italian mystery thrillers, like mystery thrillers. So, uh, I, yeah, and he picked he picked three for us, and I don't remember the titles off the top of my head, but uh, we will. But they're but they're three they're by surprises. Lamberto Bava. Yeah. So if you're following along and trying to watch stuff before we do it, sorry. <laughs> We're going to talk about what, what Giallo thrillers are, what they're like, and whether or not these are good that. representations of them or good movies at all. Yeah. And so we'll get to that. And uh, Follow us on Twitter, Letterboxd. Please rate Instagram. and review. You guys have been doing great at rating and reviewing on iTunes, but keep that up. If you haven't done it yet, give us at least a star or write a review. It, it helps somehow. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Patreon. Patreon. Ooh, Patreon. Patreon. We'll have, we should have the Patreon up at this point. At this point. Hopefully you've all heard our yelling about Hook. Yes. <laughs> hope so. Um, and uh, I think that's I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Until, ne- until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.